And welcome to the 8-4 Play Wii U Special Super Nintendo Tacular. Woo! <laughs> or just the Nintendo Tacular. Just made that up. Yeah, it is kind of a Nintendo themed episode because we will be talking about all of the Wii U information that came out this week, as well as continuing into the second half of our Super Nintendo Super Special. Uh, check out the last episode if you have no idea what I'm talking about, but we covered the uh, hardware launch of the Super Nintendo slash Super Famicom mm-hmm. uh, 21 One. years ago, roughly around now. Um, and JJ we was but the babe. are going to continue. I was, I was in elementary school with uh, I think over two hours, over two hours. Whoa! Of Super Nintendo Super Talk. Oh my god! Um, going over the games this time. So uh, that'll be in the second half. But uh, first of all, first things first. Let's uh, get out of the way. Who is here? We are Hi. down one woman. <laughs> um, Whoa! Hiroko Whoa, is uh, out on business. Roko yeah. business Minamoto, business meeting Minamoto. <laughs> um, but business done. We have a eight foursome here. Um, did I mention that I am your host, Mark King? Jesus <laughs> McDonald. I don't think you did, Mark. I, I, I did. You, you currently are, low, are suffering a migraine, right but now, I am. I well, it might be a migraine. I don't know. I am suffering a uh, F five related <laughs> illness uh, from trying to pre order the iPhone five here, which we're all kind of doing. Right. At the moment. Uh, Even those of, those of us who aren't actually getting one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I actually stole, that was John's nickname, <clears throat> John F5 Ricciardi over there. <laughs> F5? Uh, yeah, could have been a number it. of different th- Nintendo-related things. Or like Cha-Cha was kind of a, uh, a backup. We're going to get into some exciting Monster Hunter news here. <laughs> yes. Which you're a fan oh. of, I believe. <laughs> Yes, we're um, all we're all kind of low energy right now. I, I feel I feel like the, the I'm pretty energy pumped. Levels really, yeah, I was what are you talking about. I'm I mean, plenty, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna I'm carry the, the inside. En- I'm low energy on the. I'm outside gonna carry right the energy <laughs> for the rest of you. Carry guys. it, JJ. When uh, when we saw one set of footprints, <laughs> <laughs> that's when you carried the show. Um, so yeah, JJ, one one set of footprints. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. You're gonna be JJ got a big old butt. Oh, again because we got some requests after the last episode. Not, not gonna happen after the description of your juicy ass. <laughs> oh yeah, JJ juicy ass. Episode. Yeah, like you're hot. They call me juicy, juicy J. That's where, that's where the other J comes <laughs> yeah, from. That is the other J. <laughs> uh, and uh, finally, rounding it out, Brendan Brendanetta too. Oh yeah, Pritchard. <laughs> I don't even know if you care or are a fan, but I never uh, played the first one, so right. not really. <laughs> but you're excited about the sequel, right? Yeah, I guess so. All right, there you go. <laughs> yep. Uh, but anyway, uh, so let's get into it. Um, man, there were a lot. That was exciting. Yes. Yeah. Damn. Uh, yes. There was a lot of hype leading up to the different uh, Nintendo live streams. Uh, first. There were four of them. Right? I know. Yeah. yeah, a lot of them. There's a lot going on. Three at once. <laughs> that was, I don't Last know if night, that was a good idea or not. Japanese did you, time. Did you guys watch all three at the same time? Did you not see the picture of our... I like, did, I did. So <laughs> I was wondering if you just set it up for the picture or you actually went through with it. It was pretty much like that. I mean, we had the big screen had uh, the Japanese one. Right. I know, the US one. Right. And then on, below that on my MacBook Pro, we had the Japan one. 
Right. And then I believe on Mark's personal laptop had the Euro one. Yeah, I kind of gave I up that on that. On yours, John. I, <laughs> I know. I mean, I had to give up one. So, um, but yeah, so there were three going on at once, and then of course the uh, the afternoon Japan time, at least before that right, late right. night U.S. time, uh, the same day was the original Japanese hardware announcement. So mm. we'll kind of start from there and uh, do the pertinent details as they came out from the the U.S. conference. Uh, a little later, just mixed in at the same time. Um, so the Japanese conference, actually, they were kind of flipped. The Japanese hardware announcement, there were two uh, Japanese live streams. First was the hardware mm, and right. the basics of kind of the launch. And right. then the second one really got more into the games. Right. But um, The hardware one was only 20 minutes long Yeah, in the middle of the afternoon. Only 20 yeah. minutes long, and they waited to the very end to give you the stuff that you really wanted to know. They right. kind of took it as an opportunity. This is what the Wii U is, blah, 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 blah. You didn't want to know this how many watts it does. the, uh, yes, how the m- Wii U's actually, power consumption. SS speeds, whatnot. Yeah. For someone who cares about their energy bill and, and how our energy bills are going up, as you know, uh, in Japan, I think <laughs> next month or this month by like 15%, 75 watts is quite welcome. But what does that mean to you? Like, it how means much does your PS3 use? I think it's like 350. Really? Yeah. Do you actually know that? I'm surprised you know I, that. Uh, well, I, I'm not quite you, sure, but I'm pretty sure. You're pulling that out of your butthole. <laughs> I, I am a little bit. You are. <laughs> hey, can we, get a, can, we get a, can we get an intern on that? Yeah. Uh, sorry, guys. You Three, just uh, clap your hands. The look, watt, at the, look at the PS3 the power consumption while Thank we're... You. Thank yeah. you. Go. Yeah, because I you, I, Thanks, you have guys. no frame of reference, do you? Right. Uh, well, I, I, I feel like I looked it up at one point. All right, all right. I had an argument with my wife about it. We get the picture. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah, so it started off, and then they end with the big news that everybody right. was waiting for so uh launch timing in japan uh december 8th i was wrong i predicted december 1st for which, japan yeah well and that's that's a good few weeks after the u.s date which of right. course right. is going to be uh the day the uh weekend before black friday November eighteenth. Pretty much everybody guessed right. November eighteenth. No way they would go after and so, that. And so, with the Wii, the first Wii, there was a nineteen-day difference between them. And this time, I believe it's a week longer than that. So it's, we're talking almost. No, no, maybe it was a thirteen and a nineteen or something. Basically, we the Wii U. I mean, the first Wii came out on the on the nineteenth, and the Wii came out on December second. So I think that's what thirteen days, maybe something like that. So anyway, yeah. and this one is nineteen days. So what you're saying is that you're going to get the American system because you can't well, wait. Well, last time I actually <laughs> flew to the U.S. and was there for both for the U.S. launch, and I was half considering doing the same thing this time, like doing a flyby through Seattle or something to get the system and have it three weeks early. That is how hardcore I am, JJ. <laughs> but then you wouldn't get your Dragon Dragon Quest Ten beta. Yeah. So okay, oh, what makes you think I'm not getting the Japanese system too? Okay. <laughs> Keep going here. So then uh, the price or prices, I guess we should say. Yeah. So mm. there were multiple SKUs after all, not three but two uh, in both territories. So in Japan, uh, let's see, you have the premium. The premium and set and the basic set. The basic set. The basic and premium. And then in America, what? Uh, basic, basic and, and deluxe. deluxe. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, the differences are dramatic. <laughs> so in mm. both territories, the. Wait, really? Let's just mm. go through them first. Uh, first, the uh, basic set in both territories is white. So the color, they're like color coded. The systems yes. are white yeah. color coded. The white is a 8 gigabyte, has a 8 gigabyte hard drive for the basic set. The it's not a hard drive. It's just flash memory. Well, 
the internal storage. What, what, yeah, yeah, flash There's hard drive. I mean, what's yeah. the difference? The difference it, is it's not a big, bulky, extra thing that costs a lot of money. It's just like this simple little. The difference I think comes into play when you talk about. But the it price. is a hard drive. It's it's not removable. It's in the system. It's not. There's no spinning parts. It's, it's internal memory. Yeah, mm-hmm. storage. It's flash memory. Just use storage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Um. Uh, then on the premium. Uh, edition or deluxe you have a 32 gig hard drive flash memory um, and the black <laughs> the black system that also comes with uh, a like network premium sort of account you become a premium right. set customer 10% points back on digital purchases depending on the title to be applied towards future purchases. Future downloadable purchases. So right, it's basically yeah, just you right. get points back that you can reuse on the store. Apparently you can, and, and for like every 500 yen you get, you get like a 500, 500 yen uh, Nintendo point card that you can use online. What do you mean? Wait, for every for 500, 500 yen, yen, so basically you get, so you get yen back? That's, well, that's that, what I'm say. saying is like, because they don't do it in any other <laughs> currency other than 500 yen. You're not going to get like 450 yen that you can spend on your other games, you get the 500 yen card that you can spend on your other game. After purchasing several right. games, not you don't get 500 yen for 500 yen. Right. So it's a clear example. If you bought a 5,000 exactly. yen thing, that 10% of that you would get 500 yen. You can't you can't use like 687 yen. You have to wait till you get up to I guess 500 you get yen 500 number in increments in yes. order to use it. Okay. But, but well, 10, 10% points is not bad. That's pretty good. <laughs> so and this runs through December of 2014. Um, so it's kind of encouraging people at, at launch or the yeah. early life of the system to buy it. Who knows what will happen with so it. The thing about that, that, though, I mean, that is good, but it's actually all you're, all they're doing there is basically making it the same as it would cost to buy it in a retail store because pretty much every retail store in Japan gives you 10% off of your games. Like if the game is 5,800 yen, they usually sell for about 5,000. So right. you're getting true. roughly the same thing back on digital. They are doing it in um, America, though, as well, right? This mm-hmm. uh, 10% program which mm. is a little interesting just because i mean in, in japan there's this point card system at major electronic retailers especially right where you are used to getting kind of a in effect a discount you get points right. and then the points can be redeemed for other merchandise but um that's usually one percent though not ten percent well no it's usually five or ten percent but um and sometimes it's fifteen percent but the thing is is that the in the uh, with the Nintendo thing, though the um, the points, this to me seems like potentially a reason for them not to make the downloadable versions cheaper. Which I would. Well, they are in effect. They're in effect cheaper, but cheaper. they don't look cheaper. Yeah, maybe this is to appease retailers since they're selling right. them at retail stores. It seems like a hoop for the user to jump through in order for. Like it's kind of silly that they would think like, oh, maybe the retailer won't think or realize this. But yeah, in effect. Depending on if the retailers are allowed to sell it cheaper or not here in Japan, that's right. one thing. But if in America, for example, let's say they're the same price and right. then you're getting this kind of discount thing, then yeah, in effect, the digital right. one is cheaper because you're getting this money to spend on something that's else. That's true. They reuse right. it. They're basically, re- they're basically like recycling your money within their little system. The other thing, too, though, is that, um, you know, I was going to say something, but JJ keeps making like goofy faces over there. What, what's going oh, on? Sorry. Uh, so the uh, interns came back with some data. The okay. current, <laughs> the unnamed, the- yeah, a uh, uh, BB and Tony uh, came back, and the current slim is 190 watts, but uh, the original fat was 380 watts. Okay, it's a big well, watt difference. What was the Wii U? 75. Yeah, everyone at home was, I know, uh, waiting with bated breath yeah. for that uh, hey information. Man. I mean, Bills. that is actually really good news, but I don't think it's something you necessarily need to put as like a big bullet point on your conference. I don't know. Well, the Wii was 18 watts. 
Really? That's crazy. So, yeah, that's not exactly something to be shouting from the rooftops about, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, so, yeah, we, there are, uh, prices. Now, premium set uh, in Japan, 31,500 yen. Uh, or well, thirty thousand yen before tax. That's tax included prices, and then uh, twenty five thousand yen before tax for the uh, basic, basic set. And that being the price that pretty much every Nintendo system is launched since at, Super right? Nintendo. Yeah. Um. So, reactions to the Japanese prices. So, you know, it's it's a little high to me, but the thing is, I think both of the prices, the US price and the Japan price are high, but the US one seems higher to me because the Japan one is giving me stuff I really want at launch, like Monster Hunter, yeah. the Dragon Quest beta comes with the premium pack. Like these are things to me that make that cost justifiable, so I don't but mind in it U- as much. In the US in the premium set you're getting uh, Nintendo, Nintendo Land, Land. Which, but I am glad that I have the option in, in Japan because I don't even know that I necessarily want Nintendo Land. Like I probably I, I will want to play it, but I mean, at, how, come on. But what do you mean glad like that two months? Did you ever play it again? Like, but what do you mean glad that you have the option? Because it's still cheaper to buy it in America. You're spending less money, and you're getting Nintendo Land. You're getting a game. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you mean? My point is that the, the image, like it just, I don't feel so bad for spending that much on the system here because of what I'm going to be giving, coming home with on day one. You know what I mean? Like I'm super excited about some of the launch stuff in Japan. I'm not really that excited about the launch stuff in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, and then the, the U.S. prices, um, 350 for the deluxe and 300 for the basic set. Um, a lot of people, me included, uh, you know, I did the math on the 3DS XL, which was the previous, the most uh, yeah. recent hardware that had come out. Before this, in comparing the Japanese converted yen price into dollars and the actual U.S. retail price, there was like a 20% difference in those two prices. And so if you apply that to the Wii U numbers, you know, it came in around 270 and uh, 320. And so they could have gone higher or lower from those from those numbers to sure, the retail, right. and they, they ended up going higher. Mm. And it makes sense why they did, because of the, the yen and because of, um, you know, the fact that as uh, Wedbush Morgan analyst Michael Pachter <laughs> uh, pointed out, it's going to sell out. Like, it's going to sell out at first probably no matter what, um, unless mm. they have some surprising amount of these things. They're kind of they can kind of set their own price. I think for they're the kind of banking year. on it though. Right. They're, they're they're banking on it doing like Wii levels of sellout or something because they just got over the whole 3ds debacle. I mean, and and I would have thought that learning from that they would have taken the other route and gone right, cheaper, right. which think, is yeah. what everybody did. Think, I think right. they needed to honestly. Like I, that sounds like a lot of money to me for a hardware that is essentially like last gen. More yeah, or less, and right? that's and, that's kind of the root of the problem. There's a very big like perception problem with Nintendo and gamers. Like they see. A three hundred dollar price tag on an Xbox three sixty is what they're seeing. Right, exactly. Right. And thirty two gigs is not that much memory. Yeah. I mean, and that memory, that's true. And the reason I was giving you a hard time about the hard drive versus flash memory thing earlier is flash memory is dirt cheap. Like it is exactly. dirt cheap. So like I could see the components and everything else with the hard drive driving the cost up, but for flash memory, the difference between eight gigs and thirty two gigs is like like a couple dollars. Somebody like it doesn't posted need to be that an, yeah expensive an SD card. Um, being sold for like five dollars for sixteen gigs, right? On, yeah, uh, online, no, totally <laughs> somewhere. Of a, and and yeah. that, oh, sorry, and, that, and this is kind of my problem too. It's just like 
Yeah, I want it because it's got games I want to play, but at the same time, it's like, eh, do I want to spend $300 on it? Right, and then so, the yes. other problem with the, the memory is that that's not enough to even hold one... I don't think it was enough to hold even one game. Like, uh, well, 32 gigs, because no, there's discs, their optical discs can hold 25 gigs. Right, so it can hold one game. But that's actually that's, not true, because there's not going to be many games that... This, that is, this is true. The point the is, full. you're not going to be able to download that many games. This is all f- more. Well, you're for, talking like, about full retail full size retail games size that games. take up the full disc, which yeah. is not going to be that many. I mean, your right. average game is probably a 10 gigs or less. But still, I mean, 32 gigabytes is not going to be enough. Well, this right. is all for basically virtual sure. console and the, stuff. The smart, thing, the smart thing to do is to buy the cheaper system. And Reggie even said this uh, in an interview, but you can buy an aftermarket HDD. And Hard it can drive. be as big as you want it to be. Well, no, he said, he said even three no, no. terabytes no, no. you can get it. Brent, just plug I think it you're missing USB. the point, yeah. though, Brendan. Like, yeah. that is the whole, like, step back from this whole thing. The 32 gigs is not there for you to basically buy a bunch of games yeah. and put it on there. It's there to be your system's base memory. You're going to have, you're going to use that forever for, like, your downloadable stuff, maybe whatever, like, your, your saves, all this other crap. Where you're going to download your, if you're going to really download a lot of games, you're going to put all that stuff on a hard drive. And mm. that's something I think is actually really smart, and I'm glad they did. I don't want a hard drive to be forced into the system. They sort of took the Sony approach. Hey, why don't you want a hard drive? Because system? I have the option to put however much I want, and I don't have to pay their ridiculous prices for it. Do you know you, how much a hard drive You mean Xbox, costs? you're arguing against Xbox 360, but, but not... It could be PS3 too, right? It could, it could be, be PS3. have its own and let you yeah. right, but it's much better than PS3, I think, because PS3. How I mean, how easy is it to change your hard drive? It's still a pain in the ass. I mean, no, no, no but is, it's we're, either way, you can hook up an external hard now drive. Now you can, right, yeah, yeah, to it, right? But, so that's the ideal, right? Come with a hard drive and have the option. Yeah. To can you actually can you hook up arguing. an external hard drive to PS3 for for games? I don't think you can. Can you? Oh, for games, I think for you games. only do that for your like video recording so. shit. Yeah, this you can basically plug in a USB drive. You can go out and buy a three terabyte drive which is still going to be like not that much money right. 120 then, bucks maybe yeah which is like right. what microsoft would charge you for like a 120 gig hard drive or something in their actual system you know what i mean it's like and much, play much, the games off of this external hard drive yes how's I'm, the speed gonna be on that i worry about that through I also, usb I probably the same as my pc data going up to 32 gigabytes you have a you so have a data date, save data i don't think so your what? hd what do you, on your you pc is hooked up well to, actually uh, USB. uh back a long time ago i uh, i've i have played like ps2 games off a of usb hdd or you know other. i mean the games get loaded into ram anyway so it's not like it really matters at it's actually end. faster Presumably, faster than than like off a disc an internal hard drive oh oh yeah Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be an issue. And in fact, I think that that's like, I'm glad that they didn't force me down. Because it's really upsetting how much like you had to pay for the hard drive options in the Xbox. It was ridiculous what they were charging. Right. So that's yes. like a nice thing, I think. I don't think it's a bad thing. I do think, though, that making the 8 gig the small one was kind of pointless because of how cheap that stuff is. Make the mm. small one 32, make the bigger one 64, or at least make the small one 16. Like, 8 is almost nothing. Right. Well, I agree that's, with that's that. That's like pennies in this All that thing. aside, it still seems expensive. So I, yeah. I mean... I, so just to play devil's advocate here, so you know it was many years ago, six seven years ago that the Xbox 360 and PS3 launched mm. at prices you know well above this. Yeah, right, right. I I wonder how much of this is the perception of the system and people's like idea of video game value going mm-hmm. down on on um, you know getting used to things like like digital games, even mm, iPhone and games, other games right. like that. Like a new system launching at 300 or 350 is not that's relatively cheap when you look at right. what the the 360 and PS3 launched at. Now, you're not getting that kind of 
horsepower, of course. Right. I mean, you're not relative to that. You're not getting the state of the art like you were with this gen. You what? You you're going to get more horsepower, but the it's that controller is yeah. adding right. a lot of money. It doesn't seem like it to anybody, but right. somehow, and, and according to all the cost estimates I've seen online, that thing does cost. Like over a hundred bucks for them to make. They're right. essentially selling it. I mean, what they they're not selling it yet, but when they are selling it here, the price is going to be something like what one hundred and sixty or one hundred seventy so, US. Yeah. So the uh, let's see, the gamepad controller uh, a price was announced only in Japan for this um, going on sale next year. It, yeah, and it's not going on sale until next year. And they pointed out, you know, there aren't any games yet that uh, that are going right. to use it. Right. Um, trying to find in this where it is. Thanks for the notes, uh, Cheesemeister from yes. NeoGaf. Um, I want to say working it was off thir- of those thirteen thousand and change. Basically. It was right around there. Yeah. yeah. Why and is it not here? It was thirteen thousand and change, which equates to something like one hundred and sixty or one hundred seventy dollars. Here it is, US. thirteen thousand four hundred and forty. Okay. Yeah, which is like one hundred. Yeah, fifty hundred sixty bucks. Sixty dollars. sixty or something that like that. Genuinely surprised me. That was the moment of the conference where I yeah. was like, "Wow, that right. is yeah. way more expensive than I ever thought." Because you look this at the be. thing and you really like, ah, what's that thing cost? Is it, you know, sixty bucks, seventy? Bucks? I was thinking seventy. Yeah, no, nothing in it looks that crazy. Right, but when you think about all the parts that it has, like it's got a camera, microphone, NFC, it's, it's got true. a screen. It's true. Yeah, and the screen and is all those controller nice. parts. It's not I like iPad right. nice, but iPads cost like seven hundred dollars. Yeah. So that's part a of it, I think, is the the single touch thing. I think is one of it, and part of it too. I think it, it looks kind of like a toy. I mean, on purpose, right? right? But it does look like you know less like an iPad and more like a Fisher. It's less like a Fisher Price made right. an iPad. I've, I've, I've seen that, and well, I don't dislike the design. IPad. That's that's not a slam, yeah. but it. I no, think I like that's it. part of it. Is it looks cheaper it looks friendly and it looks mm. kid friendly and so right. i think you would see think oh that's a cheaper thing. well that and also but, i think most people don't expect controllers to right. cost we have this image of a controller mm-hmm. we do not like, think controllers well, cost that's, 160 that's dollars right that's yeah. a big problem with nintendo in this whole situation in, in general is they are going against the perception they're just a bad positioning right now for them it's like not their fault but they're basically bringing out a sort of current gen, slightly maybe it's not next gen. So let's just face it; it's kind of a current gen system, like a Dream Plus. Gen, but like the, the systems Mark was talking about earlier, though, which cost so much before, now cost this much or less. So even though it's essentially like this, really is probably a value when you actually look at the hardware involved. Sure. It doesn't seem like it at all because it's you've the game had pad. these games like this for like two for five years now. You know, you're buying hardware like a little better than what's out there, but the price difference and what's supposed to be the big difference is the gamepad. But mm-hmm. I think the the, the whole value perception problem, if you want to call it a problem, with the Wii U is that gamepad. Like right, right. it, for from all accounts, costs more than people perceive that it should for right. whatever reason. Um, so uh, I guess just to, to continue with the the bare facts, um, other little things came out. So um, you have a charger for the. For the gamepad itself, of course, you have the AC adapter for the system, right? And the AC adapter for the for the gamepad, which is right. Like mm-hmm. so, the charger. So the gamepad has a charger, which yeah. has a AC adapter. Oh, so to plug in the gamepad so, as well as the console. Ooh, oh, I didn't know that. Well, but, but you want it to charge on its own, right? You want to put it down in a cradle 
and have it right. charge on its own. Well, it's I, not well, the cradle's want, not part of the system. So I was it thinking needs to plug into somewhere. USB, so yeah, like, like anything else. Connect though, right? directly. Like, to the why system. not just charge it from the system like your PS3 controller does? Or oh uh, yeah, that. yeah. I guess so. I, I mean, I don't want to use two different plugs. They the said thing. somewhere that their logic there was that because you're not going to always have that the gamepad like right in front of your TV. Presumably, you're going to have your Wii U plugged in one outlet and your gamepad like in another outlet in your room, which is fair. But like to me, actually, Probably who has true, like a room actually. like loaded with stuff plugged in all over the place, like it actually is inconvenient to have to have two plugs. So right. I'm kind of bummed about that. Well, you are, uh, with like six laptops, I think you are a rare. <laughs> we have like yeah, we example. got a lot of stuff. But going I feel like we, we ought to have the option to plug it separately or plug it to the machine. Well, you know, it's it's actually you know well, this whole wattage thing comes right, into play. Right. Right. I think the machine, just like your iPad, some some devices won't charge your iPad. Right. I think it's probably part, the same thing. Part of the other thing too that they're kind of pushing. I don't know if they have it figured out yet though is kind of that the gamepad itself can kind of be its own system right somebody wants right. to use the tv right like so the gamepad itself is its own system it's sitting over here charging somebody else is using the tv right. you don't need to take over on the tv to switch over to plug in or unplug or whatever you just pick up the right. gamepad and are playing yeah. it over and here. actually the uh logistics of that are very convenient like not having to go up and turn on the system and do that you just pick up the controller and you can start playing like you would a 3ds is great yeah i'm super excited for the day one like stuff like that like basically just pulling it out of the box and trying out like how all these things work like does it turn on does it take you to the same home screen if you're not on your tv or like all those little things they haven't uh did they say how long a charge lasts i think it was like around six hours so part of the part of the maybe potential problems with the charge stand model are if you're playing a game and you're about to run out of battery well, you can't just plug it into the system what do you do you have well, to you stop maybe put it down can. on the charge stand presumably yeah i mean the way this, the way the charge stand is set up like you can actually see it in use in that one screenshot of monster hunter that they well, showed it's well, like wait it's, you don't has, actually need the charge stand the basic pack does not come with a stand uh, you're right, actually. So yeah. maybe I think you can just plug it in. That's true, actually. Yeah. So it functions He's kind right. of like. Can an we iPad. go back and record the last uh, <laughs> ten minutes of the podcast? So it functions more like an iPad than anything else. Right. Wait, no. What, what does that have to do with the last? Just the chargeable, last thing we said. chargeable with USB cable. Oh. Oh. Then we can plug it into the system. <laughs> oh, wait, this is no, 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 so no. Pro Controller is five uh, ah, five thousand forty n chargeable with USB cable, but yeah. then. Is the gamepad controller then not no. also no no that's it's a, not so the gamepad controller requires an AC adapter yes. Oh, okay, so I thought, what what is the stand that it doesn't come with? The thing that he's talking about is there's a stand that you can get with the premium set where you can actually, like, put the thing, it's hard to explain this on a podcast, you basically put it down in front of you, like the the Pinnacle's thing. The the dock, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But you don't need to have the dock. Right, just like in the 3DS, you don't need your dock, you can plug it right into the controller. So you could technically still play. Okay. You just hold it in front of you and play. That answers that question. Okay, so you just have to potentially maybe have your... Controller hooked up to the yeah. uh, to the wall. Start drilling holes in your walls now for those extra sockets. <laughs> You're gonna need <laughs> just, them. Just get some power strips. So um, yeah, the pro controller, like I mentioned, five thousand yen. No price for that in the U.S., huh? No prices for any of the peripherals in the U.S. No, they're not. They haven't announced that stuff. Um, black vertical stand, which comes with the deluxe. Uh, set is that right? I right. believe that's correct. Both yeah. of the stands, the stand and like the charge thing, come with the deluxe set. This is another thing about my sort of perception of value here. I want to back up. I don't want to. I'm not complaining about everything. I'm just picking the little things to pick on because in general, I'm actually really happy with what we saw yesterday. But like to me, the difference between the two sets in Japan, anyway, where we don't even have Nintendo Land, is like, what if you don't even want those stands? There's not that much of a difference. Fifty dollars for essentially another, like I said, twenty four 
gigs of space that you normally can right. buy for like five dollars right. to me it is not a value like and i don't understand why it costs that much more for the premiums for me it pretty much up until the moment they announced the monster hunter bundle i was all about <laughs> i'm just like there's no reason to buy the the uh the premium, the, one. The premium one the basic one has everything i want especially mm-hmm. if i'm gonna buy an extra hard drive uh, yes. That game, well, that gamepad charger playstand sells separately for about two thousand yen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll, well, yeah. That's why I said the two things. I, I think they're dramatically different. I don't think they're dramatic enough to warrant the price difference, but I do think that they're different. And the the beta, the Dragon Quest Ten beta stuff, and the that um, online service that you gain points on, I think that's a significant difference. The, the service, I'm shocked that that's only for the premium. People, you would think that they would have that for everyone, but um, let's see what else was there. Um, an HDMI cable comes with it, yeah, which yep. is nice. A lot of people very upset though that right now it doesn't seem to have optical out for audio. Um, which you know, how can you? How can they tell? Did they uh, because they looked at the back of the system. Oh, okay. Um, Did they release final? And you know that apparently is a pretty big deal if you're an audio buff because otherwise right. you're going through your system, your TV's speakers, you know, or you're using HDMI. Like, well, or if your thing supports it, right? But I right. mean, not, Appar- not a lot of people. Uh, apparently, according to Gavers, if you've bought one in the last five or six years, it's got it. It's just people with really, really? old sound systems. It's- yeah, like, well, yeah. My I don't house. know. And I mean, I don't I don't know enough about it either way because yeah. yeah. I'm not like that big on the sound stuff. But um, so then I think that was most of it for the um, hardware announcements. So the U.S. also um, getting a pack in, getting Nintendo Land. Right. For a cheaper price. Mm. Um, not surprising because not the Wii all. here didn't launch with any games. And, of course, Wii Sports was a packet in the West. Um, I still think that's kind of lame. I think it's, yeah. a, it's What's shitty lame, that we're that, not getting a packet. Yes, or? that Japan, Japan does not get a packet for more money. And also Nintendo Land doesn't – it seems to me like a showcase title if – like once you've bought the system. But it doesn't seem to me right. like no. a – like a full retail product. I don't think Do you know anyone what I mean? will actually be like, I'm going to buy Wii U and then I'm going to go buy Nintendo Land. Yes. It feels like it's just not going to. I mean, I wouldn't gonna, say that because buy it. it's Wii Sports sold and Nintendo yeah, Land buy is like a I'm showcase system. But to me, it's like, that's what, you know, out of the box, you want something just to play and to show to people. Yeah, but they don't do that in Japan. I mean, they have never had pack-ins in Japan. So it's, it's just, just sort of a, it's one of those cultural things, I think, you know, I mean, at least we get an AC adapter this time. They used to not have those either. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> Um, I'm with you. I mean, I agree, but I, I at the same time, like I said, I, 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 I'm more excited. We, we do get stuff in. If you buy the premium set in Japan, the big thing here is you get uh, automatic beta entry to the uh, entry to the Dragon Quest X Wii U beta, yeah. which for Japanese gamers is a big deal, especially you know online or not. That beta itself is going to be free, so you're not going to have to pay extra to get on and right, play it, yeah. which is huge. I think that's awesome. Um, US also gets a sensor bar with the system. Mm, right. So, um, because if you want to play with regular Wii controllers on, uh, on the system, mm. you need a sensor bar still. Right, right. It's not built in or anything. So, um, of course, if you have your Wii one, doesn't the game, you can still use that stuff but, built into the camera. Yeah. But I mean, it does. But like you, if you're playing, uh, multiplayer, then they're right, not going right, to be right. playing. Right. It, the one thing about this is that like, if you own a Wii, you can't really sell it unless you buy one of those extra here in Japan. If you own a Wii, you can't. Oh, because you're going to have to give up that sensor. That's a good point. Right. Yeah. That's kind of shitty. And you basically you how can might, get how expensive are those sensor bars? Like probably like three hundred yen or something. Yeah. Like that. Uh, I don't know. Can you? Well, and anyway, you can buy. I'm surprised how expensive controllers still are with a. Uh, 
with a sensor bar. They showed like six colors. Oh, remote right, they had like a special pack, right? Like yeah, for a right, nunchuck, a remote, right. and a sensor bar. For, for the people five thousand yen. Wii, for the people who don't have a Wii, they have a special pack to get you all the Wii peripherals. That's not Wii. That comes with a nunchuck too, right? Yeah, remote. That's not, that's not remote a bad nunchuck deal, and sensor bar. I think that's reasonable. I mean, if you added up all the individual things, I don't know. It just for a Wii controller in this day and age, it still seems sure. kind of steep. Well, it's for the Wii, it is remote Wii plus Pro. Yeah. You can't use a regular Wiimote. You can only use Wiimote Plus Good. on the Wii U. That's interesting. Really? Yeah. Yeah, huh. So you got to have your the why ones would that the, be required? I don't understand. I think that. because at, at this point, like you know, they're they're just sort of set that as a standard for the motion, you know, capability. They want to get rid of, of that shitty old, not support the yep. shitty old. Uh, I'm glad. I mean, compliance. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so um, I'm surprised the big Wii U gamepad doesn't have its own like condom, like the like the Wii remote, <laughs> like a big rubber thing. Seriously, like, just, wait just, till after launch day. <laughs> Remember the first Wii didn't. Throws his through its yeah, <laughs> it's gonna have like a yeah. Oh God, don't even. <laughs> Ugh, I'd never even thought of that. That'd be, <laughs> be terrible. I hate those things. Um, Can we talk about the another thing about that controller? The going the Pro controller, which is sort of the one that's like an Xbox pad. Yep. I, as far as I know, they still haven't detailed like if it's going to have vibration and things like that. Like uh, they've yeah, been very yeah, quiet about yeah. the little particular things, right. that, like including the online. They don't have yeah. any talk of their online strategy. So a lot of people picked up on that that there was um, very little said about that. There was a lot about. Uh, TV with two eyes, Nintendo TV. Can we pause and just talk about how awful those fucking icons are? This is like AOL 1996 TV icons. That's who they're made for, though. Dude, they're made fire for the people guy who, who played, who, who used AOL like up until last year. It was yeah. em- embarrassing. What explain the icons the, that you're talking about? The, so in TV, it's like it's it's almost like a video service like you would have on Xbox Live. Uh, for your Wii, you can access your TiVo, Netflix, Amazon Video, or Netflix uh, all in one place. <laughs> Did I? Yes. Oh, uh, Hulu was the other one. Okay. Was like, yes. <laughs> or Netflix. Uh, or Netflix. <laughs> and Netflix. Um, <laughs> or actually, apparently, any of your cable subscribers of video on demand stuff as oh. well, uh, which is cool for Americans, but in Japan, it's probably American Canada only, they said for this. Yeah. Stuff. Oh, not Europe? No. Really? Um, yep. And it's it seems like a cool service because, you know, while you're watching something, you can leave comments at certain times. And when people watch it, they can see those comments. Yeah, some of that stuff did look kind of interesting. But to be honest, I wasn't fully paying attention. But the we're not UI was ghetto. Really? Well, it had weird. some interesting aspects to it, I thought. Like, one, the idea that, okay, you want to watch a show, so they use, like, Modern Family, right? Yeah. You want to watch Modern Family, so you choose Modern Family. You mm-hmm. don't, you're not going first through Netflix or first through Hulu right. or first through. You're just, I want to watch Modern Family. Or Netflix. And show show me, and so you find Modern Family, and then it, you see that your different options of right. getting it. You want to buy right. it now? Do you want to watch it off your DVR? Do you want to watch it live on ABC? Like, how do yes. you want to serve it? That I think is really smart. It is. It's a great idea. And then also, there's this weird wheel thing on the right corner that comes up where you can choose between uh, channels and other things. Yeah. That I. That's the sort of thing where it's like, well, that's a kind of a new interesting idea it doesn't necessarily look bad but i would have to try it to really say yeah it's just those icons man I, I, I that's, you know, that's you're like yeah. the ui is terrible but it comes down to that you just really well, it's, don't like it's the icon. just the, i mean you know it's not for you well i mean i guess it is, is not for me it's not for you it's not for me because it's hey, not out in japan we did learn that uh reggie's a big fan of breaking bad it yeah like it was the first time he'd ever heard of it when he yeah. said it but yeah <laughs> there you go um, is that the the show with the meth okay <laughs> the uh so, but, but uh, separate from okay, you're not going to be using it here in Japan. But mm. 
do, do people think that it's cool? I mean, Nintendo devoted a big chunk of their American conference. This was a big surprise. This right, is the right. thing that they were holding back because presumably they were worried about it getting stolen or the ideas getting taken by other people. You could talk about smart glass being shown at E3, which mm, is the same right. idea. Um, I think this implementation of it and what they showed looked way farther along, way more thought out, sure. way more user friendly, yep. and yes. just way more you know real. Like you can right, right. picture your parents using this right. as opposed to smart glass, which is like, oh, here's like a speck of the ship that just flew over you in Halo Four. Like, <laughs> why the fuck would I want to do that? Like, right. come on, um, why, David? Oh, <laughs> but. Uh, so, you, what, I mean, what do people think? Like, interested in it? Excited in it? If it, you know, is this is this a big deal? I think it's a pretty big deal because it means you never have to turn off your Wii U. You can just keep if, it on, and you can make these comments, and you can watch your shows. And I think it's a it'll be a big draw for people. Like, let's say you have family at home. They are not going. They're going to be less inclined to you know make you turn off your system if you can just go straight to what you want from where it is. I think it's a big deal. <laughs> Hmm. If it was, if it had actual DVR capabilities, I'd yeah, be more interested. That would have been. Yeah, I was, they need their own like like. I agree. Thing. I agree with that. I, By the way, I think it's coming. I want the Tornay Killer. I want to say I called this like six years ago. I was talking to Brian Gray and Jungadelic, and I was like, Nintendo's <laughs> next system is going to have all this stuff. And I was right. All what stuff? But JJ was like, and the icons are going to be <laughs> right. I was like, right down to the icon. No, all, all they were stuff. the next Nintendo system was going to have all this TV capability. With uh, like program guides and being able to watch on demand video and all that stuff. Yeah, we'll ask Brian see what you <laughs> what you actually said. I doubt he anyway. Um, I I think it's interesting more from you know an aspect of when Microsoft and Sony were going heavy into like we're entertainment. We want to be the center of your yeah. digital life. We right. want to be the the system uh, in your living room or whatever. Right. Nintendo was very much like. We want to be the game system. For right, you. right. We want to be your game system. We want everybody to use it, but we are games. And so when, you know, PSP was releasing UMD movies and people were doing music players for it and stuff, right. and people were asking Nintendo, you know, there were some experiments with it and stuff like that in Japan with, yeah. with branching out into, into music and other things, but they pretty firmly stuck to just games. And this is finally. Nintendo saying like, okay, you know what? We are going to make this not just about games. Right. right. We are going to be outside world. an entertainment thing. We are going to finally like break out of our shell and yeah. an attempt these really ambitious things that the biggest companies in the world right now are trying to do. Right. And be that one system under your uh, TV that you use uh, all the time, every day, it's, even when it's right. not just for right. games. I think that's great. It's pretty interesting, too, that this is happening not in Japan, essentially, you know, because there's all these people always talk. In fact, there was even a recent thread about how, like, Nintendo is so controlled by its Japanese parent company and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, clearly here, they got the message across that this stuff is important in the West and we have to do it. Right. Because, you know, this stuff was obviously not, they can't just do this without Japan's approval. Like, Japan was mm, obviously not. behind this. So, right. I think that's a good sign. I think that could also be a sign. What you just said made me think that maybe potentially the these sort of rumors or the sort of hope that potentially Nintendo would get into their, like, do their own phone or something. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, because that's the only way for them to compete. Maybe that's not out of the question. I mean, maybe that is something it's, they're right. throwing that's, around. It's exactly my point. I mean, even just with 3DS now, you can sort of start to imagine, you know, they, they did make little forays with, with TV programming and, like, right, 3D right, programming right. and stuff before, but you can start to imagine... 
you know, I, the iTunes like store that is played on every device. Like you have your Apple TV, you have your Wii U, you have your iPhone, you have your 3DS. Connectability between those two things, passing off recording yep. something on one, passing it off to the other, setting recording. You start to imagine a lot of different possibilities. Mm. Um, and we already know with Wii U that this is Nintendo's first big push into like social media integration. Right. 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 So there's this is a lot. Like this is them biting off a lot and really expanding in a way that they have not done before. Um, you know, really breaking out of just games and i think that's going to be for better or for worse um i mean a company can only concentrate mm. on so many on so many things right uh and isn't l- isn't netflix like mo- almost one of the what highest is you and netflix i'm just saying like <laughs> there was a statistic a while ago that the Wii was like one of the highest yes. uh yes. users of netflix or I whatever see. yes Yes. Uh, so this is. I think it's going to be pretty big. It's true. It does make sense in that respect. That was a huge step in this direction. Yeah. Even though it really kind of wasn't Nintendo making that huge step. You right. know, I mean, they sure. played along with it, but I mean, that might have helped them realize that the step was more important to take than they maybe they realized before. I mean, yeah. And I think I think there's going to be a lot of day one stuff where you're just like, whoa, well, why can't I do this? Or why oh, I should be able to do that? And why doesn't this work with that? You're I think right. there's going to be a lot right. of that kind of stuff because. This is so ambitious and right. doing social media and the entertainment thing and the entertainment social media thing right. at the same time. During a launch of yeah. all things. And <laughs> launch games yeah. is so much that. Apparently that, the TV is not going to be available at launch. They're going to be rolling it out. Oh, apparently. yeah. Oh, yeah. TV. TV but, but in general, TV. though, but, but I yeah, think this sort, of, holds. this sort right. of this sort of uh, direction they're going Definitely is exciting to me. Like I'm not. I, I agree. It's, you said it's for better or for worse. It's probably like seventy percent better. There's going to be worse too. There's going to be parts where you're like, like when you look at the functionality of something, you're like, how does it not have this really obvious thing or whatever? But they've been way better in the last couple of years, especially now where they have modern systems where you can patch things, where they're like, you know, update the software and make it better. To me, 3ds again. We've said this before. 3ds is like built-in stuff, like with the Mii's and the Street Pass and everything, versus Vita and Near to me is like a prime example of why Nintendo can do stuff so, so much better than anyone else if they actually, you know, are pointed in the right direction. So, like, right. I'm really excited. Cause come on, Nier is crap compared to... I mean, not the, the concept is great, but the implementation is right. horrible right. compared to what Nintendo's done on 3DS. Right. Like, they give you reasons to carry your 3DS with you all the time, mm-hmm. and it's actually fun, and it makes sense. I feel like the stuff like that's going to come out of that on the social aspects of Wii U could be... Could be really, really Could interesting. Be. We'll it'll, be, it'll be interesting because I think the, the aspects of the 3DS uh, UI are so simple and nice and part aspects of it are like a little annoying. And uh, I think that'll probably hold through for this other stuff. Right, but right. They're, they're just they're doing so much now that I think there's bound to be a bunch of stuff that's like, well, this is a really cool idea. They need to do this, this and this. And then, uh, yeah, slowly they'll get patched. Slowly they'll right. figure it out. Yeah. But they've like started on this road. Um, Finally. Which, which which I think is super exciting. Yeah. Um, and I'm interested to see what's going to come out of it, especially also for Japan. I mean, we've already said totally. this, this yeah. particular thing is not launching for Japan, at least yet. But, I mean, if they're devoting this much time and energy towards it, I would hope that it would be something that they see in the future coming yeah. to yeah. different territories. I mean, Hulu is a thing in Japan. Slowly yeah. starting to become a thing. 
and I, you know that you can see why it wouldn't this whole thing wouldn't work yet in Japan yeah. because the media companies here just Definitely. don't know what's going on yet in terms of this whole internet they, superhighway. People call I mean people pretty much still buy DVDs in this country, right? <laughs> even, even though they're priced savages. Yeah. yeah, and the the great thing is since they're starting in the U.S., they're going to be I mean it's going to be trial by fire for them. They're going to really hit the ground running it in the U.S. so that when it finally does come to Japan, assuming it does it'll probably be a lot better than a lot of the services we already have here because they'll actually know how to do this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, pretty much anything so. you bring from America here is going to be better than anything they have here. I mean, the, the best the best DVR here is still like 10 years behind. That's what I'm... I, I'm betting that Nintendo releases a Nasane or a Nasane-like thing here. Nasane, which is the Sony the, DVR. The, the Sony DVR here system. that's connectable to Wii U. I'm yeah, gonna, that, wouldn't, I'm gonna, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, guess that right now. <laughs> so then um, other... Hardware news, this is sort of getting into games, but it's hardware related because Monster Hunter 3, Monster Hunter Tri-G HD or Ultimate, depending on where you live, is announced for Wii U, um, interoperable with the 3DS game, which also was announced for the West. Um, I think they said March. Um Sorry, I think trying they said to get the attention of our intern, but he's fast asleep. <laughs> I think they said March. Yeah, yes. focus, yes. focus, people. Got a pod, fucking podcast going on here. Fucking podcast. Um. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, March in the in Europe and America. Yes, North America. Congratulations, yes. guys. Who are you congratulating? <laughs> Americans and Europeans. Oh, oh there you go. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, in Japan, we get a uh, bundle. For 38,000 yeah. yen. So this is where, like, I was like, eh, and then I saw this, I was like, oh, God, I have to buy this, don't I? So that's the premium set along with uh, Monster Hunter Tri-G and the Pro Controller. The controller, yeah. So it's actually you get a the good... Pro Controller. You get the stand. That's right. You get the 10% off. That's right. You get the Dragon Quest Ten Beta, and you get the Monster Hunter. So effectively, for, yeah. for about 7,000 more yen, which is probably around what the game could cost, right? Um, although sure. it is a pl- kind of a port-ish thing, um, you get a 5,000 yen controller and the... Uh, and the game. The game. The it's, a real, it's a really it's good, a good deal. deal. Yeah. It's a great deal. That's the um, best deal. The only thing we're not 100% sure is if that package also comes with the Dragon Quest Beta or not. I'm or pretty sure it's the regular one. Yeah, it well, it's still the, the premium set. The it on the it, set, it's, it's not really clear on the website. It still says the pre- it's the premium set. Said, plus and they said it comes with every set. premium set. So, yeah, we'll so see. it would have to. We'll yes, see. yes. It um, <laughs> so another thing, um, speaking of the uh, Dragon Quest X, they announced it's new that it supports um, off-TV play, right? That you can just play using the... Um, oh, that's right. They did say that. The uh, gamepad, yeah, right, and also which I is be- cool. Yeah, I that's think, awesome. And also, you'll be able. Therefore, I think they were implying that you could play multiplayer in one room. So, like, yeah. you could have you could have two people online, basically, with one Wii U. They showed an image of someone looking at their screen while someone else was playing on. The, but they the did not screen. show any actual footage. No, no they're saving that for TGS. Sad. They're yeah. having a special event oh. at TGS next week where they're going to show the game for the first it's, time. Similarly, it's funny that they show that they kind of tout that feature for Japan and in the West they showed uh, the Call of Duty yeah, uh, doing kind of the same thing where <laughs> right. two people were playing multiplayer one person on the gamepad which is one really cool on the actual TV like, which, is, which is cool yeah, that's, that's, you know in the same room co-op is you know yeah. a lost art own screen co-op yeah. yeah I have a question are we already done talking about Monster Hunter no we're, <laughs> no. we're just okay. getting on bundles okay. go, go, go ahead 
No, I just, this is Monster Hunter. It's freaking huge <laughs> news, man. Like, I mean, that was I know that was the Megaton. This is huge. <laughs> it's, I know it's not like a as Megaton in the West, although the reaction was pretty freaking yes. positive. I mean, people have been starving for this forever Indeed. for it to come to the West. Period. They believed, right? and they, they believed. found out that it's coming out on 3DS and Wii U. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the fact that this game is out here on launch, yes. like launch day, that is Monster Hunter. Huge. Yes. It's like huge. <laughs> I can't even explain how big of a megaton that is. Like that is like a yeah. giant torpedo landed in Kazurai's lap, basically. Like because that is <laughs> tremendous. They're going to sell a boatload of systems just it's, on that alone. It pretty much guarantees that it's going to be, if not sold out everywhere, like n- n- not that easy to I find. I mean, that is the bundle. That is the thing that's going to sell out first. I think. Right. Probably. Right. Yeah. That's the one I'm kind of worried. It's like, fuck. Am I going to be able to, yeah. to actually find one? Yep. Um. Yeah, really good deal. It kind of is like the old the Monster Hunter Tri deal where you got that Pro Pro Controller 2 or whatever right. for free. Right. I mean, you've got Monster Hunter on day so that one. that didn't sell out at all. You've got, well, they made too many of them, but you've got Monster Hunter on day one. You've got the Dragon Quest beta. You've got Mario. You've got, I mean, these are basically like the pillars of Japan all there on launch day. Like to me, this is the first time I can like feel confident in saying that at least in Japan, they totally got the launch right. This is their best launch (laughs) in years. I mean, well, so let's talk about the, um, the two Nintendo launch games, um, Nintendo land and super Mario brothers. Wii U. Uh, Are you still hating on super Mario brothers? Wii U. I'm never hated on it. It's just doesn't look new or interesting to me. It does look new. I think it looks pretty, pretty freaking nice. Like, I mean, you think it looks new? For me, seeing the footage of this game makes me excited, whereas New Super Mario Bros. 2 for the 3DS Doesn't. pretty much did not make me excited at all. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm in the same boat. Totally. What if I, from, from 15 feet, showed you footage? <laughs> I know, I'm, de- I'm dead serious. Of Wii version New Super Mario Bros. and showed you footage of. We we use super new Super Mario Brothers. Have you played Wii are you, Super Mario Brothers? Are you confident? Yes, that you would be able to tell. It's clear, it's clear from, in the background. From fifteen feet, there's yes. a lot more shit going on in the background. From fifteen feet, yep. Yes, I think so. All we right. should try it. We, maybe we'll find. Yeah, we'll take the mark. Try I'm not like test. Yeah, I don't want. I'm not like like your damn the new Super Mario Brothers challenge. Yes, I feel like it looks way better than I actually remembered it to look worse after we had talked about it on the podcast. I was like, uh, maybe I'm not that excited. Yeah. Then I saw it and I was like, this looks really freaking good. The yeah. one part of it that, that that I do like that they showed off were these. Um, kind of challenges mm. yeah, for super really players. Cool. Yeah, that's so gonna be awesome. They showed one where you know you, going back and forth on doing turtle shells like you would right. in, in Super Mario Three. I can't touch the ground, bouncing for as long as possible, finishing a stage in fa- as fast as possible. Right. They showed people using their Mii's in the game. I don't really right. care about that. Yeah. There was a one. I think mode. that looked really cool, though. I think that's going to be really fun. Like yeah. I would, I would actually. That's a good. That's a good selling point that people will tack on. Me personally, I right. don't I, really I, care. Really? The, I the one mode that I thought was cool is the every. Stage it turns every stage into an auto scrolling stage, right? And the more that coins cool. that you collect, you're, you're going to get coins, but the more coins you collect, the uh, the uh, scrolling gets Speeds faster. Yeah. That mm. I thought was the coolest thing. So, like, you're getting coins and coins and coins, and then the screen is like you know, slowly building up, and it's just gonna go and it right. allows you to sort of self adjust the difficulty level because if you're having yeah. problems, you can just avoid getting as many coins, and as you possible. can be a total dick to the person you're playing with. That's true. The um the, the one thing I will say that uh, that made me a little more interested is just the um 
you know, finding different exits out of levels that you have the persistent world yeah. map, like Super Mario World style, right. and it opens up different levels, finding exits from ghost houses and you stuff like that. You can tell this is totally Mario World, like, inspired. Even from the background, they've got those, like, things in the background that haven't been in a game since Mario World. Like, there's a lot of, like, background elements that look, like, straight out of Mario I'm curious, World. like... And you'll hear, wait, you'll hear how much we love Mario World in the following segment, yep. by the way. That's right. Uh, stay tuned for that. Yes. But, uh, yeah. I'm curious to see who's developing this one. If it's the Tokyo Studio or... I don't know. I don't uh, think it's a Tokyo studio. Yeah. I think it's like the A team. They have like an A team and a B team, and I know the B team made the made the, the DS one. And yeah, I think that's it's pretty the clear. A team in Kyoto. Yeah. I'm, I'm not 100. I'm sure guessing we would have heard by now if it was the Tokyo yeah. team, but but yeah, that's a good question. Um, uh, and it's out at launch. There were concerns yes. it's yes. not going to make launch. It's launched in both territories. That's First good. time since uh, Mario 64. Right. Well, technically, I guess wasn't the DS Mario 64? That's no, not a new Mario. Yeah. That's like a um. Cheap. Well, is new. Well, we won't, I won't get into that again. Don't uh, uh, be a hater, man. I'm not. You know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Give me something new. This is a Mario launch game. It doesn't. It says it does, new in the title, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. They're right. That's they Damn. totally foiled me. But I, you know, it just doesn't feel like a true. I kind of feel about this kind of the same way. Maybe a little bit. Give it a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt than Mario 64 DS. It's kind of like. It's kind of not a real, true I, I, I agree with launch you. I, Mario game I, I to agree. me because it's not totally what you, original. What, what do you want it to be, like 4D or something? I mean, at this point... I like, want it to be anything. It's not, do you want it to travel back in time? I don't fucking work at Nintendo. Like, <laughs> it's their, their <laughs> job to figure it out. Yeah, yeah their, their job is to figure it out and give me something new, I'm man. excited about it. I'm, I'm bummed that it's not, it doesn't have internet play, though. But um, Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Why? What are they waiting for? I don't know. That's lame. Patch... Uh, latency. Nintendo Land, which had a pretty bad showing at E3. Um, more of it was shown both in the Japanese feed and on stage in the U.S. They showed a Metroid stage. Mm-hmm. Actually, they showed the the uh, one of the early Wii U demos, basically um, upgraded, revamped, and reskinned as a Metroid game. Right. Oh, we played that last year. Where one player with the main controller controls a uh, Samus's ship Spaceship, yeah. and is floating around, and then the other players, I think up to four of them, can be running around on the ground. You can grapple to the um, to the ship, be shooting things. Uh, it can be co-op, can be competitive. Right, you can just fun at E three. What's based that? on? I think you can play by yourself. Yeah, as well. he said, he even yeah, said yeah, yeah, you can. Based on challenge. that uh, that presentation there on the U.S. conference, I get the impression that Nintendo still believes that Metroid has a lot of like pull with the media and everything. I mean, they sp- I'm, and I'm not saying it doesn't, but I'm just saying it, to me, it seems like they clearly think that Metroid is still a big because right. they, they spend a lot of time talking about how it's Metroid and you Fan can do this favorite. and that. And yeah. like, you I'd know. rather play this Metroid than Metroid Other M. Well, that's the thing. It's like after Other M, though, I think a lot of pe- be big Metroid fans, me included, like my enthusiasm for the series has sort of dropped. And, and like I'm happy for this, but this isn't what's going to get me excited again. Maybe right. like a new retro, like real Metroid or something. Right. Well, yeah, I think we'll all uh, retro as in the company retro. Yeah. Right, right. Um, I think I'm excited for Nintendo Land. I like what I saw, and yeah. this will definitely be a fun game to like take over to the in-laws' house and play so with you'd the family. Bu- you'd be buying it because you do have Probably, to buy it here yeah. in Japan yeah. Yeah. at launch. Uh, maybe not immediately, but maybe like after Christmas. Really. Hmm. I'm excited to play it. I mean, I think it's, it'll be fun, but again, I think it'll get old pretty fast. I think you'll, you'll yeah. kind of check out every game and then sort of right. be done. You'll, yeah. you'll play it for like a week, maybe two weeks. And then, I mean, I, I'm not planning on buying it just because I feel like it, it would be something I would want to play as a packaged game, but I feel like you play it two, three weeks and then it's just sort of like, yeah. 
I, I like the fun. idea of uh, doing the the old Nintendo games and skins, almost kind of right, like a right. WarioWare game mm-hmm. does, That's where cool. it refers back to all these things. But um, I mean, to be honest, the, there was a balloon fight. Um, the I forget what it's called now. Balloon trip, something. something yeah, um, on Game Informer to go along with their Wii U cover story, and it did not look that great. Um, Metroid, I thought, actually looked fun. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But oh, it, no, I thought it was fun too. It looked like Metroid Kids, you know. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it did. Yeah. Metroid, Metroid babies. babies. Metroid Babies. Metroid but uh, babies. That, was cool. that could still be fun. And that demo was fun at E3, I do have to say. Multiplayer, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, some of the other demos they showed at, at E3 that I'm assuming have upgraded, revamped, reskin versions in that game were also fun. Sure. So, yeah, I think as a hardware again it just feel I, I would have a hard i just have a hard time buying that game i want to yeah. have it and mm. i want to play it well it's only five thousand yen <laughs> yeah that's it that's all only that's it. five thousand yen that's, only that is 60 cheap. bucks that, in japan well, that is you, cheap. that's changed. that's only like didn't you already pre-order a US 12 dollars cheaper yeah <laughs> which I, I think is news in itself mark mcdonald like day one pre-ordered a nintendo system hell yeah uh, yeah, from the, the US. pre-orders went up, dude. Like, why? Oh, you like, pre-ordered already? Yeah. So you're going to have Nintendo already. Land. So. Like I said on on Twitter, like, even no matter what happens, it's going to it's gonna sell out this fall. Why not buy one? You mm. can either keep it, you can sell it, or give it to your nephew. Yeah. Or whatever. I haven't figured out, like, what I'm going to do with... Which nephew you're going to give it to? No. <laughs> with, like with my... Of like the 47 the nephews. Later. <laughs> with, with, but, but, I mean, I'm going to be buying a Japanese system, so... I haven't figured out what I'm going to do. You know, am I, I going to have both? Am I just going to do one or the other? That stuff I haven't figured out. But it's not a bad call, no matter what. Like mm-hmm. even if I just wanted to sell it and make money, yeah. sure, but I, I will probably. keep I'm going to get a US one. I'll get yeah. one. I'll get a US. I think I'm going to get the US white one. And oh, then you a guys. Japan black one. GameStop started pre-orders, so there might still be going on. Um, I'm not sure. That's the thing. I'm not giving GameStop my money, so I'll get it somewhere else. <laughs> um, other stuff they showed. Uh, in the U.S., they showed the Wii U web browser. Uh, Flash is not supported. The internet in the palm of your hands. Uh, HTML5. Uh, you can use the gyro sensor to scroll pages. Oh. I JJ. saw that. It actually looked really annoying. <laughs> yeah. Gyro. Uh, launch Wait. the free browser and take game is screenshots. I can't is it, believe is they're it giving the it away Opera browser free. again? Or yeah. what is it? Oh. Uh, oh, one thing that we didn't mention about New Super Mario's Wii U, which is totally different. Yeah. Princess Peach has not been kidnapped. Oh, nope. yeah, they made a huge deal about that. They just took the castle. during that point. Why is she not kidnapped? Because they just took the castle. Not her. Which is totally like, different. Wow. Yeah, totally new. It's new. Yep. She kidnapped Bowser. Um, new. Yeah, Nintendo Land, Pikmin Adventure, Mario Chase, Octopus Dance, your favorites. Yep. Um, I played a bunch of them at E3, and they were pretty fun. See, Metroid Blast was the thing that they showed. Balloon Trip Breeze, we talked about a little bit. Um, Game and Wario, they showed uh, a few bits of. That was really fun. <laughs> it's I, I'm not, really looking forward to that. It's I, not super mini games, I guess, this time, right? Yeah. But just those kind of games that they should kind of Nintendo land. They're not like, yeah, games. not like micro games. Now they're more like mini games. They've like upgraded <laughs> slightly. But yeah. yeah. The one thing about that, especially with in the presentation, is they showed the snowboard game on the, the big screen TV. And it's like, oh, that looks pretty cool. I want to play that. Then they shifted to the actual game screen on the controller. Mm. And it was like, this is an iPhone game. I, li- I, I, I like. Lost my int- I lost all interest. I like how, like, <laughs> throughout the whole video, you can just hear that Jimmy guy go, "Oh yeah, yes, that's yeah. true." Too. 
They haven't really made a bad WarioWare yeah. game. I'm I think sure it'll it be, be fun, really but really, the, I thought there was one that everybody kind of no, there, said. Every the other stinker. one is really good, and then the uh, well, the first like three were amazing. I mean, the, the Twisted one is still my favorite. The Twisted one that came out in the U.S., but it was great. Um, we fit you and uh, Pikmin three now spring 2013. That's not necessarily in the quote unquote launch window. Right, which is like sure. to March. So yeah. since when did launch Sad. windows expand to six yeah, months? By the I, way, like yeah. Yeah. that was like two window. or three weeks. They Nintendo has s- decided the launch window goes through March now. Yeah, that's, that's a big ass window. That's annoying. Uh, it's it's like also launch, annoying. Sliding door. It's, it's also annoying to me. I mean, we knew that Pikmin three was probably not going to be at launch, but that right. is still a game that I really wanted to have at launch. Right. I'm kind of glad it's that it's have not. something to look forward to. Like yeah. you need, and they be, before that comes out, they need to announce another really big game that I want so that they keep me like excited about the future. Yeah. Right. Because after launch, kind of that's all I've got right now. Um, going on, keeping through the game montage, they showed off Ninja Gaiden three Razor's Edge, Snooze. published mm. by Nintendo, right? Yeah. Uh, that's weird. On launch that. day, that's probably part of the big giant <laughs> deal. Here that happened comes. With the ports. With, uh, um, let's just go. So Japanese launch, confirmed launch titles: uh, Monster Hunter 3G HD, aka Ultimate. Yes. Uh, Ninja Gaiden. Uh, Muso Rochi 2 Hyper. Hyper. JJ. It's another yeah. fucking Muso game. Yeah, I can't tell excited. the Muso games apart anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo Land, New Super Mario yes. Brothers, Wii U, Tekken Tag Tournament 2, Wii U Edition. First time Tekken's ever been on Nintendo system. No, oh, it's really? not. Wait, what? It's on. Uh, it's on handhelds for sure. It's on GBA. On it's on DS or 3DS or something. Why would Tekken be on GBA, dude? Trust me, it's on. It's on one of those. Tekken came out on a handheld. It's like it, te- ten, Tengen Tekken. Maybe it's, it's really, it was one of those. Like, yeah, like why are they doing this? But they did. They yeah. showed uh, Hey Hachi eat a mushroom and grow yeah. large. Kuma and they showed well. like they have like Mar- Nintendo inspired outfits. Like they showed Link and Mario and Luigi. And they had Gungu dressed up as Bowser. That was cool. I, I for one, I'm I wanted to play Tekken Tag too anyway. I like the I don't like Tekken really? anymore, but Tekken Tag is fun. Like Tekken Tag One was really good. And I Tekken am Tag shocked. Two, people are speaking really highly of it too. Wow, it's apparently really yeah. fun. Okay, so this looks like well, if it's like the same as the other ones, but it has extra stuff, might as well play it. You know, Assassin's Creed, but it won't have uh, achievements. It might won't have gamer score. Uh, Assassin's Creed Three. That launch, Zombie U, and Zombie U. Uh, of which course, which is kind of like the my secret star of the show. Like it's got Zombie all these, U? yeah, because really? it's got all these like Dark Souls features. Oh, well, that, thing, that was cool. That was actually explain what cool. you mean. Uh, so like when you die, yeah. you have to go back and get your health pack from your old dead self, who's um, now a zombified, right? Which and is you can, a cool idea. And you can leave like notes for people on walls mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, it just doesn't look like that. To me, like the action, the weapons when you're reloading, just the graphics in general looks to me like forgettable, a little too French first person shooter. (laughs) No, it just looks like it just looks like forgettable PC first person shooter that you would never care about if it wasn't at launch. Until I heard those details, that's pretty much what that game is. It's kind of like, I thought, well, it seems like the red red steel steel of the Wii U launch. No, wait a minute. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 I think they definitely. Dude, red steel was every fucking like 1980s ninja movie. No, now you're looking at with a head headband. You're looking at red steel from today from 
modern times looking back. No, no, at no. At the time, looking it was forward, people it were like, out. oh, I don't know. This Red Steel could be something. I don't know. Because they, re- they were releasing bull shots. But still, that game was embarrassing from the to beginning. Be fair, Red I Steel think, 2012. Oh, Mr. Tanaka-san. AKU. I think UB as a, as a company in general has, has come a long way since that era. They they're pretty, they make some pretty good stuff. Come on. Like, like Red Steel 2? <laughs> uh, did Red Steel 2 happen? That bad, yeah. And the hotly, finally, the hotly anticipated oh boy. Batman with armor. Uh, yeah, armored edition. Different game. <laughs> totally different game. Uh, that's going to sell like totally, 50 that's copies. A different game. No one's going to buy that. Comes with yeah, armor. It's a different game. Um, so, and then in the US, uh, what do we got? We got uh, eh, right here New Super Mario Bros. Wii U, Nintendo Land, Rayman Legends. Zombie. I want that game. Rayman that Legends does look good. Looks really good. Even it though I really nice. don't like Rayman. They had a long thing on the Finally, Japanese John conference. It. What? I, I never said it doesn't <laughs> look nice. It's just not my thing. Zombie U, FIFA 13, uh, trying to director's cut. Anybody? No. no. Trying's a good game. There you go. Nano Assault Neo. I heard that looks what? good. I don't know what that is. Nano Assault is a uh, horizontal shooter by, I forget the company name. Here you but, go. Okay. Tokitori 2. Boom. 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 Megaton. Boom. Boom. Uh, Darksiders 2 and Mass Effect 3 Special Edition. Uh, you know, those I don't are think old. Very many people are going to buy that. Games, Last year's but, games. Yeah. Today. But they're games that wouldn't have been possible. <laughs> that should be the tagline. Last year's games. Today. <laughs> um, they're games that, you know, weren't possible on a Nintendo system before. So if you're sure. like a. Nintendo gamer must be out there. Yeah, but if for Mass Effect Three, you won't even be able to carry over your data from previous. But you'll get no, the but there's cool... like a digital comic or oh, something oh, that tells the story of like who cares? Nobody cares. <laughs> um, and uh, the Zombie U. Apparently, there's going to be a bundle, maybe only in Europe. I don't know. The Zombie U. Um, <laughs> there's no details, <laughs> but pronunciation. that's going to be on Zombie-u. on launch day as well. Um, so uh, finally. Finally, we have yes, we haven't we haven't talked about Platinum Games yes, showed off yes. the now fully titled the wonderful 101, which uh, was Project P100 from E3. Looks mm-hmm. awesome. They had a new Very trailer. Cool. That game looks cool. Looks fun. Looks like it's got a good uh, sense of humor. Nice little art style. They didn't show a whole lot more of over what we'd seen, but um, trailer was really cheesy though. I believe in Hideki coming up. I do too. Yeah. Um, I think the cheese is when he's part not of the on Twitter. Yeah, the few moments that he's not on Twitter <laughs> or working on his other game that he is overseeing, uh, Bayonetta two. Yeah, Don't that was Don. like oh, nobody oh, saw that fucking shit coming. No. That was like one thing about mm-hmm. Nintendo; they keep their surprises. Like the whole TV thing too. Yeah, you didn't hear anything about that coming out. That is really yeah. impressive that that did not leak in any form Nin- yep. anywhere. Nin- Nintendo does what Apple doesn't. What Apple don't? Apple don't. Um, so yeah, Bayonetta two, a uh, very short kind of teaser yep. right. trailer, uh, exclusive for Wii U. Nintendo is publishing it. Sega did clarify on Twitter that it, yes, it is exclusive to Nintendo because Sega's logo was also yeah on the trailer. So people were asking them what's up. Sega tweeted later that they're serving as and a quote advisor. This advisory how, role. Don't make this, this game means crappy. we own the rights, and so our yeah. name has to be on it. No, it's more it. like yeah. this is how you make it thirty frames per second. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that was uncalled for. <laughs> um, so, interestingly enough, as well, uh, Game Informer editor in chief Andy McNamara, friend of the show, tweeted about getting a cover pitch for Bayonetta Two mm-hmm. in the past, and uh, he's saying it was from a different company. 
than Nintendo is what the implication is. Could have been Sega, yeah. (laughs) And uh, he says, pretty sure it was not a Wii U game at that time. So, um, first of all, before we talk about, like, what happened to get us here, Bayonetta 2, are you guys excited? I'm excited. What's up? Of course. I'm more excited than I ever thought I would be for a Bayonetta. Not that I don't like Bayonetta. I liked Bayonetta, actually. I played through it. But I'm, I'm really excited for it because... Kamiya, like, I know it's not his game exactly this time, but, I mean, everything that guy does is gold. He's supervising this. He's over, He's involved with the story and the scenario. He, he tweeted about his so, yeah. involvement. He, he says, uh, while I'm not the director of this game, I am still supervising the world, story, characters, etc., in close coordination with Hashimoto, who is the uh, director now. And Hashimoto so, was the producer of the first game. So, like, it's bit, very much the same DNA as the first game, but... Uh, I think that ban because a lot of people are really upset. I guess that it's not on other platforms, but to me, dude, people there were death threats. I know, I know. <laughs> I think that this well, is just that, what they need, though. Anything anymore to show that yeah. you were really disappointed yeah. about something? You pretty much have to make a death threat for it to even <laughs> register on right. the internet. Otherwise, it doesn't. You right? didn't make a death threat. God, it's like, oh, well, have there been death threats yet? Oh well, then uh, why do I even <laughs> pay matter. attention to it? Nintendo and Platinum seems Sad. like a really good combo to me. Like, agreed. So they're definitely money, getting in bed together. They have management like experience. You know, they they actually know how to get projects to completion in a good quality you know i think like that's what kind of what platinum was probably looking for is someone who has money but will respect their art as designers you know platinum's uh, at the definitely, same time, i'm sorry well i was platinum's definitely making big new big moves now they got metal gear rising yeah. yes project Ko- kojima said he would love to do a, a sequel of that with them which is i think speaks highly of the them. uh the wonderful 101 and now mm. bayonetta 2 uh those two both for wii u so pretty some pretty high profile stuff yeah um, I guess it is nice to see a uh, Japanese studio getting such like love and attention yeah, from the world. I mean, that totally. was a really big deal uh, online when it was announced. It got announced a little bit earlier in the, in the Japanese stream yeah, yeah, than it was announced in America. Um, but yeah, I mean, most of what I've seen, people seem to be really excited that the series is continuing, that there will be a yeah. sequel. People who hadn't necessarily bought... A, been planning on buying a Wii U, maybe right. not so happy that they're not going to be able to play it mm. on the system that they played the first one on, their PS3 or 360. Right. Which um, makes you wonder, will they put out Bayonetta 1 on Wii U as well? Like, I, I would think they would. They should, actually. Maybe as a like, download only. Something, download. like make it a cheap download, you know, something, but yeah, give people an opportunity maybe. to play it, it if they want to. I guess it would depend how much So you can catch up on the very <laughs> detailed and amazing wonderfully story. Wonderfully written story yeah. of Bayonetta. But, but, but then that goes back to the same thing with Mass Effect 3. Are they going to release the one part of 1 and 2? They'll, 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 they'll just have a digital comment. Yeah, I think we're going back to digital comic territory. I think it's interesting, though, in light of, just to get a little bit into... Um, uh, Platinum's business, which we actually don't know anything about. Um, but the I've been noticing, and I think we talked about it on the show before, with uh, Max Anarchy slash Anarchy Reigns, which came out in Japan, yeah, right. didn't sell anything at all, really flopped hard. Um, Surprise. And Sega of America has been talking about like that it's TBA now, the release date, they moved it around. And then Platinum has started tweeting and making moves to like tell sega how much you know that the game's already done and it's localized and everything and they're just sitting on it tell them what you think about that it did not seem like things were super rosy between Mm. the two of them yeah and in light of that i think it's interesting in light of the animac tweet i'm wondering if bayonetta 2 was either in threat of not 
existing or being canceled or what was going on in those negotiations where Nintendo was actually like, maybe Nintendo was like, hey, we want it. We'll, we'll yeah. take it. And Sega's like, all right, here, here's what we've right. spent. Here's what we need to recoup. Here's what we want out of this to like for the IP and whatever. I'm right. guessing Sega bailed and Platinum probably went to Nintendo and said, hey, you know, do you want to help us out with this? We need this help. You know, maybe this is going to impact our other project that we already are working with you or something. You so know what I mean? maybe that news story that came out about Bayonetta 2 being canceled or whatever had right. some maybe sort that, of... Maybe yeah. that was actually when things happened. It could be. Something else interesting. Um, Sakurai, there was that piece about Sakurai visiting, visiting the Platinum. Uh, Platinum. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and some people even said at that time, oh, uh, Bayonetta 2, Wii U confirmed. Well, this kind of pretty much confirms Bayonetta to be in uh, Smash, Smash Brothers? Brothers. How does it confirm does that? that? Confirm it. It's but it, it could, it could. Yeah. Yeah. They're best friends. Best friends. It's, it's a much greater possibility. I'll <laughs> yes. give you that, um, and any other of those of those characters. So I do think it's cool. Wii U getting this like really hardcore franchise. It does kind of seem like a Microsoft signing on Panzer Dragoon and Jet Set Radio sure. kind of move, where it's like this might not necessarily move a ton of units, but it is like um, it is like fan service. It is saying. Hey, okay, we do care about the hardcore people. Right. Yeah, but the one, but the one thing is, like, if you look at the track records of the last few years, like Nintendo Japan specifically is really good at actually taking these hardcore, making these hardcore games, like Xenoblade they made and Last Story, and they put a lot of money into these games um, and actually do them right and do them well. Versus like Microsoft, where they took all that stuff, threw a bunch of money at them, and sort of basically walked away and let them put. I'm out, curious you know, to see to their own devices. If mm. Nintendo's actually, I feel like this forces Platinum. Not that Platinum necessarily needs it, but this forces Platinum to get a level of quality control that they wouldn't have got with Sega. So I think ultimately it's the best thing well, possible. For I think Bayonetta it's pretty too. clear that Platinum needs a few lessons on how to be like mainstream <laughs> or make games that sell. And uh, I feel hopefully like Nintendo not, can provide that. Information. I don't feel like that's what they want them for, though. I think they're saying like you have this hardcore. Fan base, do what you do. Yeah. I, I do wonder well, how Nintendo well. Probably would have been smart enough to kill Max Anarchy like early on. Well, that's the thing. I like... wonder how well it's going to sell though, because Max Anarchy, which reviewed very well, did not sell and had some good hype leading up to it. I don't know anybody who would have wanted that game. No disrespect to Platinum or anything, but that is just not a game for like in modern era that should be on a disc. Like that should have been a download ten dollar game, and it, then maybe it got reviewed very well. So what? The, like ten hardcore game guys that means liked it. You know what I mean? I don't well, think but, your average gamer was looking for that game. Do you? Was your average gamer looking for Bayonetta? More people would buy Bayonetta, I think, because it's more. There are a lot of people who like Devil May Cry, who like that action thing. Right. Bayonetta one. I agree. I mean, I don't disagree with that, sure. but I'm just saying, yeah, like super hardcore games on at least for the first Wii didn't exactly have the best stellar record, even when they were sure. really good games. True. So yeah, for those who are counting, that was the moment where John pissed off a large section of our listeners this <laughs> week. Sure. Where, right. where he Why? said because what Mad World Max was fans? right. Max Anarchy. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's oh not, Max Anarchy. Oh, oh I, I, I'm okay. sorry. In my brain, I was thinking you were talking about Mad World that whole time. Yeah, no. I thought you were talking about Mad World on the Wii, which is what I was thinking about oh, because no, I was no. thinking the previous thing. No, I, John's totally right. We've said that a hundred times on this show. I don't think anybody's going to give a shit about that. Nobody, you didn't think people gave a shit about porn games. <laughs> we got a lot of shit for that. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of shit for us is like three messages <laughs> or something. So No, we need the death threats. If you it don't is. get the death threats, it does not I guess worth it. Yeah. says yeah. Brendan Meehan. Point them to Brendan Meehan on Twitter, please. So, and then the other um, thing that got a lot of people excited, especially on Brendan's Twitter feed. Yes. What was that, Brendan? That was very... It was a very vague announcement, but um, Iwata stopped everything. And I would like to point out that I actually mentioned this 
uh, in the office before the actual... And people poo-pooed you. I yes. was behind you secretly and quietly, but... Bullshit. Uh, but, um, I was. I, what's, explain what you're talking about. Uh, I was hoping that during the stream that they would make some sort of mention of Monolith Soft, that they're doing something, anything, just a casual comment was all I wanted, and Iwata gave it to me. They he poo pooed you. When did you even do this? I don't even remember. I think it, it wasn't was, so much poo pooing. I basically said that's not megaton. That's oh. not megaton enough to be like a megaton like announcement. Yeah. Well, I, I never said it was a megaton. But it was, it was, <laughs> all right. Like I but said, anyway, stop talking at any rate to um, to. Um, something is a megaton to everybody, and it was a megaton for yes. one man's trash is another man's yes. megaton. The point I is, is how the, the point goes. is, Iwata stopped everything and was like, "By the way, Monolith, so- our company Monolith Soft, is working on a game for Wii U, but we can't tell you anything else about it. But it is in progress." And that was all I needed to hear. Well, shocking the, news. Actually, you left out the most important thing is that he said it was in development by Tetsuya Takahashi, uh, who is basically the, 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 the creator the of Xenoblade. And who made Xenosaga and Xenogears. Like, he makes amazing games. I hope Xenoblade That's 2. Cool. Xenoblade I 2 hope 1. it's Xenoblade It said it's a new IP. So it's really? Not, it's not new Xenoblade. IP? Yeah. Maybe it won't have Zeno in the title? Who knows? So, it's, so that means it's not Baton, Baton Kaito. So Maybe yeah. it'll be Zeno Brendan. <laughs> I, I'm available for that, Mr. Takahashi. So I think that's it for most of the announcements. There's just some a little, little cleanup on little details and other things that came out. Uh, Wii digital content cannot be played on the gamepad. I don't know if that's actually true. Now, I read that story. Well, here, so just to get the story out, Nintendo has confirmed that all Wii digital content will not make use of the gamepad. That means you won't be able to play Virtual Console or WiiWare titles on the the gamepad controller. I don't, that just find that hard to believe. Like, why on earth would they make it so you couldn't play Virtual? Because you know you're going to be able to, I think that might've been like taken out of context or maybe misinterpreted because think about it. You you know, they're going to put virtual console games on Wii U. Right. Not that course. like that, you know, let's say you never owned a Wii and you just want to buy super Mario brothers on your Wii U. Yeah. Of course you're going to be able to play it on the game pad. They're not going to make that screen. Uh, only. No way, dude. Like maybe eventually, I mean for day one, like they got so much shit going on. I don't know. Day one, th- maybe not, but I, I just can't see how that would I don't not know, dude. This seems like the kind of stupid shit that, that, come, that comes through sometimes where it's just like, ah, uh, I mean, Unless there's a technical reason here, why they can't do it, I mean, which I don't, would be sad. There, there can't be a technical reason yeah. why they it can't do it. It could be latency, it. though, because, you know, latency on those old 2D games maybe is an issue with the... But latency between its own... You're right. They, you're they right. made, they made faster very, on yeah, the no, controller no, than it would be. Sense. Uh, no, no, because it's only beaming the image to the controller, right? It's not like putting the game RAM on the controller itself. So Wrong. technically there could be latency, I guess. Well, but why with every other game? Why wouldn't there be a latency problem? It, no, you're, you're right. The amount of data being they transferred talked, is much lower about than the, than like a, the Dragon Quest. I know they yeah. spent like five minutes talking yeah. about yeah. latency and how low it was. The so I don't know. Lower. That has they have to do that, man. They gotta be make that. Well, for now, at least this if to, if it's to be believed, the official word is that it will not, which is a bummer. Uh, then uh, other little t- tidbits uh, in order to transfer digital content from Wii to Wii U, uh, you need both systems and an SD card. It'll Just work like similarly, yes, to the mm-hmm. DSi to that 3DS process. Uh, the one thing Nintendo of America will not confirm that the transfer tool will be available at launch, which kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really? what it was for the 3DS also. Another way to keep people from selling their Wiis. Um, then they're just saying they won't confirm it. They won't say that it's definitely not. Mm. So who knows? Uh, a lot of people latched on to the fact that Wii U um, game pads will not be sold separately at launch in the U.S., although that's happening in every territory, even right, though right. Reggie specified uh, mm. in the NOA territories, it's actually not happening in Japan or I don't think Europe, um, right. as far as I know. 
because no games support it yet. They all right. I think all of them basically said but, when games come out that begin yeah. supporting it next year. The Nintendo that, Japan site specifically says 2013. At yeah. that price, do you even want it anymore? But what like, happens if it breaks? That's that, so that's the, the thing. Question. They say you have to can wow. contact Nintendo customer service support if it breaks. Yeah. That's kind of, that's well, whatever. You're going to want your money back in the first few months anyway, right? If you, I mean, you're not going to want to pay for a second one. Right. Uh, that's in the true. first few months. Yeah, I mean, I there will be like some fights from kids over who gets to control the real controller, but yeah, I mean, there's not even any games that can <laughs> like use it. So the, it the answer, the the answer is, someone will. <laughs> the answer is daddy gets to hold the controller. There you controller. go. <laughs> um, let's see. The TV stuff, Monster Hunter stuff, um, the NFC stuff. So uh, also in America, Activision got up there, talked about Skylanders Giants. Surprisingly, although uh, the Wii U and the controller does support near-field communication, uh, which is that you know you just move something close to, like when you pay at the uh, at the um, gas station, mm. you can just swipe your card and not right. have to actually swipe it, but just knock it next to it. The fucking right. the Skylanders thing, basically. <laughs> yeah. the, the thing that Skylanders uses that it became famous for that the controller has built in is not actually using the controller. Um, really? Yeah. They're just saying, uh, we don't want to cripple the gamepad the entire time just so you could put your Skylander on it. Right. The thing is with oh, Skylanders... So they have like, their own like, little mat the or something. Skylanders have to actually be on there the whole time. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What does it and come, then you does switch it them out. Like, uh, like a little it, it panel It comes with like a little uh, stand. Oh, and then you put it on... Portal the- to the Skylander world, JJ. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, and you remember Rayman Legends also, that early video that leaked, looks like they right. were toying with the idea too. Mm. And they said, yeah, they were playing with it, but they confirmed it's not going to have it. Mm. And uh, Nintendo product manager, what is this... Bill Trinan confirmed. <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill Tyforce, I think. Bill Trin, 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 Trin um, says that, confirmed <laughs> that none of the existing known titles for the Wii U do support the technology. Uh, he says this is new tech, particularly with it being available in the U.S. A lot of developers are wondering what are the options, how do we leverage it as they start to come up with their ideas, solutions, and great content. Con- content, we will talk more about it. He says, I don't anticipate it will be too far out. Wait for Pokemon. That's right. Bill's moving up Pokemon in the world. He's like first. the guy who gets interviewed now. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Apparently Bill, Bill so. Triforce. <laughs> um, other other little things? Anything that you guys think of that we forgot to talk about that we should? Um, uh, how about that stand? Uh, Just looking at all the little stands and tidbits mm-hmm. and things that come with the two different things. Yep. <laughs> I don't those yeah. are them. I'm, I don't know like I think I tweeted about this but I don't actually feel very confident yet that this is going to be a big hit overseas but you know mm. I live in Japan and I like Japanese games even do a podcast about them and I'm crazy excited to get my hands on this thing because it's got it's like it was made for me Monster Hunter and Dragon Quest like in one day New Mario. I'm going to be happy. <laughs> it's true. It, it was like all it's missing is like a Zelda game. Yeah. And you know that's coming. You know all yeah. the, I mean, you know you're going to get your Nintendo's worth out of it. If I mean, Nintendo Land has a Zelda thing in it, so it does kind of so doesn't really count. But. People buying, buy, don't buy at launch, which which system, one or the other, maybe sit and wait. What do you guys, what's I'm, everybody's take? I'm going John, to. John, you're buy at launch day. Definitely. I've already Premium. bought one. I'll buy a Japanese one too. I'll probably 
a buy at launch day, but it's not. It's out of necessity because I buy everything. Uh-huh. But I'm not like super pumped about it. So you sounded really excited about Mario Brothers. I'm surprised to hear you say that. I'm excited about Mario, but I'm not excited. I'm still like the guy who's like three hundred dollars for like a. You're not Xbox like four hundred dollar excited because I've seen what next gen looks like, right? And I want that. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I, I'm pretty much too. I'm I'm not super excited about a particular game. If I had to say a game, it would probably be Pikmin three. Right. But like as far as crazy wild new experiences. Um, I'm not seeing those yet, but right. I, I do think it's a solid package. I do definitely want to play Monster Hunter online with other people. Right. I'm very excited about that. That is going to be a really fucking fun launch day here in Japan thing. Um, but it is a case of one of those. I know I'm going to get my money's worth out of this long term, like the 3DS. I'm not too worried about if there's a price drop later on, uh, which is something else we could... We could talk about. I'm not too worried about being pissed about there being a price drop, and I didn't get my money's worth. I think I will, and I'm going to want to own one long term, so I'll I'll just end up getting sure. one at launch. And and if you buy one early, you can get on the uh, ambassador program. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> that may or yes. may not happen. use the GPD just joke. Beat that joke into the ground. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'll be here all night. Brendan, wait and see. Really? All yeah, right. Like so far, there's no sort of that's cool. We, <laughs> we run the gamut here, so that's good. So far, what I'm seeing are platformers and ports, mm-hmm. and nothing huge really grabbing me. Monster Hunter is really cool, but it's a game I already own, mm-hmm. and you own the 3ds. I own, I own the 3ds version, of course. Yeah. So it just nothing. What I really want to see actually is the Dragon Quest 10 Wii U screens, right? Which I will see next week right. at TGS. I want to see that, and that may tilt me over. Like I'm, I'm excited about the system. There's nothing that's like, oh, I don't want this at all. There's mm-hmm. the stuff I'm semi interested in, but nothing to really grab me. So I'll see next week if the Dragon Quest Ten is looks like I want or not. If not, I'm probably going to wait until maybe that Monolith Soft game or the Zelda game finally shows up. <laughs> okay, well, three of us that are buying it, yep, games that you're going to buy on launch day, and which set. Are you gonna buy? Are we all buying the Monster Hunter limited edition I in Japan? I think so. I I still don't believe. I'm not 100 percent sure it comes with the Dragon Quest Beta. <laughs> I'm getting the one that comes with the Dragon Quest Beta. If I have to buy Monster Hunter separately, I will. But I'm basically getting the premium one either way. Either way. So, okay. Yeah. And uh, other other launch games. I figure I will buy. Well, I You'll maybe I'll play Nintendo somebody else's <laughs> <laughs> new Super Mario Brothers uh, Wii U. Or maybe yeah, I'll maybe I'm I'll download sure. it. Yeah. They what about Nintendo sure. Land? I uh, or any other any any of the launch games. I'm Here's, I'm gonna get I'm either gonna get Nintendo Land or Mario, one or the other. And Jump. I don't. Yeah, I'm getting Mario. I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna get Nintendo Land. Um, I, what I may end up doing is I'll probably end up getting a U.S. system anyway. So maybe I'll get that. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. But or Rayman um, Legends. Anybody? Is no. that coming out in Japan? It's launch day in the U.S. Oh, is it? It's it's launch. Uh, it's December. If I this think were uh, if I were in America, I'd probably get that. All right. Uh, well, I guess that's it. Uh, like final thoughts. Like, are people think that it's going to succeed relative to their expectations? Like, what is where does Wii U stand now? Is this going to sell? First of all, we all agree this is going to sell out this this winter. Like, Almost it's, it's enough Definitely. that yeah, it's going to be sold out in the different territories. Only because it's like at the very end of the winter. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily. I don't yet see this becoming like a Wii like phenomenon yeah. overseas. Overseas, um, yeah, I'm not so sure about it's that. It's like I think it's going to do better than Vita, but I don't think it's going to be like a huge. Nec- I mean, the, you can't Definitely really tell until better like three than or four Vita. months yeah. after it's out, right? But like right. those first few months, obviously, it's going to sell out. But I, long term, I don't know yet that a lot of people are going to jump on or not. 
Japan, totally different story. I think Japan, they got it sewn up day one. They are going to win this, like, for sure. Like, with the just because of the franchises they have, they appeal to Japanese players. It's like as if it's it's it's, it's as if like one console in the U.S. got like you know Halo and like whatever Sony's big thing is, like all of them on like one thing in one day. It's and you're saying that most sweep. mostly because of the Dragon Quest Monster Hunter. Yeah, and I wonder. Punch. I was thinking too, like you have to wonder if they're not they're, they they got to be talking to Square about doing something Final Fantasy related on this. I mean, they have. They've the been really quiet. He's yeah. got the really quiet. Wada's got the fat wallet that I know. That's you know, a, that's an interesting point though because they have been. I mean. Besides Dragon Dragon Quest, right? Pretty quiet yep. about Wii U projects. I have right. to imagine they're courting Final Fantasy because they've got everything else now. What's left, you know? Maybe the they're ones. yeah. Maybe they're give, saving that for Square to announce to make their own big deal of it because you sure, can see how yeah. Square would want to do that. Hopefully at TGS or something. But if we don't hear some Wii U stuff from Square, they might also not want to take the thunder away from Dragon Quest Wii U right away. And I don't know? think they want to take the thunder away from the new what was it Lightning Returns Final Fantasy 13. I don't think we're gonna see. Well, that's a different platform though. I don't. It's think a different platform, but that's even still a Final Fantasy, Fantasy game. Yeah. Even if it's not Final Fantasy, like that's there's not like wide Square Enix support behind this system yet. Really, yeah. is there? Not yet, but they are supporting 3DS like mad. So, yeah. you know, you have to imagine they've got projects in the works. All right. Well, um, I think that about wraps it up for Wii U stuff. So um, why don't we segue into Super Nintendo Super Talk uh, Part 2, The Games. Okay. And uh, after that, we'll come back and wrap it up. So stick around. <laughs> All right, now for the game, for the reason that anyone buys any system ever, the games. I buy it for the colors and wonderful design of the system. Well, there was that too. I yeah. buy it because AKB48 endorses it. <laughs> <laughs> you just so, want to vote, right? Actually, <laughs> AKB48, none of them even existed. JJ, fun fact I never owned a Super Nintendo. Shocking JJ secrets. Get off the podcast. Fun fact. Seriously, what are you doing? That explains a lot. Um, Get out. I I played Super Nintendo. I know you love the Genesis, but the fact that you never owned one. All my friends own Super Nintendo, so I played them at their houses. And one summer for three months. um, Well, actually, it was supposed to only be a weekend. This kid uh, let us borrow his Super Nintendo. And we were like, oh, quick, cool. We'll have it for a weekend. And then he he didn't come back. And then eventually we were like, well, that kid is. Died. <laughs> well, I, well the story's not over. Uh, oh, and I was like, oh. well, maybe we should start renting games for it. And so we did. And we started renting games every week. And then eventually... Did you not think to call him? Or, hey... Well, he he lived right across the street. Literally across the street from us. You just avoided him? No. We we were outside <laughs> playing. It was the summer. Like, so he could have come over at any time. Right. Did you not have any we never saw guilt him. or anything? You're, like, you're, hey, you're not no. concerned about his well-being. Because we never saw him. It's we were like, well, where now. did he go? Um, so Turned we started up. renting games and then eventually <laughs> we were like, well, maybe we should buy a game. <laughs> and then as, as soon as we thought that, he Terrible came back people. and he was like, hey, can I have my Super Nintendo? And I'm like, Oh, oh yeah! I was like, "Where did you come from?" His, uh, apparently, his brothers were drug dealers, and like he was ah. taken away for a while, and then he came back and ah, JJ so services had him. Yes, that's taking that's, advantage. But during of that story, during that three months, we played a lot of games, including like Final Fantasy IV. And okay, like well, maybe we'll get into that. Final Fantasy IV, aka two. Yes, 
The names of special worlds in Super Mario Brothers yes. in English are gnarly, tubular, way cool, awesome, groovy, mondo, outrageous, and funky. Most yeah. of which like no, no Calabunga? No <laughs> Uh, in Japan, they're completely different. They're they're um, well, there are four names, and each one is a chorus of two levels. The first one is Otanoshimi Kosu One, which is like you know the <laughs> you know fun chorus wherever one. Mario Staff will be goody Kosu One, which means like <laughs> really even, wow. yes, even the Mario staff is surprised. <laughs> even the Mario develop, even the developers <laughs> yeah. of the game, yeah, interesting. Uh, specialist no Tami no Kosu, you know, mm. chorus for specialists, and finally Champion Chip no Kosu, mm, championship. championship, of course. Interesting. Very interesting. Wow, gnarly. So which one would gnarly line up to? Can we tell? Uh, gnarly would have been gnarly would have been Otanoshimi Kosu One. Gnarly wow, was not the, very Otanoshimi. Yeah, gnarly was the first. Uh, World in the special worlds, right. first one I ran into, right. and uh, for many people, it was the last one they ever ran into as well because they would lose all 98 of their lives on it. Which one was the one that you had to have the cape and fly under the flagpole? I believe, Do you know what I'm talking about? I, th- I want to say that was either gnarly or tubular. Okay, gnarly was basically impossible was unless you had like yes. a blue Yoshi or something like that, right? And then it became just barely possible. <laughs> I just I remember outrageous being the Really annoying. Outrageous. The, that one had the fire in it. Just the fire that would the cross fire. the screen. The fire. The fire. Most Still of those stages. Most of those stages were kind of hinging around the fact that you basically could not ever touch the ground or right. do anything. Exactly. Do, so any, do do or do you know do anything? But yeah, so besides good. the exact course, because you know? it was like if you found this, you're obviously good enough that you're ready <laughs> for this, and here the fuck you go, and, yep. and this is going to. Give you the license and ability to be fucking flying all around the world in the first <laughs> place. Anyway, like ah, that game, the good old days, layers yes. upon layers upon. It shows layers. we know that Koji Kondo's you know soundtrack, which you know took a basic theme and played upon it throughout the entirety of the uh, uh, soundtrack, was also you know that's really one of the first cases of you know a game soundtrack really doing that sort of thing, right? Uh, and was also a wonderful showcase of the Super NES's sound capabilities. Mm. The SBC 700 chip uh, Sony manufacturer that was in there that allowed for this, you know, like re, you know, digitized. Uh, Didn't Ken Kutaragi have something to do with the creation of that chip? He was involved with the with you know he was he was like the something like the head of the project team that developed the SBC 700 That's for amazing. that. Mm. Um, so yes, Ken Kutaragi had a direct the coot. Involvement <laughs> in the development of Super Famicom, but the the ending theme Kenjo. of Super Mario World, how it builds and stuff like that, is still like one of my favorites. And then it comes back to like a very simple thing in the ending. Yeah, such a long, awesome thing. It runs through the staff roll, like completely built around what you're seeing on the uh, screen at the time. But even just as music is like this satisfying end to this crazy epic thing that you've done, oh, yeah. and like. Flying back through all the things like that was like that in Zelda Three actually too. Zelda Three has like amazing music. Very like a lot of Nintendo endings in general. Like they treat the ending, you know, they wrapped up the plot and then they like took you on a tour through what you had. Right. Like remember this? Like uh, you when you did this and that that and like oh man, like fuck, you've been through some shit together. (laughs) Star Tropics was the best version of that, I think. I don't think I've never played Star Tropics. Well, yeah, going back to NES, I still think that was the best version because um. Really? Oh, Earthbound for that matter too. Did that, mm. right? Well, well. Okay, Anyways. so let's, so let's actually on. get into these games. So, so starting with the uh, Japanese launch, and we're gonna actually do these starting off in Japanese uh, chronological order 
uh, of release because we are a podcast about Japan. Yep. Um, and then we'll hit kind of the Japanese highlights. And then if you guys have ones that we missed, because we very well could, because JJ printed this out in like point oh oh seven. It would have been it would have been like sixty eight pages size. had I not. I know, I know. But and I went through and highlighted it. But I literally like my neck was Jeez, dude, hurting. There, you know, there, there's only there's only one thousand three hundred eighty eight yeah, games released for it. I know. Yeah. And for a half an hour, I was crooned over my desk like <laughs> trying to look at this tiny ass type highlight the games that i had heard of or that would mean anything to anyone anyway starting with the launch as uh i corrected kevin november 21st not september actually i corrected uh, you in 1990 <laughs> don't change history uh the two launch games f-zero super mario world super mario brothers 4 which as it was that's as it was just Super Mario World in Japan. In America, it became. No, you got it back. You, you got it back. I'm sorry, Brothers 4. Super Mario Brothers 4. Super Mario, Brothers 4, Super Mario, Super Mario World. World. Correct. Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking of Yoshi's Island, which was then Super Mario World 2. Yes. In the US yes. Yoshi's Island yes. only in the mm-hmm. US. So, um, anyway, yes. starting with those two launch games, anybody have anything else to say about those? I think I. I no, I think we've done that. I yeah, love Poem to yeah. uh, My one little anecdote of Super Mario World is that I saw it in the mall at a game store and I was like, I really want one of those. And then my brother was like, no, Justin, we're going to get a Genesis. It's going to be so <laughs> fucking awesome. Didn't you? Don't. don't <laughs> Sega! J- Sega, JJ! Sega! Dude! Sega! Have you not brother. seen Sonic? This is. And then this he made is, you punch yourself. This is like twice. Actually, Sega! Sega! <laughs> this is twice my brother talked me out of buying the most, uh, well, popular system at that time. The other time was a PlayStation when my brother was like, dude, Justin, have you seen Virtual Fighter 2? It's so much better than Toshin Den. What are you talking about? JJ's brother was the prototypical dude, bro. Yeah. I know. And he he almost brother was his, the dude in the Sega commercial. He almost made me. He almost made me buy Atari Lynx. Almost. <laughs> wow. Your brother's hey, awesome. Atari you Lynx was that. pretty awesome. Oh okay. come right. on, hey. guy who oh. shits on Game Boy. Yes, Atari Lynx shit in Game Boy's mouth for while I play California what games. Ever, while I play Blue Lightning. Whatever. While I play Zybots. Yeah, it, better it, than any single game that ever came out on the Game Boy, except for Tetris, which was already high. on the Nintendo. I do kind of. I do kind of regret it. Mike. Kevin's grabbing my iPad. For I, some ed- I ended up buying a Game Gear, and that was not a really bad. I borrowed your iPad because I wanted to see how much two iPads weigh, and I can confirm that the Atari Lynx weighed more than two iPads. <laughs> <Yes>. That's <laughs> fine, and it used loads of batteries and whatever, but I was happy to do it over a fucking oh, shitty-ass Game Boy that no one we can see any We're ruining, <laughs> ruining a good podcast. Garbage. Let's yeah. just move on. All right. I, I, won, I, won so. anecdote. Well, I won anecdote for Super Mario World is I have a very distinct memory of cool. being like seven years old and calling a friend of mine because I couldn't get past this one level, I think it was in the Forest of Illusion, mm-hmm. and <laughs> It might have been one one. It actually might. It wasn't one one, but it might have been the first level in that. And I remember Yoshi's Hut or whatever it is. (laughs) No, I was able to start off at. And I remember the phone being grabbed by my friend's mother, who was by far the biggest gamer I had ever met. Ah. And she was the one who was like, "All right, Brendan, you got to do this, 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 and this. Now Mm. give me your give me your mother, and we're going to talk about our next play date." (laughs) It reminds me of that uh, part of the Wizard where, like, the dude's dad was like, "Oh yeah, I got to get the scroll and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles," you know. Except anyway. this woman was actually well, really good. Yeah. How about this one, though, with Super Mario World? Did anybody else have this where you were trying to get the star and get the last world? And you're like, where the fuck is it? I've been everywhere. I've been everywhere. I've been everywhere. The very first world, you have to actually go into it and exit really? it for it to show up at, yeah. on your on your count. 
Yes. I don't think I had that, but I don't really remember entirely clearly. Really? So, yeah. There was I some did get bitch. It there may have some... been something that they fixed in a subsequent version, too. Really? Because, like, it was, well, it was just seen as too obscure. I want to say that, yeah, that, you know, the, 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 the Nintendo no. official player's guide for Super Mario World mentioned yeah. that yeah. explicitly. Well, and I remember yeah. one other thing I remember about Super Mario World is you would see a land that was a land, like a level. And be like, uh, there's stuff next to it because ah, we clear off areas, right? right? Kind of like, like kind of like, kind of like the port in that one level of Goldeneye. I don't. I what don't, are you talking about? No, maybe I don't. I don't. Never played Goldeneye. Well, so. right, two really? Two We're playing real games at the time. All right, two years from now when we do the SCC four <laughs> yeah. perspective, yes. I'll talk about the okay, yeah, okay, But right. what I'm talking about is like you would get a world and you're like, well, there's still some area over here that's not cleared yet that maybe you could find another exit. Right, maybe I'm right, missing right, an exit right. to this. World, so I'm just gonna explore that world and find it. Like that, that that feeling was awesome, and you could actually find it. Like it was yeah. fair. Like it wasn't so ridiculously hidden mm-hmm. to be impossible that you ever felt like, oh, well, there was no fucking way. Even flying under that flagpole in in gnarly or whatever it was, outrageous was like, yeah, <laughs> it was like, okay, that's actually a fair bet. Like I mm-hmm. saw that, it looked a little weird. I thought maybe you there could do that. There were clues in the I, level to indicate that the you The ghost should. houses. One ghost house had <laughs> actually, like four exits to yeah. it. You know what? Yeah. They, right they actually added <laughs> more clues to, order to this court. <laughs> okay. As much of, as I love Super Mario World, we are done talking about it, or we're going to be here till six in the morning. Let's yeah, and on. I've actually a never, lot more stuff to talk I've about. I've never played no. it, so. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get out again. You're fired again. One thing I must say, and the final thing that will be said about Super Mario World is Close it out. Maybe not. If it wasn't for Super Mario World, perhaps id software would not exist. Id software? Id software. Interesting. The makers of Wolfenstein and Quake and Doom. Doom. Um, You know, John Carbank, John Romero got their start because they, you know, they really liked Super Mario World to the point where John Romero would speed run Super Mario World and try to, you know, get good times and all that. Oh, was it World that they did for Commander Keen and figure out the scrolling and stuff? I thought it was like Mario 3 or something. Yeah, they were were attempting to make a good platform game on the PC. Okay. And that eventually led to Commander Keen and then that eventually led to everything else. And they did study the scrolling and they couldn't figure, I mean, basically. Yeah, the the IBM PC had no hardware ability, really. So they had to have very clever code to do it instead. Okay, well, right. uh, so getting on really quickly in Japan uh, after launch, some some good games came out, memorable games. First one being Act Razor, uh, December sixteenth, nineteen ninety. Just not even opus. a month after Japanese launch. This is, is a game where my this friend is a, is a true fact, um, yeah. as opposed to a false fact. I can give you some false facts, but here's some true facts right now. I'm, I'm going to give some truth to you all. I'm sure there's some, some false facts somewhere on this podcast. Yeah, some, dark, some knowledge. Some keep dark going. Facts. Some knowledge, Kate. Um, when Actraiser came out, it was a you know pretty soon after launch. The uh, team of Final Fantasy IV played it and then said to themselves, we have to rewrite our music system because it's not up to the level Whoa. of Actraiser. Wow. wow. Actraiser's music was Which the was first just fucking blue. Both yep. composed, yeah. It was Away. both composed and the music system was coded by Yuzo Koshiro. Wow, that's amazing wow. that he actually coded it. Well, yeah, he was a sound, he was a good programmer, too. But, but that, 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 that zoom-in twirl... Oh man! Dun, 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 dun. And I mean, and then the themes carried it through, but it was like just that mode seven zoom, which now you'd probably be like, "Fuck this! This is annoying. Let's just skip yeah. it." Like at the time, it was like that's almost what you played for was the that next was so instance around, of that. Around around that same time, also Super Adventure Island came out, which also had music by Yuzo K, and also had a scene of 
egregious scaling of rotation. This Wait, time, which, which game? Super Adventure Island. Ah, yes. yes with yes. Uh, Master Higgins scaling and rotating in your face. Really? <laughs> I, I was never a big Adventure Island guy, so yeah. I didn't really give a shit. Super well, Adventure Island was pretty fun. Really? Check out the soundtrack anyway. It will blow your mind. Actraiser was the first Super Nintendo game I played, actually. It was... Did you clear it? Maybe so I think good. my brother cleared it so at the good. time. I would just watch him, but it was it was pretty amazing. So good, like the controls. Now you'd probably get kind of annoyed. It's a bit of a wonky. It. It's a bit of a wonky game in game the size scroll stages. You know the um, uh, world build, building bits are still. It's like a pop- populous half. Actions, right, right. Populous meets Rastan basically is what it was. Yeah. I mean, that was like the closest thing to Rastan. And the you know, time. the yeah, the populous bits have you know the best music in the game, and it's, it's just so generally such a, it's, the uh, populous game, bits had the best music. You think so? The populous. The, so we were playing in in Japanese, had no idea what the hell was going on. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> no idea at all what was going on, but somehow managed to clamor through. But basically, we were just suffering through the populous like world building stages to play the actual side scrolling stages. Playing it in English was much more fun. Well, but even when I played it in English it was like <laughs> really? yeah, I mean it was really stupid. You had to sit there and hit through the the people like I love that part. Hey, though. we yeah, me too. hey God, we need this now. That, we that need made me, that single portion of that game the UI made me realize was bad. that it was probably like the the precursor to me like eventually loving games like Final Fantasy Tactics and stuff. Mm. Like I realized like, oh I actually like these like not entirely action-based, like, thinking right. segments that mm-hmm. aren't incredibly complicated, but are just, like, enough to make you feel like you're that, doing something. That actually drove me to buy Populous, which I was sorely disappointed mm. with. Uh, um, but that game was hard as day. fuck. It was yes. pretty difficult. There was a lot of instant death. Death on a spike, right. in particular, was... What, Actraiser? Yeah. yeah. I'm uh, shocked that we got... Me and my brother got as far as we did, but I remember... Uh, Coming I, off the NES, though, that was, that was no need yeah, to it was still, in, uh, Yeah, it was still... There were no birds, but I remember... <laughs> episode of nick arcade where like they i think you had to kill the first boss or whatever and like all the kids were just like ah i can't do it (laughs) yeah Yeah. um pretty good pretty good graphics but again like the music completely yes that was where you actually noticed the music totally took advantage of the of the snes hardware there Yeah, if i could talk a little bit about the music system real quick sure um it was pretty it was very revolutionary in the realm of consumer electronics in general um it was the sound system on the super nes operates pretty much completely independently from the rest of the system it only it communicates with the cpu via you know just a very small bit and it is very much its own computer Hmm. sbc 700 is you know pretty much a cpu it runs on a uh, chipset very similar to the Sys502, which is the chip that the NES ran on. It has 64K of its own memory, uh, mm. where all the sound samples, all the programming involved yeah, to play lots music. Of channels. Mm. Yeah, eight channels. Um, it also has a digital signal processor, which applied all the extra stuff to that sound sample. Was the yeah, Echo. man, the Super Nintendo DSP was amazing. There was so much awesome stuff that all came the, out of that. All the Echo. And we were talking about Bahamut Lagoon a little bit uh, off the air. And uh, if you remember, which one of you guys played Bahamut? As we're wont to do. We yeah. Bahamut about, Lagoon, sometimes we just talk about Bahamut. Oh, right. Which one of us played yeah. it? Oh, it wasn't me. I mean, I played it, but I, I wasn't talking to you about it. Yeah, I was sort of like, you know, that came out in 97, I was saying. That was sort of like the pinnacle of Super NES software coding. Hmm. But the echo effects were applied to that game to amazing effect, you know, because each, you know, you could uh, adopt dragons and raise them up and all this thing. And there were different types of dragons. Each one of them had their own, like, cry or yell or something like that. And... The echo effect was used there to incredible effect to just create these weird ass sounds. <laughs> it was awesome, right? Mm. Well, Actraiser still beloved by many. I think mm. is one of the great 
dropped balls in history in terms of <laughs> yeah. the sequel. In terms of, yeah, in terms of this is a franchise that is going to fucking live on for yeah. history. Kick ass forever. Ah, no, actually, it's awful. Yeah, it's yeah. Awful. Golden Axe. There's a lot of, there's a lot of examples ah. out there of this, but God, actors are like so much potential in either, in both sides of it. So forward thinking. I mean, a little thing that I loved about Act Razor that um, probably most people wouldn't think of is how your dude was already there. Like you were a statue, and then it was just sent right. down the spirit, and then it activated it. I don't know why, but I just <laughs> that thought that was so like really cool. In, like, ja- in Japanese, little- they say chunibyo. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is a very like goofy fancy thing that indeed but it really hits you right here but too, it, don't well, it? it's just a weird like little thing that is a, a small well, the, effect the lightning but bolt on the, on the ghouls and ghosts guy did that for me too though like you ever see the screenshots where they pause it right when he's getting struck by oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, would, like, <laughs> that was the dude, screenshot that was dude. a fucking heavy metal cover right totally there. Yeah, yes. totally no that's exactly that was like the headbanger right there yes okay so uh act razor and then very soon after act razor uh, you have December 21st, 1990, a day which will live in infamy for <laughs> Final Fight, Gradius 3, and Pilot Wings all coming out in Japan on the Final same day. Dun, so dun, Final dun, Fight dun. was a really big deal at the time. It was a big deal, but it was also controversial, right? How so? Because it didn't have Guy in no it. No Guy. It was, yeah, it yes. was incomplete. Well, Guy was a prick anyway. So Dude, you, everybody loved Guy. They put the Guy out two version like Hagar years later. is cool. Could, not, not only that. Cody is cool, but everybody thing. liked Guy. But bigger thing, too. Yo, 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 yo. You could not Nobody play two players at once. What? Hey, hey, blah, 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 blah. you cannot play two players at once. Right, right. That was right. a bigger deal, yes. too, right? Like So when Final Fight Guy would come out again eventually yeah. later, right. That was kind of the big deal, and it had the fire things too. That they, but you know also what? Also, Streets of Rage that opened it up for Streets of Rage. Right. To come but right Final in. Fight was still it was still awesome to have such an arcade, like not perfect, but like very, yeah. it very much resembled the arcade. It was right. very it impressive. on your home Capcom system. Yes, was, Capcom did a very good job in general with their Super NES ports. Yeah, yeah, say. that was like the predecessor to Street Fighter Two. That, that was like was, the huge game before Street Fighter Two yeah. came out, and it was it was uh, great, pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. so Gradius Three, not so much. Uh, I mean, people sucks, Gradius was. Still, what? <laughs> still talking about guy. guy does not. Gradius three was. Gradius three uh, was. A, I mean, Gradius was still a huge series, and this could have potentially been yeah. a huge thing. But the slowdown, which was a huge thing, yes. in the Super yeah. Nintendo days, where just the amount of stuff that was trying to happen on screen slowed everything down. Yes, Gradius three is the prime example of that actually like really harming a game experience. Some games used the, it for uh, good. Some games got screwed by it. The Super NES CPU ran at three point five megahertz. I the remember this. Genesis ran at seven point six seven megahertz. Remember right. when we used to talk? Remember that, that used to be. I mean, yeah. when the when tech specs, specs were, used to actually matter, yeah, like yeah. that little that little now that is like somebody sneezes and their specs change. Well, yeah, no now. one but like that was like a big difference of, of hardware, yeah. you know, arguments back. Well, then. That, yeah, that was the specs reason why general, sports games were so much better on the Super Genesis. Nintendo could display X many colors. Yep, Genesis, right. Genesis sound like sounded like a fucking now it's like toilet. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> it sounded like a series of farts. <laughs> it sounded like true. somebody had a tin can over the speaker and the sound was like being uh, you know funneled through it. Yeah, now it's like who really like except for. Super hardcore people right. argue specs for like two months right. between Nintendo them being announced even and really happening. Right. Nobody yeah, really does. Really matter. But, but back then, yeah. it actually mattered how totally many sprites mattered. could push, uh, how fast your your clock was running. Pilot Wings. I actually don't have much to say about blow, this game. I never really played it. Blow, didn't blow, care blow. to. 
Never, blah, never played blah, any. Blah, 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 later, incarnation. <laughs> That's like the whole soundtrack blah, right there. Yeah. I, I, I love that game. I played, I played the shit out of that game. I pretty much every game I have is like I played it at a ex person's house. I played it at my rich cousin's house, and I was like, "This is cool." Pilot Wings was okay, cool. but it wasn't. I didn't buy it. It wasn't. It was one of those yeah. games that I rented. I didn't buy that one because I say it's a very good rental. You you could beat it in a weekend if you care enough yeah. to. Anyways, I yeah. bought it. It actually, I bought it. And I I was the one who wanted to try to get perfect scores on every ah. single level. It was which, like a glorified tech demo, mode seven I mean, showcase. But whereas yeah. F Zero, I feel like had a real game with depth yeah. and there was and meat. time behind it. Pretty good episodes of Game Center CX for Pilot Wings. I think there's really? actually really? there's two, and then he did like a 24 hour challenge. On, because the last few levels of Pilot Wings are insanely difficult. Yeah, the oh, last yeah. few levels are. It's one of those games where if you're one of those people who are obsessed with getting the perfect score, like I, that was when that part of me really awakened. Was like I'm gonna get a hundred percent, and it's if it kills me, and mm. I did pretty well. I didn't get all of them, but I did pretty well. Mm. Well, uh, so back at this time, like we at least were very closely watching Japanese releases for every single game. Yeah. Every game right. was like a big deal. What was coming out when? Um, I remember. Darius Twin, which now I don't, I mean, I ultimately don't remember, but I remember caring about it. Being right. People cared well, about Darius back if then. You're going, if you're jumping to Darius Twin, don't, Super R-Type was basically one of the first that's shooters not on the, the that's, as well. That's later. So, later. so right now we're in March. Speaking of games, it's slowed down. Good God. We're in March 20, we're in March 29th, 91. Then Ultraman, which I remember that was kind of like a fighting one-on-one Dude, game fighting game. Sucks, April sucks. I think I that game 91. Bad. Game, great Game Center CX <laughs> yes. on that. It, basically, it's, yes. it's yes. like the predecessor to uh, Dive Kick. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It is Dive Kick the game. Uh, Ease, Ease 3, Wanders from Ease, uh, when Ease, back when Ease mattered, June 21st, 1991. We're skipping really? some stuff yet. Yeah, I didn't Dr- realize it was out that early. It in came the, out uh, way later in the U.S. Yeah. 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 Uh, Draken. Um, Draken is a Kisoge. May 24th. Played a bunch of that. SimCity. I'm skipping a lot of stuff that I just really don't care about. SimCity Sim City was. Some Sim people. A huge game in Japan. I played a lot of it. Mm-hmm. A it was lot pretty of popular it. in the yeah. yeah. Nintendo Code It, Nintendo Port It. Yep. Bowser attacked your city. Bowser attacked your oh, city, shit. which is cool. No That's kidding. Right. Yes, he does. Yeah. yeah. So then you have, yes, John, Super R Type, which leading up to it, I was so excited about July 13th, 1991 in Japan, uh, just a week before Final Fantasy IV, which we should talk about. But Super yeah. R Type, which I was so excited about, screenshots, screenshots looked so amazing. Huge. <laughs> Huge R-Type fan. And it was original. It wasn't like a port of an arcade. Totally game. original. And as far as I'm concerned, a complete, mm-hmm. utter disaster flop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Infinite, I believe Infinite <laughs> continues. Oh, I don't know about that. Just like, just like a, just like a, just a waste. But just a complete, a, was, like, laughable, like, back when actually how laughable. the continue system worked R-Type 3 was way better, don't get me wrong. Yes. R-Type mm-hmm. 3 was awesome, but I didn't think Super R-Type was, like, incredibly bad. I thought it was, like, a victim of, like, first-generation software. It was, it was, it was like, an hour and a half, two-hour run-through, I mm. remember. Just, like, a complete I enjoyed it. Really good super slowdown uh, showcase. Again, problems mm. with that. This is back when, for a brief period, especially with shooters, like the continue system really mattered to me because mm, it had yeah. to force you to right. appreciate right. the you know peculiarities of yeah. the game. Funny the kind of stuff we and like they completely paid attention to. didn't. Yep. So Final Fantasy four, my roommate at the time got Nintendo Power. They talked a lot about Final Fantasy two. I didn't really care about Final Fantasy. I didn't know what Final Fantasy was. Why it was a big deal. I ended up getting it for the Super Nintendo. Completely blew us all away. Yeah, my, was so my good. first RPG. Also, the first so time, good. the first and only time I ever called the Nintendo Hotline. Really? Really? Yeah. 
Where were you stuck? Do you remember? Um, we had to we had to find the Chocobo Ranch, and we had no idea that we were supposed to go there. And we called the Chocobos, and uh, <laughs> it was like it was like Chocobo thing. It was, <laughs> that's okay. It was like at eight o'clock in the morning. You called at eight o'clock in the morning. I mean, at night. It was it was dark. We were all in our pajamas and blankets. You got like mentioned from your parents. Yeah, we had friends over, and we were all playing Final Fantasy four, and it was just so good. Final Fantasy two at the time. Like, well, or you know, it was originally meant to be Final Fantasy five, of course. What? Oh, right, because there was a Famicom Final Fantasy IV in the works, and that got canceled. I see. It's because the Super Famicom actually came Super out, Famicom and they actually came out and there. Like, yeah. really? And also, same game, or? No, like, the game that was originally Final Fantasy IV was meant for the Famicom, was meant to come out in, like, 1991 or whatever. But is the story and everything the no, same? No, it's, it's a wholly different game. Oh, wow. shit. And, Somebody's um, got that. There, a- there were some differing opinions as to actually how much actual work was done on the FC Final Fantasy IV. The only like public information we have is just like a little tiny blurb with like a mock-up screenshot in a old Israel Final Constitution. Um, from Mitsu for you and me. Oh yeah, um, but as of yet, there is nothing else that exists about that game yet. Whereas you know, so the game that was meant to be Final Fantasy Five really is not curious. Final Fantasy. That was Final one Fantasy of the IV. games that was really like uh, like one of those ones that stuck stuck in my memories. Just the the playing through it, I remember the I remember the room I was in, I remember the season, I remember yeah, right. the time. Like yeah. all of it is very much stuck with me because Definitely. I remember. I remember having my mom like bring me dinner because I didn't want to go down and like stop playing. <laughs> right. She would like, right. like it's dinner time. Like, can you bring it up and I'll just like, yeah. eat while I'm playing. Well, you know, like, that was some me said for, like, also, you know, it was really pivotal game in the history of U.S. Uh, release RPGs too because all the translation did not have had as low lights. Sure. Let's just say it was also the first RPG to have a really complex plot which you could yeah. follow and it was yes. really interesting. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, it had, had a, Cecil. Cecil changed a great deal throughout the uh, game. Right. Yeah. Not yeah. Just yeah. Any more of it, but right. Hmm. And it brought the word spoonie to all of our lips. Brought the word spoonie to our lips. <laughs> well, and, and, and to me, who was a uh, RPG gamer on PCs or Apples or whatever they were at the time, mm-hmm. to actually have a console, that was the first game that said to me that there is a worthwhile, different, like parallel track console RPG right. yeah. out there that's actually worth playing. Because mm-hmm. I was playing, you know, Ultima Underworld at that point. By that point, you had like Ultima 7, the Black Gate, that yeah. sort of thing was old hat. This is not yeah. technically there, but actually is a different worthwhile thing in its own right. And that was the game that actually proved that to me and really blew me away. It's very true. so good, too. Yeah, PCs were always so sort of ahead technically yeah. compared to consoles at the time. And especially if you think about 1990, 1991, the big console RPGs that had been released up to that point were quite literally. Dragon Warrior, Dragon Warrior 2, and Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah. Right. And that was it. Right. Which I played all of them and enjoyed them, but they were different. Like, I wasn't a big PC gamer at the time. But, yeah. like, Final Fantasy 2 was still the first one that was really, like, wow, I could really get lost in this because of the music oh, yeah. and the, the like, graphics were really nice. Uh, the boss fights with Reflect and the the uh, wall. Right, was it Wall right. and Reflect where you were always playing that game back and forth and the boss that was just the wall, like, slowly moving The big forward. whale. <laughs> yeah. Going to the moon. The twins who sacrificed themselves. Yeah. I believe they became stone. Right. Yeah, yes. They became stone. I literally haven't played that game since 1991. They, they became stoned. And if, or two. Of course, and, of course, if you remember... The Final Fantasy IV we got was actually Final Fantasy IV Easy Type. That's right. In the in yes. the original Japanese version, you actually went through a quest where you deliberately unstoned the twins. But they in the Easy Type, they just sort of you know unstoned themselves somehow. I forget, I forget how. <laughs> Blew my mind. Yeah. I literally remember that having not played the game or really thought or read yeah. about it. Since I actually can't remember where they were. You yeah, know, of course, it was- um, 
Speaking of which, did y'all ever yeah. play, uh, w- w- you know, whatever that WiiWare game was, the Final Fantasy IV or two? After years. Uh, After years. I played some no. of it. I played about three hours of it. I, um, I meant to play through it, but I never quite got around I've heard to really it. good things about it. Like that yeah. it's, it's all right. It's, you know, Anybody who's going to play that game, though, is probably d- predisposed to love the shit uh, out of it. Which, yeah. I don't know, maybe I there's, am, too. I don't too, think there's anything wrong, about, wrong with that. Mechanic, mechanics are, they just don't hold up to today's, you know, in this day and age, basically. But, you know, it's still fun to play because the music and the graphics and the story is a direct continuation. What know? did they yeah. change Prey to? You could not... Uh, wasn't there white. Like or, was, uh, I think Holy uh, became white. white or something. Magic yes. or something. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Yeah, the Super... Uh, up and t- Basically, up until Mortal Kombat 2, Nintendo's censorship was still completely <laughs> up there. So that's actually something to talk about. And we'll... I mean, this is going to touch on some games, but you had a lot of religious imagery being censored at the time. Castlevania right. Four, Castlevania Four, a lot of a lot of other <laughs> games. Um, uh, the Mortal Kombat, obviously, probably being the most famous example of the sweat where yes. blood was not mm-hmm. uh, shown basically. In what, before I said all my friends had Super Nintendos, and they did, I was the only one with the Genesis. And when Mortal Kombat came out. I was fucking the most popular oh. dude in the neighborhood. Yeah. I was like, Sega, Sega made your teenagehood, didn't it? Yes. Dude, I was <laughs> like, teenagehood. y'all don't have the Abacab like I got Abacab. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's get back to the games list because we're basically sure. like one-fifth through the first of ten sheets. <laughs> right. And it gets it thins out later, but anyway. So that was July in Japan, which is a great fucking July. So your system has not even been out a year, and you have F-Zero, Super Mario World, so, Act Razor, Final Fight, Pilot Wings. Nintendo had great third party support from the very Final beginning. Final Fantasy Four, yes. Area eighty eight, which we know as UN Squadron, came that out July twenty sixth. Awesome. Very good. Which, love yeah, that which game. was a great game, that right? Game I'm awesome. so happy to hear yeah. this because I felt like that was a game that nobody else knew. We had that but in I a local love. pizza I it. parlor, I and I played the, the arcade shit out game. game. Was a yeah. great, a great arcade game, but I felt like really came into its own yeah, at the definitely. home because again. Unlike Super R-Type, masterable and had a system where you wanted to master right. it. Yeah. I love the bonus stages where you had to destroy that, what was it, like that supply train or something. That was so much fun. Oh, God, yeah. I forgot about <laughs> that. So good. Just the graphics, everything about it. This is a side-scrolling yeah. shooter. took place on a couple different stages. There were, what, three different ships you could choose from. They each had their own kind of different uh, proclivities. Something about that unicorn was actually really cool. It just, yeah, the, it the unicorn was visual awesome. design. Yeah. yeah, well, and that was in a number of Capcom Classic games. Classic Capcom, right? yeah. Shin yeah. Kazama, Greg Gates, Mickey Skyman. I always chose Greg Gates because he you look cool like beard. You look like him, kind of, actually. He, he has a cool beard, just like I would have 10 years afterwards. <laughs> so okay. Final Fantasy IV Easy Type would come to Japan, which was what we got in, uh, in October 29th of 91. Yep. This is around... When things were starting to come out, the uh, saga, in America, the Saga team eventually wanted to make Final Fantasy, not uh, yeah, USA. Mm. Yes, mm. you're about four weeks away from the big, the big bomb, the big bomb dropping. Bombs November twenty first, November twenty. Well, we're not, okay. Hold the hold up. Uh, so, oh. Super Castlevania four would come out October thirty first, nineteen ninety one in Japan, which did I didn't really realize Halloween. came out on Halloween wow. in Japan. Appropriate. That game was so good, and I did import that. That was probably the first game I imported. Dude, Super Castlevania Nintendo. four was the first Super NES game that definitely blew my mind to bits. Right. The game was so in terms of good. graphics and sound and all that. You know what I mean? So graphics, um, obviously the the level that took place kind of inside a barrel and used it almost the background was rotating. Oh, yeah. oh I remember that. Oh yeah. I, I my Stealing mind, rotation my mind was ass. blown yeah. so yeah. hard that I think it got blown <laughs> to the back of the house in my cul de sac. 
and the <laughs> cowboy hat got ripped back. into. The Pennsylvania Paula Department Abdul of Abdul and Fred Escare <laughs> fucking just took your mind and ripped it apart in two that. and ate no, it. Yeah. Now this this game, there was a lot of. Uh, uh, arguments on the internet about this was not actually made by people who would later make treasure. treasure? Right? Well, no, no, yes, it is. Uh, yes, it was. People was, was not, not treasure was. made, but, right? But anybody involved with it go on to treasure this? Maybe I want to say the, yes. the, the, the first. Yes. But it was not a yeah. treasure game. No, 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 it wasn't treasure. But the people right. who worked on this game left and worked yeah. at treasure. Well, the. I think Mike Al was involved with it at the very least. Who is right. now the president? president. Yeah. The, 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 I know that the first game that basically united all the core members of what would become Treasure was Bucky O'Hare on the NES. Oh, God. Which came out in late 92. Okay. Was and my nickname in second grade. Well, I can I see why. Buck teeth? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bucky enough. O'Hare? Yes. Yeah. Wow. But, but so Castlevania also <laughs> the first loose whip as Andy Barron would go on to infamy to um to that loose whip was talk about weird, wasn't it? Loose whip where you could I mean very gimmicky, but actually worked in a weird way, but it was using the NES. Well, I suppose it kinda of makes sense because you know, in reality, if you yeah, were a Belmont right? and you could whip something, you know, you would just yeah, whip a, diagonal candle upwards right to there. Get a candle. Right. Yeah. You would yeah. not go like all a la carte and jump up to do it. That's just a waste of energy. You could right. whip diagonal directions. Yeah. This was another thing. Um, kind of an easier. I was a little bit like this is a little bit oh, of an easier hard. Castlevania. Not really ever. It, no, the, no. Not I, to I, the tune of earlier. Not to the right. tune of this, Castlevania. This 3. was the first Castlevania I was actually able to get relatively far into because yeah. the other games I were could, hard. <laughs> This well, was like a showcase title, amazing music, perhaps amazing that, yes, graphics. Yes. Perhaps I'm, I was getting old. I could get to Dracula and Castlevania 3. I could not get anywhere in Super Castlevania 4. Yeah, so, you're really, you know, I don't know. Weird, it was like, easier on with you. <laughs> it was easier just because the controls were better. Right, like you could attack like you could attack diagonally, so things wouldn't hit you in the head. Yeah, but I, I there were so all tough. kinds of cheap kills. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a couple tougher boss battles near the end, but it's still nowhere like as punishing. I mean, right. I do remember being like, "Well, this is over," but it was actually one of those games you could go back to a number of times. The music in that game, yes. from the saying. opening. Mm-hmm. To the very end, like that game was just amazing. That was back in the era. I think you're about to lead up to the next one, though, where it was very common to basically take an old franchise and essentially remake it. Not in the sense that games are remade nowadays, but sort of like re envision it. Because yeah. in Japan, that was not Castlevania 4, that was a re envisioning of Castlevania 1. Uh, what was it? Yeah. Dracula Densetsu? It was just Akimojo yes. Dracula. Akimojo oh, Dracula. Oh, yeah. It was okay. the same as the first game. Uh, same same as Castlevania yeah. 1. Sorry. Yeah. Back before that was in vogue. Um, yeah. So that game I did import even at my college, a very poor college student, but completely worth it. I was it so It had to happy. spend probably about $85 to do so, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or but sorry, probably yeah. 100 maybe some odd dollars. To in it. 1992 dollars. In 1992 college student dorm living <laughs> dollars. Yeah. But I, I succinctly remember everyone, I can't remember the boss, but it was a boss that you're fighting on a lot of steps. I think it was a Frankenstein Mm. And I remember everyone on my dorm floor watching me fight it, and it was like people ah. like cheering, like ah, when you want it. It's like didn't realize at the time that's kind of a rare. That's thing. so funny because like the, my I have a similar college like people watching me play video game moment, but I was playing Samba de Amigo. That's like a wow. just weird time difference. <laughs> yeah, that wow. Um, I had a wizard. That's not really to be yeah. proud of. I, <clears throat> and and I can say that I held. This is in the late 90s. It was after the NES was dead. I, I was a huge NES collector even in college. I held a Tecmo Super Bowl tournament <laughs> in 1997. Nice. <laughs> My AP computer science class final was a Tecmo Bowl tournament. 
All right. in high school. Uh, all right, you got, you got a cool mom. Yeah. Well, to what, what John? Back to the games and what John was referring to on the one year anniversary of the Japanese launch of the system down. here oh, in okay. Japan was the biggie. Uh, Zelda 3 yes. oh, Link yes. to the Past as it became known in America when it came out in what was it like May I remember what I, I got off April. school and it was waiting it was for April. me yeah, yeah. God, beautiful perfect timing but so that came out uh, one year anniversary again amazing that that game comes out a year after the system yes. the system is only a year old they have to be working on it for so long polishing mm. adding that was that was another one that was in EGM for a long time yeah. before it actually came out, and you I would just say that basically another, stare at the screens and like drool. I want to say that was another game that got delayed a fair bit. I, it did. I want to say it was yeah. supposed it was to be out around almost meant close to be like launch. Yeah. launch window. Yeah. Another I, I, game I that my friend Rob McGee imported <laughs> came and visited me Mr. at McGee. college to play. No one understands a word of Japanese, which by this point <laughs> is becoming a real problem. Yes. Right. <laughs> because that game will let you pick up every bush. Dig up every spot of gra- it's like right. oh we don't know what to do next. Dig up every spot yes. in the entire <laughs> game that eventually. you can do. Kill every bush in the entire game. Go around. I mean, you basically did that, and it's a testament to that game that it was still fun to play. Doing yeah. so that, that game was. I've never. I think played the it. greatest Zelda Unbelievable. game. Unbelievable. <laughs> I think I still You've never played it. I've never what? played. Like, damn past. it, your lord, dude. Why are you How in many this times podcast? can I fire you and <laughs> eject you from this dude, podcast? I'm glad I'm not the one. Hey, I'm, I'm not. Jesus, Crusader of Sent anybody. I played it. <laughs> yeah. I played Zelda. Uh, which which came out about four years after, by the way. Five, yes. maybe, yeah. um, that is my favorite Zelda game. Of this all was time, a game easily. which back 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 in the day when I, I was still in college, like three or four or five or six years later, I would still tell my friends and still have my friends play. Back before retro gaming was a thing, it was like this right. game is five years old. You still have to play it. You have to play it now. Just like mm-hmm. playability, the graphics. Uh, as simple as they were, and again, I almost feel like it was kind of like a Mario World situation where they definitely like went for a a look, a cartoony thing. It was not pushing it. It was no, not. It, wasn't right. it was not it taking was, it Zelda was two direction. and going more realistic again. It was yeah, not right. that at yeah. all. Dude, that, yeah. that game has a that game has another one of those moments, man. The rain, the first time you come out of your house yeah. and it's raining, wow. and you are just like. Because they didn't have rain that much yes. in games. That's silly as <laughs> that sounds. Sure. Right? Just the that sound effects. Like usually, insane. you know, usually in the nest days, if they had rain, it was like an enemy had to avoid. You could hear the rain when you're inside. Yeah. Like the, the the sound would that, change. Yeah. Like it and was, it was awesome. at it was, yes. it was at DSP in action again. Yep. Like I the was talking dungeon about. music in that game. Like think about the Glorious. sound effects too. Like the like warping into yeah. and out of the <laughs> dark world. Like right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did it way better. Yeah, yeah. like that sounds like a vacuum. The 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 blocking shots effect like so many sounds of the the sound of just even flicking a switch back and forth like you can totally crisply completely perfectly Mm -hmm. remember these right sounds in your head and i really don't think it's just nostalgia i really think it's just that they were so good and so perfect and so iconic and so fit Mm. the uh what was going on in the action at the time that it just i mean it just Totally blended. So I still remember the tension you felt when you went entered the first real dungeon. I think it was called the Eastern Palace or something like that. And it's like I can hear the. It also, I think it was sort of like synth violins playing in the background. Gave me well, chills. even yeah, in the, even really in the really castle in the beginning with the rats and like when you're going to find Zelda was just right. so atmospheric and awesome. That's like really the, outside. You know, I, I was talking about how Super Mario World was sort of the first um, manifestation of Nintendo's philosophy of having it be as accessible but also um, hardcore as possible. And I think Zelda was the first uh, instance of Nintendo 
really making a push into atmosphere in that way. Yeah. Right. Using yeah. the enhanced uh, sound capabilities of the Super NES to pretty much the most amazing effect. Yeah. And to some extent, it had never been improved upon ever since that, you know, uh, throughout the entire history of the Super NES. I don't think, I think it pretty much hit the peak right at that point, about a year after it came out. Well, Super Metroid. Super Metroid was up there. Yeah, I would absolutely argue. I think, uh, I think like Zelda though, that era, those like take Zelda and go two years back, two years forward was pretty much in my mind, the peak of Nintendo, like ever. Like I feel like they Mm. were at their highest at that point. And I feel like at some point they were defining the art of what was like a video game still as they had been since Mm. like the, the Famicom. But But they, they didn't get like too caught up in being concerned about appealing to everybody yet. Like after right. that, they started to get a little too casual, a little too like. I think Yoshi's Story was the first game I played where I was like, "What the hell is well, this?" Still, like, uh, still mm. Super Mario sixty four was the end I, of it. I think. I think Super Mario sixty four, maybe Zelda and Super Mario yeah. like the end. Zelda sixty four, but like you know, this era that we're talking about now, Zelda, Mario, later Metroid, and and Star Fox, and those games were like right, right when Nintendo... They were hitting on all cylinders, all defining the art. The end too, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Zelda was not an easy game. No. <laughs> but, yeah, like, uh, how much more can you say about Zelda that, except that people still, a lot of people still take this yes. as the greatest game in the in the, yeah. in the series i love and that well deserved well deserved so, yeah you know some there are some weirdos who even say Link's awakening which came out maybe about half a year afterwards i want to say hmm. a year or so afterwards uh yeah yeah also like, in the year works or for later. forever yeah yeah but like again like mario the amount of secrets the amount of just <laughs> stuff in this game yeah. that just the, con- yep. the amount of content the amount of thinking and polish and foresight you can wander that world for hours upon hours upon hours and you're never going to get bored and yeah. you're always going to find something new plus the concept at the time too i mean it's it's kind of common now but there weren't many games that had that sort of dual world concept at the time and the whole yeah. you know the other world showing up reflection of yourself right. thing. yeah actually first when, time i got to the dark world was like the most amazing yeah. feeling ever it was like holy shit and they do a, a really whole good new job world of introducing the dark world to you as a part of that final dungeon <laughs> as a part of that uh, the final of the first three dungeons so that you're introduced to this and you're like wait what is this right. and they just give you a taste yep. kind of a, and a, then a, afterward you get the real experience a, a funny anecdote but even like playing portal the first time the how you would set where you would go back from one world into the other mm-hmm. and how actually that was part of where you had to navigate you had to get use that to sometimes yep. get to where you were yeah. going the first time I played Portal, that was actually my only lens that I had, which no one had touched for like 10 years at that point, was is like Link to the Past, where yep. you would go into the dark world and then come back out at this different point over here. Like that was right. the only thing that it finally like took that and took it in like a new I direction or something that like that. So yeah. good, man. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, so, uh, uh, why don't we take another quick break in the yes. middle, in the middle of games? Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but, uh, I wonder who has to go to the bathroom right now. Um, and when we come back, we're going to get into <laughs> the post Japanese, uh, call it, we'll call it launch phase mm-hmm. after the first year. Um, and maybe into some of the, uh, the U S launch lineup, uh, when we come back, stick around. Oops.
All right, we're back post year one in Japan launch. We're still going through games, uh, U.S. launch games. Anybody want to talk about U.S. launch when they got their system, what they were playing? Uh, I think I pretty much mostly covered. You know, I, I kind of covered it. I just, yeah, I just remember how expensive they were. They games? were pricey. I went to KB's toy stores and it was like a hundred dollars for F Zero. What? Are you Wait, kidding? what? Not in my was country. It, they weren't a hundred dollars. Ninety nine. Was this in Australia? Uh, no, I hate to tell you, F Zero no, was ninety nine. No, it wasn't. In Memphis, Tennessee, KB. Uh, okay, then the dude who worked at KB <laughs> yeah. fucking saw you and yeah. saw like a Bugs Bunny cartoon, a giant <laughs> sucker, like <laughs> a yeah. lollipop that said "sucker" on it. Actually, <laughs> if they cost no, that much, my parents would never buy them. No, they were games. Were fifty dollars? Yeah, actually, Nintendo games. Them were forty. Yeah, I was going to say forty to thirty-nine. Not at that. That eventually went up to fifty to sixty. Maybe yeah, they were prices balloons circa like ninety-four or so. Right around the badly. the yeah. RPG like thirty-two mega. Yeah. Right, era. right, right. Mm. But yeah. So anywho, anywho uh, let's see. Post year one, what do we got? We got Romancing Saga News ninety-two. Yeah, it. never really got into that series. Soul Blader. That game was awesome. AKA Soul Blazer in Soul the US. Blazer. Uh, the, came out uh, January thirty first, ninety two. That was the first in the three series that not ended with Terrence Soulbladder. That's why they changed. <laughs> it. I know you want to say that. Yeah, that's actually why they changed the name. Remember well, Jake told us, and so they should have. Oh. Yeah, uh, nothing to say about that. I love that game. It was great. Love the game to bits. It, it if you've tried to play nowadays, it it definitely does not look as good as some of like the first real highlights of the uh, Super Famicom world. Looks, you know, the colors are a little bit subdued. Uh, the music is also a little bit subdued, but still an extremely solid action RPG. And I recommend you try it out and have a chance. Mm. Yes. Dragon uh, Spear Slayer, we're not going to talk about. Contra Spirits. Oh, uh, yes. February 28th, 92, <sighs> a.k.a. Contra 3, The Alien Wars. That's, that, much, that's much more of a treasure game uh, than the other one, yeah. That game so, was So, again, amazing. the boss that punches through the background, rips it apart. Oh, God. Attacks you, jumping oh, around yeah. on missiles, which actually Super Time Force is, is awesomely referencing yes. mm-hmm. in its in one of its levels like that game was again balls to the wall konami really was hitting it at that point yeah with maybe a lot of the same people just like we are going to remember when they throw make every games. crazy ass thing oh, at you snap. it's just basically this old formula but in a new candy coating that is just going to use everything to its max including yeah the uh the music the sound the music chip. was so good. Oh yeah. One thing about Contra the, Three, uh, the overhead bits were a bit kind of shitty. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Kind of gimmicky. Which kind is, of a little bit too far down the and a little bit of Castlevania. I feel like did that too. Is like, hey, way crazy in your face. But but it can be forgiven because it Mark, had a Contra game. Quick question: Contra yes. Hardcore or Contra Three? Are you kidding? Hardcore. Con- Thank Contra you. Three. Really? Yeah. Hardcore was better. I don't know. I'd probably have to say hardcore, although it was fucking ridiculous. Although hardcore tough. did come out yes. about two years afterwards. True. But and I mean, so freaking They're both hard. great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I like Contra 3. That's going to go on our uh, console wars. Yeah. yeah. But Cast- Super Castlevania 4 by far over the Genesis one. Bloodlines. For sure. Agreed. Bloodlines. Yes. But, but and over the later game. Super Nintendo one as well, which um, yeah, we'll get Dragon into. Black, Final Fight Guy, finally the version people were asking for. Came that never out. came out in English, right? It, it was, uh, was rental only. That's it, right. It went That's to, interesting. Went to they had rental only games. I mm-hmm. Could you know play that. two players at once in that game? No. No. Cody was replaced with Guy. So Mega CD version was maybe the first one. It was the first complete version uh, port, yeah. 
Um, okay, moving right along, there were some Valis games we probably won't talk about. Othello yeah. World uh, that I know JJ wants to talk about, but I'm not going to. Nope. Magic Sword, a lot of people loved. That came out in May of 92. Street Fighter 2. Oh, yeah. Huh. June 10th, 1992. I worked literally, literally digging dirt. The first for a month yeah. to afford this game and two hundred fifty dollar joysticks to be able to play it because Whoa. so this game so to give you an idea of what was the expectation versus what was delivered I succinctly remember I was in school at the time this was before it came out it was showed at CES mm. I believe the winter CES for the first time and Die Hard was going on at the time Rob McGee again my friend hardcore. We call. We would call Die Hard and just ask them questions. <laughs> ask Dave Halverson and other people questions about stuff before you decided to buy a game or not. And he was Dave, a good enough Dave, customer that they would actually answer. Dave would answer the phone. He would. Well, no, but he, he would get passed along to Dave. Oh, Julie would answer the phone. Okay, or right, other I people. So basically, we had this question. Basically, this is how the conversation went. It was like this because this is what you expected in the Super Nintendo Super, uh, not Super, but Street Fighter Two, as opposed to what you got. It was so. Is, are all, is Blanca in the game? Uh, <laughs> are all the characters in the game? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, they're in the game. Is Blanca's role in the game? <laughs> yeah, yes, it's in the game. What about like uh, when he does a uh, uh, jab and a, a strong and a fierce? Is it fierce in the? Yeah, yeah, it's in the game. <laughs> it, it took it took a half an hour of. It's all in the game. It, no, it's all it's all in there. Wait, but well, back then, well, is, is is Ryu's dragon punch in the game? Are the are the yeah. bonus stages in the? It's it's all in the game. You couldn't take that shit for granted. Back the assumption right? was. Literally yeah. took a half an hour of it's all in the game, <laughs> all of the arcade game. It's all in the yeah. game. They didn't cut any characters. They didn't cut any moves. Right. They didn't Which cut is, any bonus stages. They didn't cut. I don't think they don't cut think any they bonus do. stages. Well, no, they, they had the barrel and they did the, have the barrel the, cars. The yeah, car. Oh, okay. so it, actually, and they added where you could play via a code. You could right. play same fighter versus same fighter. Mm-hmm. Right. So I mean, it, that was amazing at the time and egm had an awesome yeah. issue where they showed like every move of every character yeah. and how it's done the super nintendo well, yeah, very, i remember very, those very famous so yeah. EG, egm put street fire on the two on the cover about it, four months in a row showing yeah. chain yeah. combos and stuff like that i was i just like my face was glued to those pages and there were very very subtle tiny differences between that and the arcade game but the fact that they were so small and even us yeah, who were they, crazy yeah. into the arcade game they compressed took all that months to, about, to find yeah, it they, yes. they compressed all of that into eight megabits too i mean yeah. capcom did an amazing 16, job wasn't it yeah but megabits. like an amazing like technical and artistic and every kind of achievement like that was unbelievable and that Pause was screen the- noise withstanding <laughs> yeah unbelievable that if you had a joystick it was my, my rob mcgee had the arcade game wow. on a super gun with super gun but i had the Super Nintendo version with joysticks, and it felt like it was equivalent. I right. think this mm-hmm. episode should just be called Rob McGee. <laughs> <laughs> the McGee he. I remember and when I was buying that game, I, I saw someone, they had a TV set up so you could play the game at my local video game store, and they had someone playing the same, uh, the same character against each other. And I asked the guy at the store, How do you do that? So he took me and a bunch of my friends to the back of the store. He's like, I'm going to let you oh, in on a little secret. Zip on. I'm, I'm, yeah. Oh, no. Not quite like that secret, but he, he showed us that code and the code to play as the boss character. Characters, which was awesome. <laughs> yeah, pretty fucking amazing. Anyway, has, I mean, that game has big significance in, in, in the history of Capcom as well, right? Because they manufactured so many of that game that they almost put themselves out of business. Because back then, manufacturing Roll. cartridges were ah, extremely yeah. expensive. Right. Extremely expensive. And if you miss calculated how much you could sell a right. game, you could really screw you yourself. Still have and a they, hit and still they screw yourself. Yeah. 
but uh, but that game also huge 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 not to not to foreshadow the system war yeah. episode mm-hmm. but huge uh win in the super nintendo column that was the, oh, yeah. the, the, genesis the first time i felt like oh, fuck, <laughs> you made the yeah. wrong yeah. choice because at that time oh. you know like the championship edition for the eventually. genesis would eventually come out and like he you, it was still with the three button controller, and you had to press start to switch between punches oh, and kicks. Oh God, that's it was the worst. Well, they come out with the six button. Not, yeah, not until the six button controller came out, which even so, like visually, every yeah. in every aspect of it, you started to see, Sound. holy shit, people who yeah. really know what they're doing actually can do more. I would on the go Super to my Nintendo friend Curtis's house no, every day to play that. The game. Sound no. on every the day. Genesis version of Street Fighter was oh like the, the sound chip had a cold or something. It was like it was like <laughs> it was so John, a series of farts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we we better keep it moving. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Turtles in Time. Great that game. Was a deal for that was some fun. people. Ah, that yeah, was a lot a, of fun. Huge deal for a lot of people. Yeah. Towards, towards the end of the original Turtle Boom, it was mm-hmm. an awesome. July twenty fourth, nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Um, Phalanx. I love that show, man. The infamous awesome. cover. Oh, Phalanx. Yes, the guy with the guy with the banjo. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> the old man. With the, yes. Oh my God. So that was uh, August seventh, ninety two. Around the, yeah, the back shooters were still king. Around the time, Space Mega Force came out too from Toho. That I want to say awesome. that was a very mm-hmm. good compile shooter. Overhead. I apologize, uh, but you should apologize. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario Kart, August 27th, oh, 1992. Would go on to become a classic to me at the time. It was not a big deal. I kind of didn't get it. Why everybody was really? so excited. Battle really mode, didn't. Still, still, that game was so much fun. But like split screen to me was like, ugh, I'm kind of really? with you. I mean, I sure, liked it, but sure, I wasn't. Really? It, didn't, it didn't. I didn't realize it was going to be the big earth shaker. It was exactly. several like exactly. generations later, basically. It did seem at the time to me like, really, this is like Mario pasted onto some other thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't, not having played it or appreciated it or uh, like, I, totally had ignorance i totally plead ignorance but yeah i didn't realize it was actually this really deep really amazing game in its own right to me it was just like oh okay this is like mario paste on yeah. another thing right. i think that was the sort of thing where you probably needed to have someone else to play it with all the time to really uh, history has proven me street, wrong yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. um axelay staying in shooterness oh. september 11th talk about showcases of both seven very um, much so yes indeed um, Retro Gamer put actually on the cover very, very deservedly. So it's it's a game which really nobody, you know, if you're one of those people who are, you know, were kind of born after all that. Yeah. Uh, you never know. Actually, it was a Super NES exclusive and it never came out anywhere else. They've not, right. I, I want to say it's probably come, it's probably come on a virtual console at this point. But, probably in some form or another, yeah. it's been re But it's an awesome shooter. Give it a shot if you haven't tried it yet. Uh, Dragon Quest V, John, Yay. September 27th, 1992. That, that game is probably why I'm sitting here right now. Uh, was five. five in particular? Five in particular, yeah. Why is that? Five was that? the first one that didn't come out in English after I had played uh, the first four in English. Uh, so, so I imported it. And but, I bought my little Japanese dictionary, my little Webster's Japanese dictionary. It's like hand size. And I ripped out the charts, the katakana and the hiragana, and pasted ooh. them on my desk, desk in front of my Super Nintendo and <laughs> wow. played the game with the charts in front of me. And that's Jesus. when I started learning Japanese. So what, were you actually translating people's names? And Dude, I have, everything I have, was in katakana, I have basically? notepads, like, full of almost everything in that game. Because I just... Spell names. To, to play all the spells, all the monsters, all the items, um, even wow. some, like, important parts of the story. Because I like, this looks important, so I better write this down just in case. <laughs> oh, really? But, and so like were I, you able to kind of, since then, you probably understand better what's happened. You've replayed the game. 
Did you oh, kind yeah, of have totally. a fundamental knowledge, or were you completely wrong in any respect? No, like, only on the, I mean, probably only on the really base aspects of it, but it didn't matter, because back then, like, you played those games, it was all about the adventure part of it anyway, right? Going to, in fact, it made sure. the games better sometimes, like, because you weren't <laughs> bogged down by, like, right. sort of, not, and that, your that, imagination that, that game actually happening. has a legitimately amazing story, but I mean, even if it didn't, like, it's just, yeah, your imagination kind of took it with you. So one of the major people at 8.4 has just said that localizations don't matter. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> no, but I mean, that, also, that game, well, to some extent, I was always disappointed at DQ5. You know, I, I played it long afterwards. Sure. But ultimately, DQ5 was essentially a Famicom game with some more mm. colors added right. to it. Totally, yes. It that was, was actually true. a big beef. Yeah. I want to say it was, the, it was one of the first... Actually, Street Fighter must have been 12 megs because Dragon Quest was 12 megs. But, well, anyway, it doesn't matter. But anyway, yeah. Dragon I Quest 5... I want to Street Fighter was 16. 16 maybe, maybe, Wait, yeah, wasn't right. Streets of Rage 2 maybe the first 16-bit game? Or a 16-meg game? First maybe on Genesis. Genesis. We're talking about, yeah, so we're talking about different, okay. different um, But yeah, Dragon Quest is... is that, that particular game was the first Super Nintendo game I imported right after it came out. Uh, got also from Die Hard, probably. And I got Final Fantasy V as well, like two months later or whatever it was, three months later. And those games are, yeah, a big part of why I'm here. Uh, oh. Continuing, uh, Return of Double Dragon, which, believe it or not, was kind of a big deal. That's like, October 16th, 92. I skipped that piece Again, of Again, another big I, failure. I, I, Super I Double Dragon in America. Final fight took that game. Gone. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Mickey, Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse. Yeah, see, that was a big November deal. November 20th, 92. Capcom could do no wrong when it came to they uh, were size-growing guidance. Yeah, that, yeah. that wasn't a bad game. You know, uh, even, you know, People keep on arguing about this, but you know, Aladdin, the Super NES Aladdin, was pretty good. Yes, better than the Genesis Aladdin. I, was, was. I wasn't going to go that far, but it's pretty good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, fair enough. Um, fighting games were big. Fatal Fury, some SNK, Neo Geo I, games started coming out. Oh, of I got that. I got that game for Easter. Yeah. Yeah, man, Fatal Fury on Super Nintendo was such a pile of dog crap. It was oh great on the Genesis. <laughs> I rented it. It was it, it wasn't so, good anywhere that game. John, your Dragon Quest V was probably my Final Fantasy V, which would come out yes. December sixth, nineteen ninety two. I imported that like on the first month too. I played it in ninety three. Blew my fucking mind. The job so system, good. still to this day. The job system, the story, as simple as I could, the fundamentals only understand in Japanese, which I just started taking at that time. Mm-hmm. Still unbelievable. Like you could just kind of tell. I mean, it was almost like somebody pantomiming things, but what you could tell of the story, super amazing. But the job system and the depth of it, like my, all my friends got into it, crazy into it too. And the amount of like, well, I did this. Oh, well, I ended up taking my my guys in these jobs and mastered these first and then did this. Oh, if you do this with coins, you can be doing like 99999 damage and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. That kind of trading tips, that kind of figuring stuff out, like the depth of the system itself of your characters in an RPG yep. for a console RPG completely amazing. I used to call so the funny aside here like I used Dragon Quest 5 when that came out I would call Enix because there would be parts where I would get stuck and I'd be like come on somebody there's got to be playing it that's how I met <laughs> Rob Rob is actually the guy who made Act Racer 2 and who was Jake's like roommate like that's how this all weird I actually talked to Jake on the phone like right. years where I met him and it turns out that Rob's roommate was a guy named Nathan who worked at Square who was doing Final Fantasy stuff. And I actually talked to him about Final Fantasy V on the phone as well. And we would like talk and trade tips because like we were trying to get through the Japanese version. And it's just crazy that that did not come out in America. Like, I mean, this, first of all, it's crazy that this came out in Japan so soon after 4. I mean, Final Fantasy used to come out basically 
like almost every year. Ted Woolsey, right? like, mm-hmm. promised me to my face. I actually literally talked to him at CES <laughs> that Final Fantasy Extreme was coming out. Because do you remember it was going to be? It was going to be. Yeah, yeah, it was going to be called. Yeah, Final he, Fantasy. He said Extreme. Thing on Usenet too. Yeah. Yeah. He. I, I talked to him. I went to the booth and I and he said it was coming. And then like then they were later going to bring it on a PC and they never did. Because four I have did a, good. Four AKA yeah. two. It's yeah. not like it did bad. I think there was some political stuff going on for sure because they were saying it's too hard. Blah blah blah. But that's a bunch of bullshit. But um, if you go on GameFAQs, still one maybe my favorite. 17 year I have a 17 year old fact now on Game Facts for Final Fantasy V and it's the number one oh. Final Fantasy V fact for like years uh, that might still be my game. favorite Final Fantasy over them all it's my favorite you, uh, have you ever uh, done the whole Final Fantasy job festa before no although explain to people what that is because I just recently found out about it's like that. a charity event where people are assigned uh, a, like classes I think at random and then they have to play through the game Mm-hmm. Using those classes, so you could get like and just four white those mages. classes, yeah. basically, yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, game was so good, great music, great, just everything about it was so good, unbelievable. I mean, there was years after that, my friends were still playing. My friend Kelly in, in college was still playing that, and he would tell me stuff like, "Oh yeah, you know, if you do this, you can do that before here, and you could have the." I mean. Oh, that was probably another case where not knowing a whole lot of Japanese yeah. helped because I mean yep. I know that story is thin by Final Fantasy standards, but that I've was, still I never played it. it in proper in, in English. To I haven't know, actually fully played like it in English full, either. Yeah, because apparently, I know it did end up coming out in an anthology and like in a, a bunch of different forms, right? Yeah, apparently the Game Boy Advance version is the best of the of the translations. Mm-hmm. But yeah, wow. mm-hmm. uh, another amazing game with amazing memories. Uh, December eighteenth, nineteen ninety two, Assault Suits Valken, aka ah. Cybernator. In the U.S., another genre which has since kind of like disappeared, kind of didn't really exist before that. It's kind of its own game. Unbelievable kind of Castlevania with guns, maybe you might say, but amazing mech designs. Near future world. Guy kills him. Tiny little guy kills himself, commits suicide in the Japanese version. I think it got uh, probably the reason that I later was interested in front mission just because like I felt like the world setting felt a lot like Mm -hmm. Mm Cyberneer. Yeah, like super gritty uh, mech world, but the game just played so well. And honestly, somebody needs to revisit that genre on like Mm. 3DS or something. It would be Mm -hmm. great. Uh, Next game I remember importing, and this was such a win on every level. February 21st, 1993, <clears throat> Star Fox. Oh, oh yeah. My sure. goodness, that game. Was a game. Ushering in the Super FX chip era and polygons as we know them. Didn't realize, I came, didn't realize I came out in Japan first, actually. You didn't realize oh, that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. hell yeah, man. I Not much. That. It was only like a month or two, I think. But They had, yeah. oh, I think it was a few months. Well, maybe it came, ended up coming out that summer or something in America, but I definitely imported that, played the shit out of it. That was kind of my intro to these... Japanese uh, campaigns because I was getting magazines mm-hmm. at the time too that would use puppets or clay figurines as kind of their promotional goods for for things and they had yeah, those for right. Star Fox mm-hmm. the, the, the Japanese up. cover of it <laughs> yes and like again a game that was so simple especially now visually simple but had out of the gate doing so many new things that it, any now would probably coast on those new visual things right. but oh, yeah. at the time so deep like really, really deep, and also kind of an early merging of East and West design sensibilities, yeah, which people right. didn't even know at the time. Really, totally. Yeah, it oh, came right. out. It came out less than well, exactly one month later in the U.S. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah, 
I remember that. Yeah. The fuck did I import it? So wait, it came out. <laughs> it came out March twenty first, twenty third. I guess I really just could not wait. But that game crazy. was. Paid out some I think I might have imported yeah. it too, though. Actually, I, I remember the box. It makes sense like, though. Now it's like no, I'm not waiting four fucking weeks. And even completely insane. Even the level designs were so creative. Remember that one level where you had to change the weather just to complete the level or something like that? Mm-hmm. No. It was, no. It was. Star shoot a bomb st- I swear a to God, or something. St- no, you have to destroy. The- it changes the weather from a snowy a snowy plane to a mountain field, and that's how you beat the level. I, th- I can't. Talking really- about Star Fox? I'm talking about Star Fox. I swear <laughs> to God, the listeners now are yelling game? at all of you. We'll see. Um, I think you've done one too many barrel rolls. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that game was awesome. Remember the ending where that was one of the first games that had like the full uh, the digitized voice. The mm-hmm. the, uh, the what's name? The dog like yeah. talks to you. Yeah, but yeah, Super FS chip was. You know, it should be noted that William Wardle and team deliberately designed the uh, Super NES to be as expandable as possible via chips installed on cartridges. Right. right. Super FS was well. There was a DSP chips originally. You know, the first one on pilot wings and Super, yeah. F- Super FS chip was sort of the epitome of that design. We'll get into yeah. that in the uh, yeah. accessories thing at the end because there were a number of different chips that did a number yep. of different things. But and yeah, Star Fox had a sequel that never came out. Although I it yep. was fully, I played through the entire Star game Fox at too. CES. It was like completely and playable. A lot of people did. Oh, yeah, game which end. maybe it was why they canned it because it was so <laughs> yeah. damn cheap. Uh, well, they canned it because they were they didn't Miyamoto didn't want the polygons coming out like it's such a big thing when they were that close to the N64 launch. Right. right. Uh, so, uh, which only recently people found that out. Yeah. Like why that was canned because it was like this game is done. What the hell yeah, happened? Yeah. Our friend Dylan was the main, the main guy on those games. So um, let's see. Next maybe Breath of Fire uh, April 3rd 93 the beginning of a franchise that kind of no longer means much but it was there. Released by translated by Square in the US. Yep. Square brought out Breath right. of Fire. That's right. And, then, and that was great. I yeah. love that game. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, I'd say it was pretty okay. Really? Yeah, I was going to say. It was not like I, a that, like that the series fire, went, but... went up and then went down, I think. It's the thing is, I, I was thirsty for any. I, I, I own right. pretty that much was every Super Nintendo I, I, RPG. I, I Seven I Saga yeah. and that. I bought I, I bought Paladin's mm-hmm. Quest and liked it. Like, I <laughs> bought that, That's everything. pretty sad. You the shit out of Super Highlight. The one Super Nintendo RPG I bought that was legitimately crap was Tecmo Secret of the Stars. But I did buy it. Like, I bought them all. That was a game. You're a decade your genre. Uh, Final Fight 2, <laughs> May 22nd, 93. I think I mentioned this earlier, but my God, what the hell happened? Fell off a cliff. Uh, Final yeah. Fight 3 came on Super NES 2 later on, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. More of the same thing. I can't tell you a thing about it. And then I they just, had Mighty Final Fight, the SD version. I, I know a lot about that. That was an NES game. But yes. Wait, that game was NES, really? Yeah. Oh, no, wow. was, yeah. That game was pretty great. It was, an, it was a summer 93 NES game. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why. Street gotcha. Fighter 2 Turbo, oh, July yeah. 11th, 93. That was Again, too. continuing the uh, one-upmanship uh, with right. Genesis at the time. Right. Do you remember that he, he had the white clothes on and he was doing the turbos? Now, I was here in Japan for this release uh, for in my first trip to Japan, July 14th, 1993, Super Mario Collection, a.k.a. Super Mario All-Stars. Oh, yes. Which was one of the first, like... Kind of retro re-releases, yeah. Right. right. Starting kind of a whole thing. trend in Nintendo. It, it mm-hmm. did. Good. It I, had, yeah. It was a big deal here. It was amazing at the time. Like fuck yeah, these games are still amazing. These games yep. are still sold a like, zillion great. million copies. Yeah, it's, it's it has an age well, here, especially. But um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the art style in those games now. They put that mm-hmm. collection out last year on the Wii, and I was like, wow, this isn't as lovely as it was back when I was that yeah. age. But but it was amazing at the time. Mm-hmm. Indeed. 
Uh, Dragon Quest one and two. Uh, Dragon Quest one and two. I imported December that December eighteenth, nineteen ninety. Day it came out from Die Hard. I remember driving home from. I had I had classes that morning and like I got out and my mom my mom like. Well, you really would buy any <laughs> RPG. I wouldn't have had a cell phone, so I don't know how I knew. I maybe I just knew it was coming that day because I had ordered mm-hmm. it and like I was right. going home from class to get Dragon Quest one and two and play the crap out of it. <laughs> I was Fire, a big Dragon Quest fan. Fire right. Emblem. Moncho Nonazo. Moncho uh, Nonazo. Some people say January twenty first, nineteen ninety four. That is a favorite in the in the entirety of the series. Yeah, some people hmm. that in Thracia, which came out later, way later on. But those were big in Japan. Those fire that was you know Fire Emblem was was nothing in the U S. at the time, but it was yeah. really big here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This one I highlighted just because I love the name, the Ninja Warriors again, again, <laughs> um, oh, aka Ninja Warriors or Ninja Warriors: The New Generation in Europe. I just love it. Yeah, it's the Ninja Warriors again. <laughs> Some more Ninja Warriors. Well, kind of liked it in the arcade. Um, uh, that that was the one with the wide screen, right? The really. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Then. I don't know what that was. March nineteenth, nineteen ninety four. Oh, of course. Super Metroid. That's right. John has the box. We have one right here. Live and in the flesh. Yeah. Now, this was so a moment, fresh. man. This yes. was like a historical moment in gaming, I think, because this is like, with the, in Japan, they call them kami games. This is like yeah. a god game to the like, nth degree. This to is people who god. were not really gaming in the Super Nintendo era, this is like the Shadow of the Colossus. I don't even know generation. if there's like the equivalent. This, this game this ended up Super as number Metroid. one on a lot of... It, Top 100 games it of all time lists. like a cinematic quality that no other game before it, and, and most games after it, did not have. The mm-hmm. atmosphere. And I would say also, the music, yes, exactly, the atmosphere the led to largely by the music, but also by the lack of spoken narrative, by the right. lack of yeah. any yes. words. No and babies. it wasn't until, yeah, it wasn't until... Well, one baby. <laughs> the one important baby. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't until Sakamoto <laughs> talked at GDC... And said, like, yeah, we said, we set right. out to make this a game that had no text that I didn't even realize. Holy shit. Yeah. One of the games with the, one of the most memorable moments in gaming and one of the most memorable stories or storylines in gaming had no words in it. Yeah. yeah, I mean it did. If I remember, if I remember correctly, that's Dan Olsen's Amazing. voice in the beginning. The last yes. Metroid is in captivity. Really. The galaxy is at peace. The and this is my shame. This is the game I haven't played. Get I haven't out! Played you Super need Metroid. to get uh, out. Also, Mark, G- you skipped a whole page that G- has two very important games. Oh, on did it. I skip a page? Yes. You well, did. Wait, 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 well, we'll get to talking about Super Metroid yeah, right, right now. Yeah, yeah. We'll get back to that in a second. So quickly, I had a spring break in college that happened right as Super Metroid got released. Oh, nice! Or as I got my Gribby uh, as my mitts on it, mm-hmm. and so that spring break was purely like I did time did not matter. No days. clock happened. It was just <laughs> as long as I could play till I fell asleep. No happened. going to the Bahamas. No Key West. No bikinis. No, none of that. There was no not even Pensacola. internet message board. There was right. nobody else who had played it that knew what to do next that had happened or whatever. It was completely as the game was isolated on your own. I don't know if that feeling is possible now yeah. anymore, just because the internet mm. exists, but. It was unbelievable, and the 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 moments that hint back to the earlier Metroid games, which at that time was still a thing. Like Mario right. games did not have you go back and see, oh, here's World Eight Four that yep. you were in before, right, and yep. and it's all wrecked and destroyed now. Oh man, this had that with no talk of it, no explanation. You realized yourself, like, oh, holy shit, wait, this is that corridor. Mm, yep. This is I'm starting off going through that thing. 
you know, the Chozo statue that comes alive in defiance of every expectation of you just balling up and jumping into its hands and getting a power up that comes alive and actually attacks you. Like yeah. so many moments playing with your expectations and they as a right Metroid from, player. Yeah. They tease you right from the start too with Ridley coming in and taking the baby away or whatever that was. Right. And then like basically um, – you know, remember at the time, Kraid was like a, like a, a screen, like mm. more than one screen yeah. large mm-hmm. boss. It was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, holy fucking shit! Yeah, so, or the the uh, I guess it was Ridley fight where the skeleton go, goes underneath the and you see it happening, and then it comes right. and chases you. Like that whole thing, no QTE, so no taking away what you were doing at the time, no you know removing player control from from you at, at any time in the entire game. Not to mention the best best ending like of any game ever. That that whole final sequence, the whole with the, sequence, with the the baby coming mm. back and everything was yeah. so from badass. the moment that yeah, oh my god! I mean, completely. You're like fuck. You, you see play along with, with the full completely. body, yeah. Ugh. And you're along it every step of the way. You're like, I fucked up. I'm getting killed. I'm dead. I lost the game now. And it's like, <laughs> no wait. You're like, everything happens as it happens. The other part about that game that that still impresses me to this day was the part. Where admittedly the wall jump kind of sucked. I'll mm-hmm. just say, let's just say it. The wall jump was kind of a little bit screwy and broken. Mm. But the wall jump is taught to you. You fall down in a place where those little sprite dudes teach it to you. You can't do anything else except for wall jump to get out of there. Right. It's like, well, I must be missing something. Something must be wrong. I must have gone mm-hmm. back and forth a thousand times. It's like, no. You just have to do what the things are doing. You have to follow their lead and right. do it to know. There's no other way to do it. And the game mm-hmm. just, I think it lets you maybe save down there too, um, which is like, fuck, I, I did mess something up. I missed something. Something has to happen. The subtlety in game design, the running the dash through things. Oh my the God. Speed, that was the noise, so awesome. everything about, about that. that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, such a great feeling and such yep. a feeling of power and getting better and better. The, the super grapple bomb, beam is awesome too. How it does it. The grapple beam. And then still to this day, the x ray vision, how that mm-hmm. merged old Metroid secrets with. Okay, here's something where it's kind of not a thousand percent annoying to bomb every square. Here's something that's going to let you find every tiny little secret of the entire mm. thing. All together in this fucking amazing package. Ah. Hey, you know, it, talk talk about um a game design that infuses sound as an mm. important part of the overall package yep. that's mm. given to. You know, maybe that's something that had been uh, implemented in some PC games in the past before yeah. that point. Well, especially, you know, we were talking about Super Metroid, it came out in 94, but very few console games just at that point really put together the whole package in that way. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, that was such the music. The music, like the music made stages, like you hear that music and you still feel yeah. like the feeling of that stage, like mm-hmm. unbelievable. And taking what was Metroid and really like just turning it up to the tens, but making it a, a new game in its own right. Like everything a sequel should do. And like, you know, the thing about Super Metroid is like, it creates all this new language for how you do like, you know, story and video games. And then like 15 years later, the piece of shit that is Metroid, whatever the fuck <laughs> other end comes around and just like takes <laughs> it and smashes it to pieces. And just like, yeah, I still have to play that. Hey, so what's better? No, you don't. So what's, what's better, Tecmo Metroid or Tecmo Secret of the Stars? 
Oh. I, I, just like, uh. Other so here's, really here's the months that, that, that we missed out on just to catch back. And sure. I know that the games Brendan was talking about. One is obviously Super James Pond 2. <laughs> oh, yeah. July no. 23rd, 1993. You know, I rented How's those for Genesis. Genesis. Isn't that Shane's favorite game? Skip it, skip it. Don't okay. save it. Save yeah. it for go, Genesis. Go, go ahead. Because, because we got this one to talk about. Another one which came out right after I just left. August 6, 1993, oh, yes. Seiken Densetsu 2, a.k.a. Oh, yes. Secret, Secret of Mana. Mana. Originally a Whew. Super Nintendo CD-ROM CD launch release. Right. One of yeah. the greatest crowning achievements of Square Enix, my or Squaresoft yeah. at the time. My first Squaresoft game. I oh. never played any of the Final Fantasies, any of their games, until I played that one. And that is the game that led me to where I'm sitting right now. Again, I, music and atmosphere. People, like, still, people still think the whole title screen slash intro sequence is awesome. It really is. And it is because they are right. The the whale call, Squaresoft intro. Ah, yes. Yep. Uh, I mean, music infuses that game. Friend Mm. of the show. um, Kika Tresson. Yep. Who who did that. Actually, like... Sat in his very chair and talked to games with us for quite a while. Obsessed about it. (laughs) Slept on the floor. Actually, another guy who, like, I think coded his own thing because he wasn't happy with how his stuff was getting. Well, that was the original, uh, what's his name, the legendary Nasir, right? The Mr. Nasir Gabelli, yes. Yeah, of the original Final Fantasy programmer. programmer. And I mean, the the multi-tap, the being able to play three players at once was like Gauntlet the Adventure, but Mm -hmm. a a million times better. So well done. The The game game as far as I know, the plot made no sense whatsoever. No. Well, especially in English, anyway. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it was a little more sensible in Ted Wolsey had, very famously, exactly one month to translate the entirety of that game by oh, himself. No I do remember, actually, though, hearing from... So remember how I said I used to talk to those guys from Square way back in the day? I did hear stories that that game a lot of the story of it was sort of ruined by the fact that they decided to take it from being a CD game and make it a cart game and like kind of mm, remake yeah. it. And they took pieces apart, put them back right, together, and a lot right. of it was just missing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I actually, I've, I've never played it in Japanese, but I would like to do it sometime just me too. for that reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. actually have a story about that game. This is the game that almost caused me to lose my life once, Uh-oh. literally. Really? In that I was playing it with a friend, and the friend was really, really pissed off at me because I wasn't playing right or I, I wasn't being the boss the way he wanted to. We all and had he, that kind of friend yeah. back in the day. And he tried to choke me to death actually, uh, literally. Whoa. I wow. swear to God. He tried to choke me What's to death. What's his name? Rob McGee? I'm not going to say the name on air. Uh, he may have reformed at this point, but my father <laughs> ran into the room, pulled him off of me, and I never saw him again. I s- dead serious. Dead body. Wow. Wow. He's buried in Brendan's backyard right now. Yeah. So I have a mana story, which was this game came out. I think it was my, you know, it was my third year of college and, uh, for whatever reason, me and two friends declared two things with this game. One, we would only play when the when the three of us were together, and or or, or two of the three of us like at least together. And then the other thing was, except for the Goonies, <laughs> this is the part that was different. We would never play it sober. <laughs> so wow, nice. so here's what would happen with game that fun. game though was the problem was that so it would be the weekend. My friend lived in Kansas City. He would come in. We would play. Something would happen. We'd beat a boss, and then the story scene would happen. To be like. Oh my god, that was amazing. We would both just be looking at each other. Holy shit. We were like And I, I still to this day don't know if they tell you what to do next, but we'd be like, wait, what what are, what are we supposed to do next? And neither of us would know. And so right. we would spend the entire game going back to every fucking location in the entire mm-hmm. game. I did a lot all of that over too. That again. Game was not, I feel like yeah, it was, it was partially so, the fault yeah. of the game. Yeah. yeah. I think it was maybe a little bit our fault as well. When I finally beat that game, I, I think the first thing I remember thinking to myself was what just happened. Like I just yeah. I don't mm. remember what ha- like it was fun, but it just didn't it wouldn't make point any you sense. to the next. I really want to play it again to know how much of it was us, because goddamn we wasted 
hours and hours of just what the hell are we supposed to do next running the next place that is a classic example of a game where the like creators or i guess the publisher or whatever just didn't understand what was good about it because every almost every every game that that came after almost every sequel or spin-off after has been three arguably was maybe the best was very good though right three was good but three never came out i've had arguments with people about whether two or three was great yeah but then yeah i completely agree a thousand percent yeah dude Legend of Mana so on many was weird garbage things went wrong with that. Not, nothing was Whatever. better than nothing was worse than Children of Mana. I played that. That was utter shit. One of the, was that DS? That, that was on the DS. DS. One of the worst games I've played yeah. in my entire and life. And then they put the PS right. one number four, yeah. which is also so horrible. we better keep moving, or else yeah, we're sorry. gonna die here sorry. ourselves. So, uh, <laughs> World Heroes Mario to Wario came out um, mm. around that time. Act yeah. Razor Two, another that that we talked Arf. about that earlier. I Lynch did play bin. through it, but it was October twenty ninth, ninety three, Solstice. Two, which came out as Equinox in America, which is Euro, probably one of the hardest games ever conceived of, ever. Euros completely crazy it game. Was a very difficult game. One of the great things, me and my friends got kind of obsessed with this game because it was so hard and just inscrutable. And the bosses in this game would appear to you in the overworld. This is weird. I don't know if you guys remember this Sony ImageSoft game, I think. And there were these uh, crazy dungeons, crazy bosses. Right. Uh, three-quarter overhead isometric view but you would find these bosses and it'd be like a giant crab and you'd be in the overworld and the crab would be down the dungeon and there would just be a thing that you would find and it would be the crab like shit talking to you it was like (laughs) the crab (laughs) would be like my spirit is hidden deep below a hundred levels like you will never find it. <laughs> it, would, it would always end with like, you will never you find will never it. Find <laughs> it. Did that like, have a dick thing to say? <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Actually. Did that have a Tim Fallen soundtrack as well? That was that was by Tim Fallen. Um, also, around the same time was a game from the Pitchford Brothers, which also came out for the Sony Microsoft called Pluck P L O K. Fucking Pluck. Never played that. Which, Dude, that Euros, game. Euro, Euros go nuts for that. Screaming. Dude, that, that is that is when I tell European people, and I know they complain about the last episode. We're gonna what be nice. Is, we're gonna be nice. What is wrong with you? Plock, okay, yeah. Oh, we don't have had, time can't, to go can't into blame that. an entire uh, nation. Plock uh, had the black and white levels, continent. and that was kind of cool. But Plock oh, yeah. is like the worst character design of all time. Okay, okay. well, uh, um, the '90s. What do you want? It's the '90s. Come yeah. on, <laughs> Aladdin, 1993. Better on the Genesis. No, better on the Super Nintendo. Oh, really? Yes. 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 Uh, R-Type the Third it. Lightning, which we talked about, December 10th, 1993. Awesome. I think yeah. I played that after you said. Actually, this one's really good because I gave up after Super R-Type. Mm-hmm. Played it. It was actually awesome. That's right. I guess we're now into the era where we had met. We yeah. Knew each other. We kind of <laughs> became friends because we were kind of like both hardcore Super Nintendo like friends. Yeah. Friends. 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 I remember long nights of talking Super Mario RPG. Indeed. Yeah. That's yeah. that's coming up. Great so game. Third Lightning was actually really good. Hard, but I was kind of a... That's a cool name really. for a game. By yeah. The I still have it. I own that. The Third still. Lightning. Yeah. yeah. That is pretty cool. It was so good. It's not as good as Lightning Force, which is Lightning. <laughs> right, like, also a great game too. It's like you're turning on a light bulb. Rockman X, December oh, 17, yes. 1993. So this I feel like missed me, but this is like a big thing, and this gets into. I think this had a special chip as well, but this uh, is a memory for people, right? I mean, my favorite Mega Man game easily. I, I Mega beat Man X was great. Yeah, I spent the night at my friend's house one time and beat it. Like, the soundtrack was. I fantastic. ignored him and I just beat it. Beat the game. <laughs> I just played it and beat it. Beat well, it. Out of context, that quote was pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mark, yeah. Um, it's late. Okay, JJ I spent know. the night at his friend's house and beat it. <laughs> I wasn't I, gonna say it. Keep but going. Right. All right, I so, beat the game. Yes, you beat the. I, I yes. added it for you. Big game. Uh, <laughs> back to leaping back ahead to post uh, Final Fantasy 
6, which actually actually we didn't get to, comes out after Super Metroid Final Fantasy 6, April 2nd, 1994, a.k.a. Final Fantasy 3 in America. My AKA, first, like, October. A.k.a. Yes. the end of the Final Fantasy series for me. Oh, in a lot was, of people, in a lot I of people, to be it. fair. I but love this that game, man. That, no, no, yeah, an amazing that game. game. Well, that's what I mean. That is the last game in the series. Oh, oh, okay. oh okay. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah, exactly. I will, so, I will subscribe to that. Opera yeah. scene. Uh, like amazing graphics. Kind the of beginning the start of that game. Of, so good. The start oh, of game a, ending also so good. Oh god, the ending, one of the best endings of any game. Ever. A believable woman as the hero of a video game. Two yep. one two women heroes. Two if you take, women. If you and I would also that. say yeah. I would you know I would also say like one of the <laughs> first like villains who is actually. Like an evil asshole and super memorable and just kind oh, of yeah. batshit yeah. insane. Yeah, he's a um, wore makeup. But also, kind of the start to me of Super Nintendo graphics that were realistic, but in a kind of impressionistic way. Right. Yeah. Dot right. graphics started being like, yep. we're going to stop doing exactly what it is and sort of what it's supposed to be, and in, in effect, actually making it look more realistic. Yep. And I don't think this would come as a surprise to too many people listening, because like it's not like Square has fallen off that much since then, but I mean, True. at the time, Square's artists were... Yeah, far and away the top of the world. Dude, I mean, their yes. games look From better the start than of that everybody's. Game, yes. No games look better than Square games. I, I always wonder, like, how many we call them daughters here. Like, I guess you call them pixel artists or something. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. I just wonder how many mm. of them were on that team for that game because there's just so much incredibly detailed art in there. Yeah, it doesn't it's not like you know replicated throughout different maps and stuff. They just drew right. and drew and drew, and it's so beautiful. And there was that mm. that one scene right right in the midway point of the game when you're flying your airship towards the Empire, and you slowly oh. see the lights coming up, and then the city yeah, just grows, that. And, yeah. grows yeah. and grows and grows. So good. Yeah, that like was amazing. The, 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 the steampunk stuff in that game, too. Yeah, like, really great use of Mode 7. Right. Oh, Mode 7 was really built into it as yeah. well, and just a, a really good plot. Like, characters you cared about. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Uh, systems that were great, uh, eventually breakable, if you kind of figured it out. Sure. I think the... Uh, but that was... Uh, that might what's have his name? The little feral boy? Yeah. Uh, oh, Gao. Gao. Yeah, that stuff was eventually Such like a great super exploitable. Who was the ninja? Was he Edge? No, Shadow. Uh, Shadow, Shadow, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And who was his dog? Oh, I forgot. Uh, his Interceptor. Name. Interceptor. Oh, okay. Man, nice. that game was so good. But that oh, game was I kind of ninja dogs. I always think of Samurai Showdown. A lot of people think that <laughs> hey, game hey, fell Bobby, apart go, yeah. go, go. for the second half. But I, I mean, I agree. It got a little bit open. Really? I didn't know. That was a bold. I thought that was a really Yeah, there's a huge. Like people Movement like Christian Nutt and stuff. I'm pretty sure those guys. There's a, a lot of people who feel that like the game totally fell apart in the second half, and I, I loved no. it. The world I didn't ruined, know basically. even yeah. from when I saw it that when she was making the leap of faith off of the, I was like, wait, what's going on here? Mm. Okay, she's something weird is getting lost in the translation here. When she was just going to kill herself, oh, right, right, yeah. Um, that was that much was obvious to me, but uh, god damn, like what again, like the opera, the train, everything about the that opera game. scene, the belt. Yeah. I want to say it was Moogle explaining stuff to you, kind yeah, of like yeah. the tutorial being really built into the game as part of the game, and no longer were you necessarily consulting an instruction booklet right. or anything like really, that. It was just presented as part of the game. I really feel bad for kids these days that miss this generation and yeah. only see Square as like the right. people who can't do anything right. They no, used to be. They right. used were, to be before yeah. the merger. Yes. Infallible. Were, yeah, and that was that was. I mean, I I imported that game as well, but like even so, I only played a few hours before I gave up on the Japanese. But I remember driving home from EB with the US version the yep. day it came out. I was cost like ninety dollars or something days, probably seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah, I was like so excited to get home and play that. game. That's man. something we, uh. we we touched on, but maybe didn't talk too much about these games, especially Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Five and stuff. Were costing upwards of a hundred dollars in Japan. Yep. Right. Final Fantasy Six. Um, Came out in ninety four. Cost 
Wasn't it like eleven thousand eight hundred or it something? It cost twelve thousand eight hundred yen for a twenty-four megabit game. At the time, yeah. and I bought that from Diehard, so I spent yeah. like one hundred and twenty dollars on it. Yeah, actually, I have a yeah. story about that. that in job. that, I kept renting that game from Blockbuster. <laughs> like, I kept renting the same game because obviously I had my save file on it. Eventually, it came to the point where my father went to Blockbuster and begged them to let him buy it so that I could <laughs> actually continue my game, and they actually oh, did. And that game. was my birthday present that year. So. Wow. wow, that's very nice. Yeah. A lot of them exchange it for another one or something like that. So. <laughs> So, all right, moving on. Uh, Wild Tracks, aka Stunt Res, Stunt, Stunt Race, Race FX, FX yeah. I in America, that, yeah. uh, Super June crap 4th, frame rate. 94. I wasn't into that game. Crap frame rate, yeah. kind of ambitious for what the Super FX chip was able to do. Maybe a little too ambitious. Which is weird because, you know, Doom on the Super NES operates semi-okay. Doom was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, you're doing a really different stuff with Doom than you are with, with yeah. Wild. Super with FX was Stunt weird. Track. It was like they were, they were, it was oddly un-Nintendo-like in that they were sort of focusing on the tech instead of the game like they were like all excited about making this polygonal super fx thing but it didn't ever Racer. look fun like it was just like you know i it had moments of character though it had moments of did you play it, it had like a replay i i, I actually mm. played it a bunch mm. here in japan i think it had a replay camera or something like that it had a split screen mode it was basically destroyed by tech it basically was right. not up to the mm. tech was not up to the ambitions of the game design definitely no virtual racing no just wanted to throw that out there. at all uh, Super Street Fighter 2 The New Challengers on uh, June 25th of that year 94 that was around continuing the point continuing to dominate over the Genesis versions yes, yes uh, but that was around the point where Capcom was starting to hurt I think from the Street Fighter fatigue right, yeah, right. indeed mm-hmm. yeah. August 27th 1994 Mother 2 aka mm, well, Earthbound oh, aka yes please what, 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 yeah. what could we say that millions of Internet Indeed. have not said yet. I can't say I bought it after the flop, after they made way too many of them, even though they packaged I can say that the strategy guide sniff. in yes. America because they thought this is an RPG, yeah. it's a I, weird thing. I, I, I bought I, it for like 20 bucks. I had it mint in box, still I, sealed, and it lost it with everything. Oh, well, man. not only did I do that, but I also purchased it um, like week of, and so I spent too. Some, I spent seventy four ninety nine on it Ooh. from Babbage's. And, uh, I still have the full. It was package. seventy-five bucks. Huh? Well, that became in that giant box. Yeah, I had you are a giant great deal more fastidious than I am. That's for sure. Because I, I have no idea what happened. <laughs> right the beginning of that guys talking about beginning of games. That beginning was so. I mean, that game in general is just like even today you don't get games like Mother Two. Oh no! Well, I don't know if you played the beginning. I mean, the How one that the describe. one that never came out, but Mother One's beginning is also right. way ahead of its time. It was so mm-hmm. intriguing. Like the first like couple hours. Of that it's, game. I mean, for one, it's present day. You've right. got people yep. talking yeah, on true. phones. There's yeah. cars. Pizza. 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 Say pizza. <laughs> and it's just like the beginning of the game. You know, you you go to sleep and you wake up. And you're in your pajamas, and you go out, and you like talk to all these policemen. They're like, "Oh, I don't know what's going it's on." Like ET. You know, it's, yeah, it's, very, it's like ET. Very famously, uh, Mother Two Earthbound never came out on Virtual Console. Yeah, yeah. And, um, Probably never. Is there will. A I don't think it ever will. Uh, the no reason, reason is there another the, podcast for another day. Yeah. There, uh, basically, um, was the licensing is what it was. They Hirokazu uh, Tanaka, the musician, samples, right. samples some shit he shouldn't have. People, people. That is a theory That's of a why theory. it has not come out. Yeah. That it, it resembles certain tracks resemble Beatles tunes yeah, to well, a very close degree. Uh, I've read mm-hmm. that some places, but there might be other reasons. Good friend of the yes. show, Hipton. Yes, uh, but like the, the the the, the sound in that beginning part where you're like you're hearing like the kind of noise and it's just like it's so atmospheric and cool the and like it really sets Soundtrack the tone for that awesome. game and I've heard him play that yeah. Yeah. I've heard him DJ music from that at a club and it was mm-hmm. mind blowing and just so and, uh, 
God, I mm-hmm. wish we could uh, w- someday, Mark. You really need to play through Mother Three. I'm like I know, begging I you. I know, I know, I know, I know. You I know. need to. That is uh, the did thing. Did you play is, the translation uh, or the Japanese? Uh, I play the Japanese. Okay. So my my game thing is, is and I own the Fan Gamer Strategy Guide of Mother yeah. Three, which in itself is that's right, fucking unbelievable. I yes. have like four copies of it. I bought it just because it looked so cool. It's amazing. I've never played the game. I keep saying I'm going to play Mother One and Two first. And then I'm gonna play Mother Three once that my Japanese is not, good enough to play it. Not, it's not, one of those things that I'm saving. Yeah, 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 it's not well, really necessary. Dude, uh, I, I think know. it is worth I need it to though, play. It, but I need to play. Uh, it. I haven't played it. I will play it. You at some dude, point. you can still so amazing. I never yeah. finished. My, one of my secret shames is I never finished Earth. I still plan to, but I never finished Earthbound, and yet my mom did. Uh, my <laughs> mom basically hoarded my it copy so and, and, and played all the way through it. You got a cool mom. She was. She played a lot. Agreed. She played Super Metroid. Sparkster. Sparkster was, of course, very famous on Genesis. Yes. It was Konami breaking their promise that it would only, you know, that would be a Genesis series. Traders. Rocket Knight Adventures. Still better on Genesis, game. though, I think. Right? Mm. Yes. Yes. Um, moving along. Virtual Bart. <laughs> yeah, keep moving. <laughs> oh, and, uh, yeah. Keep on moving. September 30th, keep 94. On. Feta, the, fem- uh, the emblem, uh, of, emblem justice. of justice. Yes. Also so, known as the wannabe Shining Force. Kind of, yeah. Uh, Shining Force. Same okay. character designer, right? Um little bit furry, but uh, still, still, still talked about. Still, pretty not, not as furry as Sparkster. Which, <laughs> Maybe uh, not actually. Yeah, if, if you were a Genesis uh, owner, <laughs> you probably were a furry. You <laughs> <laughs> may not even know it. What? You, you just were, may not even know it. What? Breath, oh, well, uh, Breath of Fire okay. Two, uh, December second, nineteen ninety four. Came out in America. Uh, Famously awful translation. Oh my god, Breath of really? Fire 2's translation is one for the books, man. Oh, that was so much Capcom themselves. Yeah, I remember so. playing that game and being just really confused. The most amazing thing, though, is then they put the GBA version out and didn't fix the translation. Like, so you have the <laughs> same unbelievably crap translation. Damn. <laughs> Why do I know the last battle? Uh, December last 2nd, 1994. Battle. It doesn't Whoa. sound familiar. Yeah. Why would battles. I know that? For some reason, that I, know it, I highlighted it. If you're talking about SD, the last battle, there was a series of games when Bon Presto put out along those lines, which is just sort of like you know a bunch of robot action stuff. Maybe you're just thinking maybe of the last story it. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm it, thinking it, of it, last it battle have, for the Genesis. It doesn't have anything to do with last Probably what I'm yeah. thinking of last mm-hmm. battle Genesis. Uh, Rockman X2, December that 16th, 94. Started Mega to Man X2. drop after X. X2 wasn't terrible, but it just went downhill. The only there. thing about the X series I just never really liked is the the naming conventions for the bosses. Like, what? Wanger? Kuanger is not uh, good <laughs> for you. Is, uh, whatever. And they got some of the Armored, best boss names ever. Yeah. Armored February. Armadillo. Armored Armadillo, yeah. that's right. We named some <laughs> of we, we, we When we're playing Monster Hunter, we refer to some of the monsters. One that's of them true. is uh, Armored Armadillo. Yes. Uh, February twenty fourth, nineteen ninety five. Front mission. Mm-hmm. Front mission. I imported, yeah, and that yeah. was a that was a that was a cool game. Kind of been expensive. Had a bunch of English in it too. Uh, Chrono Trigger. Oh, that, yeah. Now that's another Dream one. Team. March eleventh, ninety five. Explain what you mean by Dream Team. Significant. Uh, well, combined Akira Toriyama for graphic design. Yuji Hori, aka Yuji the Hori. Dragon Quest. Uh, Dynamic duo, a lot of Dragon, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, uh, Toriyama, Dragon Ball Z dude, you know, did the driver design. Uh, Yuji Hori, the Dragon Quest writer, producer, Scenario and man, also yeah. um, uh, Sakaguchi, Hironobu Sakaguchi, who was the you know basically the main Final Fantasy Father dude at that Final time Fantasy. as well. And yeah. there's actually two more people involved. That was the the game where. A uh, little Mitsuda. guy named Mitsuda, who had up until this point just been a sound mixer for for Square, who hadn't was, done anything. He was went, a part-timer for Square. Yeah, he yeah. went to Uematsu and said, you are going to get me to work. I'm going to work on a game, damn it. 
And Uematsu's like, well, there is this one game we're working on that I'm not going to have time to do compl- the whole soundtrack for. Well, wait, so. by that point, he had done uh, Seiken Densetsu, right? No, he didn't no. do Seiken Densetsu. This that's was a, his first Kikuta. game. This is Mitsuda. Mitsuda's. Oh, well, right, right. This right, was Mitsuda's right. very first game. And it basically, he went up to Uematsu and, like, talked shit well, and was like, let me do this. And Uematsu's like, Chrono, all right, fine. Chrono Trigger was significant at the time for the reasons Kevin just stated, but this is before Square and Enix had merged. So this was basically like Coke and Pepsi getting together right. to make, you right. know. It was like the 1992 Olympic basketball team. Yep, it was the yeah, dream team. Pretty much. It was the dream team. And I uh, still remember like the, the, the review in the EGM for that game. Well, we were just talking about, though, how like Square's artists were amazing. That was another game that I imported. And I remember, as soon as I plugged it in, just how unbelievably incredible the graphics were on that game. Like, I remember there was mind-blowing. a demo Everything in that the music. game. And it cut off at the end, and it drove me fucking yeah, nuts because yeah. it was so only good. in like Akihabara. Like the multiple endings, uh, the the battle system, everything was just it so was ahead of its brilliant. time. New game, the, I believe, the first implementation of New Game Plus. Yeah. Oh, Almost right. Certainly. Yeah. Which what, a lot, which or at least the first YouTube. famous one. Anyway. What happened? What happened to Square? <laughs> There's man. another one. There's yes. another one where it's like, oh, fuck. I'll tell you what happened to Square. The same thing that happened in Namco when you ban- when you merge when you say when you Bandai when you merge <laughs> when you with Bandai. You know, another yeah. company inevitably. I remember having serious sh- talk with people around the launch of the PlayStation One, which is like, man, maybe Namco should break off and start their own system. They were amazing. They had ah. Tekken. They had the fighting series. Ridge they Racer. had Ridge Racer, right. which was one of the biggest yeah. things. Even at the time, like Time Crisis was a big deal. It was like whoever yeah. they chose, they were like the kingmaker. Virtual yes. Cup was better. Anyways, mm, anyway. yeah, these All mergers, right. man, they're, they're really bad. They, they come in and your yeah. soul gets sucked away. And so now April first, like, nineteen ninety-five, a joke upon the world, and anybody that loved the great land stalker, lady stalker. Yeah, <laughs> I actually guy oh, bought lady stalker. Me too. <laughs> Fucking sad day that was. Uh, <laughs> Legacy of Land Stalker totally squandered. Still amazing game though, Land Stalker. Uh, Mark, do you remember us amazing. meeting the guy who uh, made Land Stalker at E3 that he later died? Yep. Um, but he gave us he oh, gave us a copy really? of Dark Savior before it was done and I still have it to this day that has like F bombs all littered through. Oh, <laughs> it's just right. like Dark, Dark Savior was time. not a good time. Dark Savior, Dark Savior either, was fun, but it had great potential and again yeah, they I, just couldn't make yeah. another Land Stalker. It wasn't Land Stalker, but I did enjoy that game. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> it had a it was, weird it idea. Very ugly. It was very replayable. Yeah. But it was Anyway, yeah, it just the Saturn episode yeah, in exactly. 2019. Oh, I would, Hopefully. I would love an Castlevania episode Dracula X, July 21st, 1995. Another kind of missed <sighs> in the opportunity. Woods. Basically, a Super Nintendo port of the amazing uh, PC, PC engine, yeah. uh, Dracula X mm. port in like the loosest sense of the yeah. word. Very yes. Yes. Yeah. But you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like a on its own terms. It wasn't like a horrible game. It just was not. You know, we knew what it was, what it was, what it was aping, and it wasn't. And it was really a step good. down even from Castlevania Four. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was definitely like still more in Japan. They called it Dracula Double X, basically, because right. it was like a sort of a basically like a sort of pseudo port of Dracula X. Right. Mm-hmm. So my next uh, import that I played the shit out of August fourth, nineteen ninety five. I believe the OJ verdict came down while I was <laughs> while I was hunting down red coins in this game. Uh, Yoshi's Island, Super Mario World Two, yeah. Yoshi's Island, uh, Touch Fuzzy. Good fucking god. What a great game. So here's the Super FX chip used purely in Super FX 2D form. Yes. Yeah, yes. you're right. In 2D form, not to do, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe to do some uh, easy polygonal <laughs> stuff with like drawbridges and stuff. Yeah. I don't even remember. But basically, just like crayons come to life. Yeah, and, and yes. here is a yeah. game that is like 
letting its freak flag fly. It's not trying <laughs> to be anything other than a super stylized. This to me was like the prototypical Wind Waker, which is Nintendo saying right. like, mm. we're going to take this style as far as it could go. Well, you remember the whole story, land. right? Of Miyamoto basically took this game and they, <clears throat> he, he basically, it was basically a big F you to Rare as far as the art direction. Remember like Rare right. had, oh, yeah. remember didn't, didn't Yoshi's Island originally, I don't want to get the stories mixed up, but didn't it originally have a different look? And then, oh yeah, and then they were complaining that it didn't look as good as Donkey Kong Country. And then he came back and said, well, okay, F you, we're going we're gonna to blow <laughs> right. Donkey Kong Country yeah. out of the water. And yeah. he did. And like <clears throat> and now Donkey Kong Country looks like total dog shit. Yep. Right. Well, and Yoshi's Island looks amazing, yes. like yep. better it's than anything. Yep. Now, Even should, now. It should be noted, um, Donkey Kong Country may look very, may we'll, look very we'll talk 3D about Donkey CGI, Kong Country. but yeah. um, at the time... It's still a very good platform, but it is. It's very a solid CGI, platformer. Yeah. Right. I will but, grant you, it is a solid platformer. But yeah, it is like a Crash Bandicoot, which I would say <laughs> is like an uninspired but incredibly competent in every level. Maybe above competent, like good. Still had really great music. Let, let's let's right. save Donkey Kong Country, but Yoshi's mm. Island. Uh. Yoshi's Island, one of the first games. One of the first games for me that I suffered from. We talked about this recently, maybe last episode, but one of the first games that I suffered from the. I have to stop playing halfway through because I want to get everything, but I'm having too much trouble getting everything. Very hard game. That That game is really difficult. Far harder than Super Mario. Difficult to get all the coins. The health system of having like the like the brilliance of Baby Mario crying and being a balloon, and then that whole dynamic, just like the complete thinking outside the box of. Of aiming and deflecting eggs off of something. I mean, yes. just completely. I mean, taking the basics of Mario jumping and moving around and a lot of other weird things like tripping on the fucking dandelions and all that kind of weird uses, awesome uses of the FX chip. Super colorful, like the blue sky design taken to probably its height. I love the like the sort of like cr- I don't even know how you explain it, but like the sort of like just like beating away at like the crunchy cookie dough of like world or whatever. Oh right? yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right, that stuff right, too. Like, yeah, completely. So awesome. Like that whole yeah. dynamic, just completely on its own, something completely new. But then everything it did visually, everything it did with enemies, bringing back like the shy guys, right, right. and that kind of aspect mm. of the Mario world, like. The, again, such a complete polished game com- with tons of secrets, and it's almost like, like the the this thing I would say about these Super Nintendo games, the great ones, the Zelda three, the Super Mario worlds, they're like sequels to games that never existed. They're like the game that comes out now, right, only afterwards right. it has more and better and polished version of it. Mm-hmm. But that middle game never was released. Mm-hmm. Like right. that middle game only ever existed in EAD, and they just kept building on yeah, it, kept yeah. polishing oh, indeed, it, indeed. kept doing it. Like that's how I feel. That's about what those we need games. now. Yes. That's like the kind of the thing we're talking about with New Super Mario Two. It just like feels that, like yeah. it doesn't happen anymore. It yeah. Feels like now it actually gets released and right. yeah. it's mm-hmm. made made of it. But um, but goddamn, like <laughs> Yoshi's Island. All right, so. Uh, Clock Tower, September 14th, 1995. Interesting little bent into survival horror. Also, also a great episode of uh, Game Center CX. One of my Human, favorites. One yeah. of my favorites. Did you play that, the, the Super Nintendo Clock Tower? No. Oh, okay. But the Human. game was a Game Center CX. Human Entertainment is a very interesting B-grade uh, Super NES slash PlayStation developer. They also made Semtetrion, which is another great uh Game series, series Indeed, episodes. yes. Otherwise, mm-hmm. known AKA as SOS in the SOS US. SOS in the US, another really great. Really weird game. Yes. Did, oh, Su- yeah. did Suda 51 work on Clock Tower? 
Because uh, I know he was well, at human two. at the time. Oh, maybe well, he was, he was working on Fire Pro. Yeah, like yeah. whichever Fire Pro was that time. first that had the first story mode was on Super NES. I see. Um, I think I have that in here. Maybe Super somewhere. Fire Pro Wrestling. Yeah. I, I, I've not played the game, but I know that apparently it's like a super shocking story mode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, doesn't the, yeah. The, the, the protagonist kill himself at the end? I think so something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. Sorry, sorry, Speaking of amazing games that would go on for great legacy. Choaniki. Uh, <laughs> September 22nd, 95. Kevin, like a one sentence summary of what Choaniki is for people who might not know. Homoerotic. It's uh, raining Masculine men. shooter. There you go. <laughs> there it's raining men. Google it. Um, oh, he's taking Densetsu 3 uh, that would never come out September 30th, 1995 in the I West. That. But ama- again, Square at the pinnacle of. Uh, I don't know where I got all this money to import all Pixel art. Right? The, la- yeah. the last secret of Ma- the last mana game worth playing, basically. <laughs> different <laughs> characters. Uh, you could start choosing different characters, right? And start off the d- first part yeah, of the game. Yeah, you three out of, I believe, six characters, which led to different plot points, um, branching mm-hmm. stories, different bosses. Even. That's one of those ones where it's like, oh, yeah. I want to play yeah. someday I mean, in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Square. Was at their best RPG wise that way because yes, they were yeah. doing that sort of thing there with the, the whole we kind of glossed over the romancing saga series for good reason because yeah. they never came out here right. but that was talk about freedom and RPGs yeah. you can yeah. do whatever you want to the those. Sub- subtitle of this episode should just be what the fuck happened with Square yeah. Yeah. Sad, yeah. sad as it is, I'll tell you what happened as much as I love the guy <laughs> Sakaguchi happened he got a little too big for his britches he uh, wanted to go out and make movies and then he blew the entire simple. company's mm. coffers it on that movie it can't be that simple it's not one guy no it is dude actually we come on think about it we watched the saga it's just like mm-hmm. Sega's the same thing Yu Suzuki sunk Sega come on Shenmue. come no, on no, he it's did true. oh you it's guys true. are high dude you're just <laughs> no think, go back no, and look no. it up and think about it no Yu no, Suzuki no. blew all their money all on right. Shenmue all right Tactics Sakaguchi Ogre blew all the squares money on Final Ta- Fantasy movie Tactics Ogre August 6 1995 yes. a wonderfully well made game that yep. game was fantastic One I imported that as well Romance and Saga 3, Kevin, you mentioned, uh, November 11th, 95. Again, Square Peaks. By that point, Square, I would say Romance and Saga 3 or maybe Bahamut were pretty much the peak of alive. RPG graphics. Oh, yeah, RB- Live Alive yeah. was a great game. Didn't look good, though. Yeah, it was yeah, on for, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rockman X3, December 1st, 1995. Crash Mega, and Burn. Mega Man yeah. X3. This is, is where it started. We can ignore the Mega Man X3 from here on. I'll stop money. I'll stop calling him out. Yeah. There was a Mega Man Seven actually back uh, a little. I bit enjoyed ago. that. I think that I one missed. wasn't bad. That I was like, at my. That was at my first or second CES. That was at the same CES that Donkey Kong Country was unveiled. Yeah, April twenty fourth, ninety five. So that was kind of weird because there were two like kind of concurrent things going right, on for right. the same yeah. series at once. Dragon Quest Six. Which I love. Yes. Which um, you know, is great. No if, Daichi. If, if, yeah. if, if we're allowed to talk about this, you know. Yeah, we localized a, a, it. A4 did for DS. DS. Yep. And, and in order to do that, I played through and heavily annotated the Super and, uh, Famicom version. That's right. Yes. As That's I was right. doing it. I actually played all the way through it as well before we started and played the crap out of the Super Nintendo version. As we said long good. ago, as we said long ago, Dragon Quest V was basically a Famicom game with some nice window dressing on, but Dragon Quest VI was very much a legitimately awesome Super One Famicom of the prettiest RPGs. Super Nintendo games ever. <laughs> oh, I would agree with that. Mm. One of the few times Dragon Quest will be Looks good. the prettiest. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. very true. That and like That's 8 maybe. That and 8. Yeah. All right, we'll have to speed it up here, rounding it out. So Final Fight Tough, a.k.a. Final Fight 3, December 22nd, 95, yeah. which again, that series Meh. couldn't have been better yeah. pretty much at that point. Um, Ease 5, the December 29th, was Bahamut Lagoons. Uh, Motomo Toriyama's first script. 
There you go. His first he credit in games. Who, uh, did a 13. Described the wonderful story and tale of Final Fantasy 13. <laughs> and I remember God's that. favorite game. That is the front, greatest game ever made, of front, course. Front mission Gun Hazard coming out very close to each other. Gun Hazard, Gun Hazard was a lot like Cyberinator. Yeah. February yeah. 23rd. Yeah, it, it's kind of hard. Sometimes I mistake the two, but. Uh, Gun Hazard was cool, man. Cool game. So then. You're getting another, right around two big Super Nintendo RPGs I can pick Yep. Of. And uh, here's one of them. Uh, March 9th, 1996, Super Mario RPG, aka That's... Legend of the Seven Stars in America. One of the first games I remember to trade on nostalgia. This is another yes. dream pairing, which yeah. is Square that we've already talked about, was like just a fucking dream factory. And yeah. not actually Dream Factory, which <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. kind of okay, but then kind of shitty, but but actually just amazing. Nintendo. And then Nintendo. And actually one of the first games to trade on nostalgia that yeah, I played right. that was like, holy shit. Mario goes back behind the thing and turns mm-hmm. into old Mario is hitting coins like comes out unbelievably yeah. localized one of the first games to really introduce action elements into battle it would go on it's still live today in the Mario and Luigi stuff unfucking believable came with the SA1 trip chip which is basically another yes. CPU inside of the cartridge yeah right uh, they also, did a lot with it also the look was very like the the pre-rendered kind of Donkey Kong Country mm-hmm. look at the time mm. Really amazing looking. Still kind of looks and looks holds up better, I think, than it on Kong. And very interestingly too, like that was the beginning of like what seemed like, oh wow, Square and Nintendo are in bed together and then like what right. was it a year later, the Square betrayal. basically yeah. stabbed the in the back. Schism. Yeah. Which would the lead, schism. Talking about the C D ROM. Yeah. One more thing about Super Mario yeah. this is one of the first games by um with the music composed by Shimamoto Yoko, who ended up doing the Kingdom Hearts series. Well That's she was around. Kingdom she did Street Fighter oh, too. Nice. She but, did live yes. live. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Good calls all. But she's amazing. Yeah. Um, Kirby Superstar. Do we need to talk about that? Probably nah. not. I like it, but I, mean, I liked it. It was yeah, fun. Yeah. You know. Fire Emblem, Seisen no Keifu in May. Treasure Hunter G also in May. Sting. Yes. Yeah. I always wanted to play that game. Uh, Star Ocean, the first one, July 19th, 1996. A lot of people probably don't know that was originally like a cart. It was it, it, was, no it, was, it was advertised as like, this is the last Super Mario Star RPG, so you better buy it. <laughs> I, 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 you have no choice. Aren't you? Did we pass Tales of Fantasia already? I thought Tales came before probably. Star Ocean. I uh, might have skipped it. About the it. same time. Because Tales of Fantasia, there was a big schism there Both as well, right, where right. the created by the, the guy who originally made Tales of Fantasia was sort of. They changed some of his script and stuff, and he basically left to make Star Ocean out of protest. And then Both, the Tales uh, series went on to become this big thing. Yeah. They share items. They share. They share a lot of stuff people don't they're, realize because yeah. they are both born from essentially their the same guy. Also co- very similar, <laughs> and they also too were one of those. I forget which is the largest Super Nintendo cart ever. Actually, one of them is both, forty. They're, megs. they're both equally forty. Are they both forty megs? Okay, yeah. so. No 40 meg game ever came to the U.S. So then the uh, begin into 1998, and of course, how can you talk about 1998 without Wrecking Crew 98? <laughs> I got <laughs> Maybe that. the greatest title ever. <laughs> I used to own that too. Maybe it that's hurts a, me that I don't. Maybe this is. Should we talk about the Nintendo Power money. service? Because that was the only way to get that game was on Nintendo Power. But then you could eventually buy it though in the uh, in retail. Maybe, but not you for could. not for at least a year. Like it oh, okay. originally, I was bought it in a package. Oh, really? Yeah. So why don't you why don't it was we talk about a package? Um, you no. have to keep in mind, you know, the last Super Any, Super Famicom game to come out in regular cartridge form was uh, uh, Rock Band Forte. 
And that was, right. in, that was in April 1998. Uh, the Nintendo Power, which is unrelated to Nintendo Power Magazine, was basically you could go to a... Um, Lawson. Uh, you go Lawson, a chain of convenience stores in Japan. They had a little kiosk in front of it called Lopi, which was sort of a... They a, still have that. Yes. They still have it. It's uh, You can do all sorts of things, whether you can buy like you know tickets to baseball games. Right, concert tickets. Actually, you know what? Uh, one of my local Lawsons back in the day... Had the Nintendo Power still in the machine? Yeah, I've I've used it. I, was, it was, what what year was that? That was two thousand nine. Wow! So so explain well, what that is, to. Kevin, yeah, and kind of how it worked and what it yeah. cost. And that so thing. you know, you would purchase for I believe about three thousand yen or something like that a cartridge, and basically a, a blank cartridge. Yeah, the equivalent of like a SD memory card, right? Except it was a super Famicom cartridge, and then you could uh, use that to purchase games. Uh, via these kiosks in convenience stores. And there would be, you know, varying depending on sizes. There would be like the old classics, and then there would be some, you know, newer games as well. They put a number of Nintendo Power exclusive games That's right. in Japan. In fact, course. one of the big Fire Emblem games was, until for, for a while, yeah, was Thrace, exclusive. Yeah, Thracia was exclusive for a while. Um, yeah. uh, Shin Onigashima, well, I love Shin Onigashima a lot. Right. Uh, they made a remake of that for Nintendo Power. They put a number of like Picross games. Yes. Like, you know, every like, season yeah the picross kind of uh boom is here anyway started kind of i think around that it was on the game boy and then it right. was on the nintendo power mm-hmm. four of the five last final games uh released for super nintendo were picross games yeah there was also mm-hmm. a game boy version of nintendo power as well and i, f- I forget now but i have yeah, su- that, there, that, were, there was like super mario brothers i believe was only released in japan on the nintendo power service hmm. uh no you know the I nintendo know the game boy version of super mario yeah, brothers? Yeah. right uh, but anyway, yeah, the Nintendo Power thing uh, went for a while. Uh, it, was, it was basically like in like a, a modern version of the Famicom Disk System system, right? Right. Where it's you kind of the successor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, <laughs> officially, uh, N- Nintendo Power support left Lawson in August of 2002. Uh, you could, could then send cartridges to Nintendo over That's in right. Kyoto. That's hilarious. Until 2007, and then that the, till 2007, wow. five years. That's well, yeah, right. Nintendo, somebody's job. Nintendo did in that. Kyoto was sitting there yeah. getting cartridges in the mail. I, when I was studying abroad in 1999, sent and taking this, Kevin Gifford's cartridges. Yes, no, and this, putting this them into actually, a thing. You before that, yeah. they still they still uh, allowed you to write new disk system games if you sent the discs. In via the mail, and so I sent about ten discs in. What year with, was this? This is 1999. They okay. stopped in 2003. Okay, um, and I got a bunch of cool discs yeah. and games. So you know, that. someone on the bottom of the totem pole in Nintendo is cursing your name yeah. every time. Well, they're very. They've always been very good about support. Like yeah. they, they actually legitimately sold the NES, the Famicom here, till like 2004, basically 2003, I mean, 2003. And okay. they, kept, they, they uh, gotta be careful with those when they, they um, around. They yeah. have repair support until 2007. Yeah, damn. I bought one like right when they announced. At the closing date, everybody went out and bought like Famicom, basically. Mm-hmm. So are get, the like, are these uh, Nintendo Power cartridges worth a lot of money now that have the games on them? You can, you know, if you go to Akihabara, go to Trader and all that, yeah. uh, you will see Nintendo Power games on sale. And worth if, a lot or no? If, if there's so have, many of them in they circulation, have, though. If yeah. they have a MP exclusive game on them, then they can be worth a lot. Ah. The very last uh, Super Famicom game ever made was an adventure game slash anime girl game called Mel Slater Glory Director's Cut. Yes. It was a remake of a Famicom game, It was right? a remake of a similarly obscure rate of Famicom good game from HAL Laboratory. And uh, that came out April, no, sorry, uh, December of 2000. 
Wow. And if you can find a MP cartridge with that on it, then that's where the fair bit might like, mm-hmm. like you know, seven thousand, eight thousand yen. Okay, well, back and you mentioned it, Rockman and Forte, uh, April twenty eighth, nineteen ninety eight. I do remember buying that because mm-hmm. it only came out here. Now I'm list, I'm seeing listed here, Super Famicom Wars. Yes, May first, ninety eight, and Doctor Mario in uh, June first of ninety eight. I believe those were so both that. originally like uh, MP games. Rockman, when, when we say that Rockman Forte was the last Super Famicom game, that was the last one to come retail. out only on retail on cartridge. I see. Right. So there was M- a MP- Famicom MP- Wars, which is known, better as, known to well, our it eventually became Wars. Advanced, Advanced Wars. Wars right? yes. You know, which, oh man, if we ever do a G- GBA retrospective, oh my God. <laughs> Uh, probably go faster than this, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have U.S. Uh, exclusive now. We're pretty much through the big Japanese games. Uh, write us if we've forgotten ones. I'm sure we have, or your favorites, or blah blah blah. Yeah. Right. All that crap. Uh, starting off, John Men Football. Obviously, a big deal, big mover. Better on the Genesis. Yep. Uh, Super Scope Six. Something that actually only existed in America ever. No, I believe there's a Japanese. I should look this there up. Is. I'm pretty sure there's a Japanese Super Scope Six, but I do think really? it came out in America first. Did yes. the hardware end up looking the same as in America? Yes, because that's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, yeah. It did. Um, I had one of those. Yeah, yeah I'm almost Battle positive Clash. I've seen that on sale here. There, I remember seeing some weird story about those games and how they developed and stuff because it was well, they were developed in Japan. In Japan, yeah. right? Yeah, Play, yeah, they were pretty obviously yeah Japan styled that way. Um, um, yeah, there was some weird game. I here, wait, I have a. It was like a Wikipedia list. Uh, like, of was Super it like Scope a six, six, six and one? Yeah, the the one that it came, came with. with yeah. yeah, but that was uh, the first Super Nintendo game I actually. Yeah, ever it came played. out in Japan a year and a half later than uh, than the okay. U.S. Wow. Other games that supported it. Um, what was the weird one? Mole Patrol. Oh no, that's Blastrous. Uh, Yoshi Safari. Oh, other I games. About Yoshi Safari. Lemmings Two: The Tribe. Oh, The Hunt for Red October was the one that blew me away. Like what? Because <laughs> it's got a scope, man. Used for the bonus <laughs> games, it says. Yeah. Um, Anyway, Yoshi, Yoshi Safari was a great game, and I'm not going to allow any disagreements. Today. Hey, we would never dare. <laughs> How dare? Or no. Super Smash TV, which I remember was one of the first like, made game. in America games that mm-hmm. I was really excited for. A really great port. That was so much fun. Nintendo, two yeah. players, arcade. Um, pretty, I'd buy that for a dollar. Maybe not yeah, perfectly yeah. damn close. WWF WrestleMania, the first one that uh, Klein put out, that blew my mind in very similar ways to things like Super Castlevania 4, etc. Probably, probably in the digitized arcade one. Yes. Yeah, those games were awesome. WDF Superstars was great in the arcade. Super Star Wars. uh, A lot of people love those games. Uh, I wasn't into them. They were hard as hell, but they were fun. Shadowrun in uh, May of 1993. Shadowrun was fun. Tasmania. A lot of those games were going on. Cool Spot. Again, this is more into the maybe the Genesis. Tasmania. I I should point out. I had Cool Spot. Tasmania was one of the games that was played when Blockbuster had that um, nationwide video game competition. Tasmania was one of the games that played. I actually was number two at my Blockbuster. We didn't even we didn't even talk about the Nintendo ones too because they had like that the special they had that uh, Star Fox and what was it some other Mario game like tournament thing across mm, the country yeah. where those cartridges sell for an awful lot of money. Now. Yeah, as collectors probably know, like right now I would say, is, you know, Super Nintendo prices on old stuff is just, you know, ballooning like really? mad really? as of like the past like half year. Huh. Uh, as collectors we probably know, you used to be a Why? Earth, Earthbound. Why? Well, 
people are just getting into it right now. That mm-hmm. particular age of no people. No particular reason, I guess. Well, it's, 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 that's always how it works. People grow up with it. They make they get money. They Around the 20-year market. Just pretty much, yeah. Up. <laughs> so Earthbound, used, uh, Earthbound retail for $79.99. Used to be able to get for about that, being like as a couple years ago. Nowadays, on eBay, it's start, you know, complete. It's yeah. more about 150 or so, wow. at the very least. And wow. What about unopened? Oh, yeah, the sky's the limit there. It's depending oh, on condition and all that. You know what I mean? A perfect mint unopened. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Rock and Roll a, Racing, September 1993. Pretty good game. Really good game. Yeah. Blizzard. Yeah. Um, I was Blizzard, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, uh, I Paranoid, had a, I, had, I didn't really I know the song. I had a similar Paranoid incident with Alan Alan Rock and Roll Racing. Call who? Alan from Solar. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he worked at Blizzard. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. It was a Blizzard game. Fucking crazy. Uh, September 13th. 1993, I believe that might be Mortal Monday, or maybe that was Mortal Kombat uh, 2. Mortal yeah. Monday. That was Mortal Kombat 1, complete with yellow sweat. It has yeah. begun. Um, <laughs> which would get finally rectified with Mortal Kombat 2 after Mortal Kombat sold way sh- shitloads yeah. more yeah. on the Although very famously, right. the Japanese version of Mortal Kombat 2 still got censored. They had green blood, and the screen went oh. black and white during fatalities. There you go. They went black so and white. Was. That's okay. kind of cool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> No. It, it the black t- and white thing? That's, that's not bad. Battletoads and Double Dragon. Like, oh, no. It's colliding. shitty games. Not enough time in the uh, world. Sunset Riders. Them. Yes. Those games were... I remember that game. Right oh, now. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Super Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, Burp. 93. More the same. October. More the same. Not in a bad way, though. <laughs> Uniracer was on this list? Uniracer. That was a good game. That was fun. I love that game. Who yeah. was that? Who made that? Nintendo. Yeah, that was Nintendo developed by someone in England. I feel yeah. it wasn't rare. Who developed that? Wasn't that rare? That was rare. I, I want to think it was rare. Uniracer. I feel like it's rare. I played the shit out of that game. It's probably written in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, there was that one CES, uh, well, not CES, E3, I guess, or whatever the shows were. Uniracers was there, and there was also that Polygon uh, fighting game. You remember that guy? Polygonal FX, oh, FX Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was Argonaut Software, wasn't it? That's who it was. And um, yeah, Jetson was working on FS Fighter for a good deal of time and never quite came out. Yeah, they canned it. Just to give you a taste of the time, The Incredible Crash Test Dummies was a game oh that came God. out in October 1993. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, Clay Fighter. Was DMA. Ah, there yes. you go. Sorry. That's who, okay, that's why I know it. DMA, who would go on to do the Grand Theft Auto right. stuff. Mm-hmm. He also made a really awesome N64 game whose name I forget right now. Clay so Fighter, November Clay 1993. Fighter. Clay, Clay. No better way to distinguish yourself for being in 1993 than Clay Fighter, which was garbage. Yes. Hey, what's the hair, man? Uh, there you go. <laughs> Robocop versus the Terminator. Another I think, come on. November 1993. Valuable few minutes left. Why are we talking Terminator about this 2, crap? Judgment Day, also in the same. You got to give people a taste I think, of Yeah, this the is time. kind of a little perspective here. Yeah. This is back when the West was really bad at making videos. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Shit. Lester the Unlikely, January 1994, oh, one of my favorite oh, pretty cool game. game names ever. Skyblazer, January 1994. Can we just skip the Secret of Evermore, please? No. Secret of Evermore, huh? <laughs> Bebe's Kids, April 1994. Oh, no, no, no. Your mom, no, okay. Seriously, your mom NBA. was so stupid. I said it was cold, and she went out and got a bowl. <laughs> uh, it was chilly. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Close. Close. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chester Cheetah, yeah, that too. Okay, yeah. NBA Jam, March yes, 1994. Yeah. That was good times. I played a lot of that game. Knights of the Round, another one of those types of games. Those no. games were so popular. Yep. Great game. Barkley, Shut Up and Jam yeah. goes along nicely with um, Shaq Fu, yeah, which came out in October. Or <laughs> intern Graham said he used to buy Shaq Fu as Christmas present for people. <laughs> <laughs> Live Alive, uh, September 2nd, 1994. Game, but, um, yeah, I know. Well, there's mixed in here. All right. Bubsy 2, Earthworm Jim, October <laughs> Earthworm 1994. Jim. Uh. 
There was a shitty Lord of the Rings game, Super Adventure Island. I 2. played that shitty Lord of the Rings game. It was horrible. October 1994. Super Punch Out, which some uh, heretics, maybe uh, a slightly developmentally disabled people, believe is a superior <laughs> game. October 1994. <laughs> I love Super Punch Out. Anybody want to explain? Super Punch Out was one of those games that actually was in Japan was a Nintendo Power game at first. Uh, it was like one of those yes. things that was kind of designed for America. Mm-hmm. As was Punch Out, kind of right as well. Yeah. Uh, well, not Punch Out, not quite as much, but Punch Out came out regular here. Did uh, it? Yeah, Mike Tyson's Punch in Out Japan? Is, is out in Japan. Yes. No, but it didn't. It only come out. It, as, it was a gold was card. A, at, yeah, originally it was a prize only. Yeah, as right. regular Punch Out with Mr. Dream. That is a valuable. Mm-hmm. That is cost a shitload of money. Three Ninjas kick back November nineteen ninety five. I think we no. need to get in depth on that. Yeah. No, but Super Punch Out, I I did. <laughs> Love, but uh, I felt like was able to kind of rifle through. It was kind of mm. like a, taking the great elements of Punch Out, and it was fun. The graphics were great, characters mm-hmm. were very memorable. But it was like a weekend, whereas like original Punch Out was like a couple weeks. Ah, yeah, true. It got I, a little too zany for my taste. Yeah, a little, <clears throat> little out there. Guy had a cane in yeah. the ring. <laughs> um, Arrow, the acrobat. This was the times uh. we lived in. Balls. With a Z, three balls. Shitty game, but better on the Genesis. <laughs> Michael Jordan, Chaos in the Windy City. A lot of shitty yeah. just basketball <laughs> players <laughs> were very hot at the time. <laughs> Air Jordans was happening. <laughs> Pitfall the Mind Adventure, I think, was an early example of a reboot, game. which yeah. was totally fucking awful and sold anyway. The X-Band Peripheral, which was yeah. a very... Online uh, gaming. Online yeah. gaming Did via... go anywhere. You could play NBA line. Jam on it, right? I believe that was one of the games. It'll never work. No. Demolition Man. No, August 1995, along with are Killer we, Instinct. Are we yes. still not a Secret Ultra Evermore? Ultra Combo. Oh. No, I don't know if Secret Evermore that game is on was, here. That yeah, game was it's so popular at the time. <laughs> it's coming soon. Primal Dude, Rage. But, uh, like, oh, sorry, the, the Killer yeah. Instinct. Like back in the back in the day, that game, like everybody's like, oh my god, the graphics and everything. But if you look back, like Orchid, her character design yeah. is terrible. Her boobs She's are square. Ridiculous. <laughs> 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 and so, they so, stick out so, like cones. Like so, she stuffed her well, jumpsuit so with cones. So was Madonna's at the time. So it's all the yeah. same. Really, Killer Instinct was Burn. a big deal. I mean, that was like that was hot for a so while. So you have to like ca- black we should talk quickly about Donkey Kong Country, which was at the time mm-hmm. hard to believe that that was being done. That was their answer to yeah. the next hardware, which is we right. don't need it. We actually have Donkey Kong Country. Silicon which shows, graphics workstations yeah. shows the graphics that are up to Ultra it. And 64. honestly, it looked that way. It, it looked it like a really looked amazing. And it should be noted, it was successful to some extent. Because even Donkey Kong Country 3, which came out in 1996 on Christmas, was a million seller worldwide. It was an absolutely monster, Mm. huge success. Kept Super Nintendo in the game. It led over into stuff like Killer Instinct. I remember there was a Nintendo Power video, which they would send out. Right. Which Mm. had, which made a big deal of Donkey Kong Country. And at the end... It showed them like playing Killer Instinct. They're like, no, you're not I supposed that. to be here or whatever. And they like oh, covered up or whatever. Ultra 64. <laughs> the home version of Killer Instinct was not, yeah, the SNES version was not exactly what the arcade was, but it was enough well, of it though. to be a yeah, big deal. It was I think still, it still sold my friends well. had it. We played a lot. We actually skipped, I think, a really major uh, Super Nintendo game. Sparkly uh, Shut Up and Jam? No, Mario Paint. Uh, ah, yes. was, I, I think, one of the <laughs> best. <laughs> Probably applications on Super Nintendo. I had a lot of fun with that thing for a long time. 
paint app for the Super <laughs> yeah, Nintendo. It was, it was really, really... That came with the mouse. That statement. The, That's going out on the limb. The best Dave fly a, swatting game on the SNES. The little uh, mini games a, and the music maker, like all that stuff. And just watching really the cool. rocket go up in the screen. It Dave, was interesting uh, Dave, that it was Nintendo releasing an experiment as a game, which yeah. I feel like they did with Electroplankton, but they made right. it do less and less as time right. goes on. Yeah, Mario, yeah. Mario Paint very famously gave, you know, gave a Homestar Runner its start. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Doom. Another uh, Super X we mentioned earlier, September 1995. Doom on Super AS has music. Doom on the Jaguar does not have music. Oh, uh, <laughs> damn. Does what Jaguar don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Jaguar is supposedly the best console version of Doom. Is that not true? I don't or know. May, well, or am I thinking Never about the 3DO the version? version. The 32, maybe right, maybe the 32X one is the best one. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, Mortal Kombat 3... Secret of Evermore. Yay. October 1995. How to destroy a franchise in one game or less by Square of America. Lies. Horrible lies. Forward by Ted Woosley. I can't believe they put that out instead of like localizing Final Fantasy V or, you know, something that people actually wanted. Or Second Death Sets 3, for God's sake. Yeah. (laughs) Return Gen 2, Super Super Turrican 2, Revolution (laughs) X. Kevin, hey, where they don't want you to listen to rock music, dude. I, we have that game in an arcade, and I would just sit, I would just sit yeah. by the arcade machine and hit the music buttons. is the weapon because every time you hit the button, some yeah. guy would just go, hey. <laughs> you also fired fired CDs. At yeah, one of the great like I remember that game. Uh, Trying to like just basically uh, capitalize 90s, on youth, like the, the feeling of youth rebellion. The nineties was a weird time. Great time. Uh, one of the last games that I remember being for Super Nintendo, Street Fighter Alpha 2, which a lot of people probably don't even ever realize. 32 meg cart. A.K.A. Super, uh, that was Street a, Fighter 02, which, some, by the way, Street Fighter 2 was a 16 meg cart, just okay. for the record. Okay. Yeah, I remember Street Fighter Alpha 2 on Super Nintendo. It was interesting. It was not very good. It, it worked. For, really? For a Super Nintendo no, game? No, it was, I remember it was like, a technical, yeah, it was a technical uh, you know, accomplishment, but I mean. Did we talk yeah. about Samurai Showdown? No, but we. Why would we talk, talk about, about Samurai Showdown? Super Nintendo show because yeah. it was garbage. Really? Yes, yeah. it was. Uh, it was t- garbage. Takara, Takara should not exist on the Super NES. Mm. I went to a Tokyo Toy Show in the summer. I was always Super envious because Street that was Fighter. the one that you could zoom out on. Too. But the Genesis one, you could. Well, that might have been so, but it was still garbage. Oh, okay. And that's pretty much it. Did we miss anybody's uh, favorites? <sighs> miss Final Fantasy Mystic Quest? Anybody? That was, that was first, a good game. First made RPG the, I ever beat. Made by the Saga team. That was a good game. I mean, it was a, it was a beginner yeah. game, but it was good. Um, for a beginner I, I, game. Seven Saga I had a good time with. Paladin's Quest I had a good time with. Mm. I played all of the early RPGs. Man, I really Paladin's can't Quest. think of anything else apart from... Oh. The only thing I think we didn't touch on a whole lot, and I mean, it's probably a story for another day at this point, though, is the, the, is the fact that the, well, there was a well, Satellaview, which was that. interesting, but we'll give that a couple minutes. was the, uh, the whole, you know, the, really the drama and everything that unfolded with the PlayStation. I mean, the PlayStation mm-hmm. exists today. A lot of people probably know this, mm-hmm. but a lot of people might not know this, that the PlayStation exists today because of Nintendo. Right, because right. that was the PlayStation was originally going to be a Super Nintendo yeah. CD Nintendo, add-on. It's specifically Nintendo like dick moves, yeah, dicking over Sony. They had a well, contract in place. Yeah, Yam- Yamauchi in particular, because quite literally, uh, the uh, Shoshinkai, you know, the the, the uh, show that Nintendo exhibit show. that they used to have back in the early nineties, Space World, uh, which eventually became Space, Space World, World later. Yeah, the one in nineteen ninety two. I mean, 
quite literally after it came out that Nintendo was doing anything with Sony, Yamauchi basically spent his entire like you know keynote speech at the Shoshinkai Kai nineteen ninety two talking about how talking about how shitty CD ROM is and uh, how <laughs> how Nintendo will never do this sort of thing because of loading times was their basic thing, right? Like because people don't want to wait you know, for loading times. You know, Yamauchi was sounding very much like a hardcore gamer in some respects, saying that you know. Just playing out this high quality audio and you know movies via CD-ROM does nothing whatsoever to contribute to the fun of the game, gameplay, and all that right. sort of thing. Um, I which, think in a core sense, though, you know, he was right in in his core. Like, I think what he, from the heart, I think he was right, but I think he actually, honestly, just didn't understand the tech that he was talking. Well, about. Well, he was right at the the, the the move to the time was CD-ROM technology was too yeah. early, but if by you the look time of the, the N sixty four, it was obviously too late. And if, if you look at the Sega CD, long. you're like, okay, yeah, he's right. right but if you look right, at the PlayStation, right. you're like, mm, not so much. Some of the implementations. I mean, you have your Lunar. You could argue is actually like, holy shit, okay. Right. Or your Yeez, you could actually say sure. this is actually it done right. But for every game, absolutely. Absolutely not. And yeah, and so they dicked him over. Sony said, hey, well, we're working on this anyway. Let's just release it. And then that became PlayStation. Yeah, um, and, and Nintendo that was. Tend to have a simultaneous deal with Philips, and not, neither deal neither oh, deal went through that. We do, we do not speak of that. guest show. was legitimately in development for the Super Nintendo CD for Philips yeah. uh, with the CDI. Yeah, and that also never came to be. We, yeah. I know a guy who worked on that as well. It's a bullet dust. Super Game Boy. Uh, so something that you could play Game Boy cartridges on your TV and mm-hmm. the Japan only Super Game Boy 2, which had, had link it. ability probably mm-hmm. only because of Pokemon. Entirely Strictly because of Pokemon, because of Pokemon yeah. yeah. Um, but basically Super Game Boy, you could have, you could palette swap, you could choose colors sometimes. Some games had special borders. Custom screen was borders. Like Donkey Kong was colors. a big one that people really played. Yeah. 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 Uh, which was way better on that. And they had custom little title cards. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an interesting piece of hardware. Pretty much foreshadowed the Game, Game Boy Cubes. Player. Game mm-hmm. Boy Player. Yep. Um, the satellite view. The satellite view. Nintendo going on a vaguely kickstarted journey into satellite radio. Essentially, yeah. which is really easy to think about yeah. now. But I mean, they were doing weird stuff with the Famicom too. Again, this is Nintendo mm-hmm. at its most like experimental, weirdly funness. They teamed up with a satellite radio company in Japan called Saint Giga. Um, and, right. made a full, and made a full-on Masuki Uemura-designed attachment, uh, which looks quite a bit like the Super Nintendo CD-ROM mock-ups. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Except it actually, atta- you know, it said it actually existed. Super Nintendo sits on top of it. Right. Yep. Links in. It's like this a hamburger. This up to satellite radio so, thing. Right. And you could download stuff at certain times of the day. At certain times right. of the day. So there was a schedule that you had to be like... Was, was that when the satellite was flying overhead or something? <laughs> well, I mean, no, it was, well, there was it, all it day was, long. It was different stuff. Yeah, right? I see. Okay. It, was, it was like a TV <laughs> It was like a radio. Yeah. And, um, and a number of exclusive things came out only on Satellaview, which we, which we can only see now in somewhat semi-emulated manner. Right. Zelda right. is one thing. Zelda being yeah. the biggest one, I think. Rinko is one thing. So we'll talk about so Zelda weird. real fast, though, about what Zelda was and how it worked with the satellite. And Well, in addition to being able to... Bro- oh, so it would, the basic you, framework was... You could download a game to it. Right. Uh, and in addition to that, you could also have radio broadcasts alongside of it. Right. right. And so it would be like you're playing a game at the same time. It was sort of like a very early like interactive sort of thing that way 
Yeah, it was kind of like you could play Zelda with like a really cool narration over it. Well, it's not so much a narration. You're running, if, if the way I understood it was you're running around the overworld and there is a woman live like talking over the thing about stuff going on in the game world. Isn't I think it was it a man, but yes. It was a, yeah, I mean, there was, stuff, there was stuff like that, like when, you know, there was some stuff that St. Giga did, did by themselves, which was just like literally a radio show and then uh, you could participate because it would be like a quiz and then you could like, you know, select an option on the quiz and they would show you the correct answer and all that sort of thing. Right, so there was right. some of interaction along those lines as well but specifically with specifically with zelda like <clears throat> how did it work so the, the the base of it was like super nintendo was zelda 3 graphics level no it was more like zelda 1 they took it zelda like a, 1 it was like a 16 bit zelda 1 and then and made it look but awesome the, but the yeah. but the graphics were the graphics were oh, yeah. three level yeah. but the world was zelda 1 it wasn't Zelda three level. It was really? it was imagine it was basically like Zelda All Stars. They did they gave it the okay. same treatment that yes. they gave Mario basically. But it, it did looks not like Zelda star, one. It looks did, great. Did not star Link right. You starred the, you the BS character. Yeah you yeah that was little, I was like, thinking about Satellview like the you know you were like a dude in the Satellview world. Yeah, in a vaguely Earthboundish kind of overworld too. Um, and then there are other games like that. If you remember, you know, A.G. Aonuma's first game, Marvelous, on the Super Famicom, which <laughs> yeah. was a, you know, like a overhead view adventure slash RPG. And that had a number of, like, episodes, much the same manner of, like, Telltale Games adventure episodes, which were broadcast exclusively on Satellaview. Um, all kinds of weird stuff like that. So, is, yeah. this, is this from 95 till 2000? Also, the sort of predecessor, I mean, basically, the game that ultimately became Chrono Cross originally existed as oh, a Rad- sort Rad- of... Rad- Radical Dreamers. Radical Dreamers, Dreamers was a, a game sound on novel. the Satellaview. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, uh, sound novel, right? Yeah, yes. basically the same. More or less, that's, that story evolved into Chrono Cross for the PlayStation. And but, I, I, could, yeah. I could talk about sound novels to no end, but, uh, you know... That's sound novels episode. episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, but... but Back to Zelda, because I think a lot of people will be interested. So they would broadcast part of the game, which you would download, but also at the same time, there was a streaming vocal track that actually had voice actors, right? It Mm -hmm. had people from in the world. And it was like high-quality CD quality stuff. Yeah. It was hell. I rare. Go to level so. four. It's just crazy, like interesting. It, you, it, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't like it was responding directly to what you right. right. was doing. Of course, but like everybody could hear it at the yeah. same time. It was extra atmosphere. Extra you can well, you can watch thing. videos of it on YouTube. It's very odd. I, mm. I would definitely yeah. take a look at it. Yeah, it's just sad that they never actually remade Zelda One with that graphic though, yeah, because it looks yeah. so nice. Well, yeah, a lot of games had that sort of thing. Like they would put, you know, they would have like you know special like basically expansion packs, and then it would be the narration on top of it. Light No Shiden was one of them That's as right. well. Mm-hmm. Yes, Sharon the Wanderer. Yeah. Oh, man, that game's so first. Good. The only the only time those two have ever talked, uh, Shiden is Weasel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, they're talking about that the reception was. Really amazing. They're talking about the plot sex set six years after the events mm. in A Link to the Past. Mm. The story of this uh, Inishie no uh, Sekiban. Well, wasn't there also a Link to the... There was a, separately with, a Link to the Past thing on Satellaview, separate from the Zelda thing. I want, say there's a, I want to say there's a website out there that does... I want to say there's a website out there that does the... Has tried their best, maybe in Japanese, that tried their best to... Uh, recreate the entire schedule as it was at the time because you know there's yeah you know there mm. are uh, sources for that. There's actually a lot even just on Wikipedia here. I mean, it's a long, almost as long as the Super Nintendo entry because yeah. this esoteric stuff gets a lot of people really interested. So definitely check that out. As JJ said, there's a lot of YouTube videos. Uh, yeah, if you'd like to learn more about video games, <laughs> check out the internet. Yes, so um, here. 
and search the video games. Um, so and if that doesn't work, just contact me at kgifford <laughs> at 8-4.jp. <laughs> there you go. But um, we talked about the chips. There's a lot more different chips to talk about. It gets really kind of in-depth and stuff. That's got another neat Wikipedia entry. One thing that I did like is the Super FX chip was codenamed Mario 1 chip, and that stood for Mathematical Argonaut Rotation and I.O. <laughs> That's uh, good. I nice. thought that was kind of cool. They worked um, hard to get those letters correct. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot more, but I think uh, with that, yeah, we probably should kind of close it yeah. down. Good we'll Lord. do a Genesis one if we can, if we live that long yeah. uh, ever, and maybe do this for some other systems. But uh, Kevin, thank you so much. Oh, awesome to have all. you here. I think safe to say, probably the only guest that's going to bring out uh, Japanese newspaper articles that they translated on their mm-hmm. personal free time. Uh, that have never been heard from before to add to the discussion. So that was I look really forward awesome. to uh, coming back here as soon as I can to talk about other stuff with you. Absolutely. Yes, so why don't you give uh, your Twitter name for people if they want to find you out there? Oh, it's Kevin Gifford. That's K-E-V-I-N-G-I-F-F-O-R-D. No space in between. I'm the Kevin Gifford on the internet that looks like me. And so just look for me. <laughs> <laughs> Two Fs, like Frank. Yeah. So yes, indeed. until the next uh, retrospective, which I guess unless we started doing handhelds would be the, uh, the N64, which would probably be a little bit shorter of an episode. Probably not quite as glowing yeah. throughout the entire thing either. I think the next one just needs to be like a Sega one where we do like... Maybe we'll do some smaller ones too. Maybe we can get like you know, thirty minute segments in of like different yeah. more specific topics here. Easy and there. to say that yeah. now being like late at night, we're all tired and have to yeah. go right. home, but we'll see. Anyway, uh Kevin, thanks. Thanks everybody oh, for listening. Worries. We'll come back and uh and close out the show. But uh I guess for the next twenty years or so until the next retrospective. <laughs> it's gonna be uh, like a five be hour Thanks for sticking this around if you made it this podcast. long. Super Game Masters. See you next time. Adios. shortest news section that was so much fun wasn't that what we just did oh yeah that was that That, was great thing that we just did i loved that again i definitely want to do more of that that was uh fun thank you to kgif 96 fm um (laughs) for for coming by and doing that we definitely plan to do that at least with the genesis maybe with other systems in the future let's just do like a sega one where we can cover the saturn and the dreamcast as well Mm. Mm. Those, those deserve their own. I, I think they do too. But does John want to do them? I, I'll do any of them. I don't mind. I love old games, man. <laughs> um, all right. So anyway, I just think it'll be over quickly. <laughs> shortest news segment ever. We're all wearing black armbands. Yep. Because, ladies and gentlemen, AndreaSang.com, beloved man. news portal for everything having to do with Japanese gaming. Accurate, fast, awesome. Yeah. Sometimes touching like yeah 
Super friend Sometimes, of the show, too. Yes. Uh, a lot of people probably guess, didn't know guess that, but Anoop he's kind of like really, a brother. Yes. Anoop really took that comment last week to heart when he said... <laughs> he said his translations were bad. Yeah. He just gave up and quit. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But uh, So Anoop is moving on to uh, to other things and will not be uh, updating the site. The site will continue to exist as it is, but he put up a post saying that he was leaving it for now. Things might happen with it in the future. I don't know if. Uh, yeah, we're chit chatting about maybe hooking him up with some. He, he's talking about maybe having other things go on with the site, but it's nothing to get excited about, and nothing that's anything more than. It's just not going to be the same. He right. was stupid not to sell that fucking thing. He didn't think that it had the value that we all think it has. I talked to him about it, and he, you know, he just didn't. I know. Like it. <laughs> but uh, but it yeah, great. I mean, it was, it was largely a hobby of his yeah. to learn to teach himself programming. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, his his live blogs of Nintendo of uh, Japanese conferences will be missed for sure. Um, smaller n- news bits and even anything coming out of he had a really good sense of humor too. Japan. Like his articles actually yeah. weren't boring and stuffy. Like they were fun to read. Like he was he was he will be missed a lot. So now more than ever, uh, Kevin Gifford at least covering the Famitsu news for Polygon. That's right. Um, which uh, started a few weeks ago. That's going to be yeah. like a, a, a even more valuable source yes. going forward of like accurate news. Only someday we could bring Kevin and Anoop together. It'd be like you know Hulk Hogan Beautiful. and like under the giant tag team. <laughs> we need to mate them. We need to splice their DNA. Yes, right. make like a platypus like just creature that all it does is output Japanese gaming news <laughs> in English and is like eight foot tall and is, lives in a cage. Right. Yeah. Yes, and we just I think we can fit him right over there. Feed it old PSP <laughs> discs or something. I don't know what it would eat, but anyway, um yeah, so really sad to see that go. Um we'll have to see what happens, especially now with TGS coming up, uh how Japanese news is going to get out except for this awesome podcast I heard of called 84 Play. I hear we do Japanese news sometimes. Maybe you heard of it. <laughs> um yeah, so we're going to have two episodes next week. Um as always, continuing our crazy string of weekly episodes that's been crazy. Nice. Um, yes, two episodes for TGS. Up. As always, one a pre-show episode and one a well, it's, it's going to happen during the show, but it's going to be right. post-show because it'll be impressions. We hope to have some special guests on, maybe some press from out of town. Yeah, yeah uh, no, no Garnet or shit. Yeah, we this won't year. be doing the Garnet crossover this yes. year. He's very, very sad. sad I'm actually that. legitimately bummed about that. Why yeah, I like you say that it. with surprise. Why yeah. shouldn't you be yeah. bummed? Oh well, I just you know I'm I'm Miss Garnet. <laughs> Shane is awesome on any podcast, but I think he can't do podcasts anymore. And Garnet, yeah, yeah he's just not coming. Shane out this did year. say on Gaff that he wants to be on the second podcast. We should hold him to it. Oh yeah. yeah. So um yeah so look for that first podcast probably on Wednesday U.S. time. I'm guessing probably yeah. And the second one probably on Thursday maybe Friday. Yeah, Thursday to be safe we would say Thursday Friday or Saturday pretty much it'll be one day during on TGS, a day so. it'll be Friday hopefully hopefully Thursday or Friday it'll be Friday at the latest because we are a Friday podcast so we're all all of us here are going to be going to the show mm-hmm. yes. what's the first thing you're going to run to oh boy I don't even know the last guardian yeah. the last guardian boom, yeah. I know we're on. boom! <laughs> calling the shots Point, pointing pointing out <laughs> doubling down on failure yeah, I actually have no idea what I'm going to go to yeah actually uh, I Don and I are looking at each other, and it's like, duh, Monster Hunter 4, duh, duh, duh. Rising, I want to see if they're going to have something new there on that. Uh, 
Tobias. I'll go to the Dragon yeah. Quest 10 thing. Right? Actually, yeah, I actually want to see Wii U yeah. Dragon Quest the Dragon 10, 10 thing. even though I'm not even 100% sure that I will play it, um, just right. to see more Wii U I stuff. I was looking in the this week's Famitsu, and I saw a few games that I were under my radar, but I do want to check out like the new JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fighting game oh, yes. for there you go. C2. Uh, and then Rising will also be there, so I want to check that for out. For PS3. Yeah. Maybe some of that Sony uh, stuff that they showed at Gamescom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rain nice. and um, the Puppet Master 5. And actually, we're going to do a whole episode about this, so why don't we talk about it more on Wednesday? Mm. We will yes. do so. So um, until then, uh, why don't uh, somebody give the people what they want? <laughs> what they because want because everybody <laughs> wants to know where they can find us and comment and oh. and and iTunes rate us JJ. Well, you I... can find us on the internet at giantbomb.com. That's very insulting. Hey, I'm from the south. I can do this. And uh <laughs> that makes it a 4jp uh you can find us on the Facebooks and on Twitter. Uh I am SPRSK Mark. Uh at Mark MacD. John. Uh, at John TV. Brendan. Brendan Beyond Death Threats coming your way. <laughs> and uh well, you're gonna be threatening them. I'm gonna uh, threaten them when they threaten me. Yeah. You're all and, gonna uh, die. Also eight four play, of course, is oh, our, yes. our uh Twitter. It definitely actually honestly, please do give us feedback, especially about the uh the SNES special. Uh, yes. We do value it. Probably our next special thing coming up is going to be the Resident Evil Retrospective Part 2. Yep, right. But um, we do really listen to and value that feedback, especially when it comes with five stars on iTunes. We <laughs> value it a little bit more. We might yeah. read it twice, three <laughs> times even. And we um, did actually use some of the music uh, suggestions that people suggested on Twitter. Thanks, yeah, thanks for those. For yep. And um, I guess, is that it? Anybody, anything else? So then until next time, which is next week. Uh, who wants to take us out? Oh, you know what? We didn't talk about iPhone at all.
Okay, and here we go in three, two. <laughs> in three, in three, two. <coughs> sorry. It, uh, I'm sorry. Prime in, outtakes. I'm glad in, this is all recorded. Yes. <laughs> Mm. Uh. <laughs> mm. Uh. Mm. Uh. 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 Alright, give it to me. Three, uh, two, uh-huh. three, two.